Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> no, I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the program. Uh, we're back in studio with the Dan. We got the Dan with us. Uh, second time in studio. I forget what we ended up naming the studio. JP doesn't remember either. Uh, it was Studio Balls. I don't remember at all. Something to do with D's, yeah, double probably. D's, and uh, just Studio D. Has he ever been in the same studio twice? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so. Uh, and he's inaugurated every studio. Oh, I remember that part. That we've ever done. That's uh, and then yeah, he, he he's been multiple times to each studio. I think um, it's going to be a great show because we have Dan Gordon and Doctor Charlie Bamforth. I'm sick and Bevo's high on prescription medication. Right, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm feeling it's like gonna this really is going to be our best the Dan appearance <laughs> ever. <laughs> I get a lot of air time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dan, you're running the show tonight. Right. Uh, I almost just called in sick and just uh, you were going to sit in this chair. And, well, I'm unprepared. Call her one, and please. Just, you're ready to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Gordon, of course, of the Gordon Beer Sh- Brewing Company, one of our favorite guests, and uh, Dr. Charles Bamforth from the uh, UC Davis uh, Brewing something or other program. I, it has everything with, with Dr. Bamforth has a really long name. I can never remember them. Right. Can we get rid of the doctor thing straight away? Right away? Charlie. You don't like being called Dr. Bamforth? No, not really, no. Really? Charles or Charles. Well, my mother's around. I'm Charles, but otherwise it's Charlie. It's Charlie. Yes. Is it because you don't feel like you're a real doctor? No, no, I am. And in, fact, <laughs> in fact, I got three of them. You so, have three. so you're really going to call me doctor. You got to call me doctor, doctor, doctor. doctor. <laughs> um, 
But I just prefer you call me Charlie. Yeah. Okay. I can do that because I'm really intimidated by all of your uh, brain power anyway, (laughs) with your three doctorates. (laughs) You and your learning. Yeah, you and your learnedness. (laughs) Or as as my wife's father used to say, education to the height of ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get another one? Who's who's on earth is going to be able to test you on anything? Well, Hmm. I I don't know. After three doctors. Uh, Please don't, because I'll only show my ignorance. But uh, (laughs) no, I think think I'm okay now. I'm maxed out. You're maxed out. What are your three doctorates in? Uh, PhD uh, from the University of Hull. I had to do research for that. Uh, DSC from Hull, which is where you, you put all your research papers together and somebody judges it. Okay. And then th- they gave me one at Harriet Watt in Edinburgh. <laughs> just said, you're a nice yes. guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you get to... Have yeah. a doctorate. Yeah, like wow. Snoop Dogg. He's got a you know, they give you a, it's a BOGO. Yeah, know. they give you a nice sort of light blue turquoisey sort of gown and, and you bow and scrape. And well, that's good in any season, really. Yeah, I look I mean, good in it. Yeah. Sure. You know, I look really good. And yeah. you didn't have to go into debt for that one. No, I just, didn't. Uh, <laughs> he, threw, he threw it at me. Did you have to pay for college? You, you went to college in Europe, no. right? No, no, in England in those yeah. days, nineteen. Uh, I went up in 1970, and no, it was all state paid. That's amazing. So, uh, I, uh, in fact, they also gave me a grant. I think it was uh, something like 550 pounds. Wow. Um, and I sort of saved some money out of that as well. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Okay. You know, Dan Gore was still in short pants at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you did have to pay for your education. Actually, my graduate program at Wein Stefan Technical University of Munich was courtesy of the German government. Really? Nice. Yeah. So, no, so it was a scholarship. Well, everybody that went there, uh, yeah, didn't have, his tuition was free if he got in. The trick was staying oh, in. I see. Uh, yeah. so, so even as a non-citizen, because... Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I was shocked. I expected to get a bill any day while I was there, and, and nothing came. But you had to go to university before that, too, right? Yeah, oh. uh, but the beautiful thing at Berkeley, the uh, Bears, yeah, yeah. Uh, $235 <laughs> a quarter when I went to Cal. Wow. They didn't call it tuition. They call it an administrative fee. <laughs> so if you add it up, 700 bucks a year, right, mm-hmm. times four, $2,800. That was the cost of my nearly nine years of college. Wow. Other than living costs, of course. The times, yeah. they have changed. They really have. That's amazing. Good for you. See? And you got to get at both of you, get out of university and not be saddled with debt. That was amazing. Yeah. I actually had a profit after my uh, undergraduate. <laughs> Is that right? Wow. Yeah, I was doing some gigs on the side. How did you pay for living in Germany? Uh, school there? My wife. Mostly, oh, at the yeah. time she was supporting you. She's yeah. It's a good way to go. I knew you were a smart guy. <laughs> You're like ah, that's, never mind going to Berkeley. <laughs> you had a wife that's supporting you. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I think she got uh, a PhD in being awesome. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Kate pays for me pretty much too, so <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm on the same I'm on the same program. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Kate pays for me too. All right. Well, <laughs> I do want to thank our sponsor, More Beer, uh, who's been with us longer than Dan's been with us. Even uh, they've been supporting the show since day one. You can go over to morebeer.com and check it out. Um, they're just great people that have been bringing you uh, this program since 2005. So go over to morebeer.com and do your homebrew shopping. And uh, you'll get your packages fast. You will. Very fast. Very fast. Yeah. They're, they're good at that. Fast and fresh. I'm making up uh, taglines for them right now. <laughs> Sounds like it. More beer. Fast and fresh. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to them. Uh, let me get through a couple of announcements for you. Uh, SF Beer Week is upon us. Uh, well, next week, anyway. And uh, we're excited about it. Doing a couple of events here at the Hop Grenade. Uh, on next Monday's show, we're doing a Hopocalypse release from uh, Drake's Brewing Company. Nice. Uh, Drake's is going to be on the program. And uh, we're going to be serving four different 
different, I think, I think it's four different editions of their Apocalypse. Oh, great. Um, and, and talking to the brewer, who we've never had on the show, John Galuli. Oh, great. Galuli. He's a great guy. Say that fast. That fast. Galuli. <laughs> yeah, he, he's fun. Good to, job. He's fun to talk Thank to. He'll be great. Yeah. So Ask we're gonna... John about durian. Oh. You know, I tasted durian for the first time a few weeks ago. Oh, really? It's not as bad as everybody says. It, can, and you, it varies, from what I understand. I had it once, and it was the most disgusting thing. Yeah. Almost I've ever eaten, but I've talked to other people where it's oh it's very rose petally and very whatever. Mine was very butterscotch and garlicky. It was That's nasty. what it tastes. I, I would yeah. say butterscotch. Dan, yeah. you'll eat anything. Do you? No, like? I don't do durian. You don't. Yeah. No, and it's a genetic programming thing. Either you can or you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no gray area there. Yeah. As part of I hazed John. That was and his entire team. Oh, you did? Yeah, they came to uh, to San Jose and <clears throat> I took him out to my favorite Vietnamese restaurant. As which, you do, as we to write a passage to yeah. try durian ice cream. Oh, yeah. that sounds bad. It's rough. Why? It's fun. I video it, too, every time. <laughs> uh, whoever comes with me. Yeah. It's, it's You're like, hang on a second while I get out the camera. Yeah, I do it every time. New employees. Well, uh, the durian ice cream. Uh, why were they at the brewery? Just checking it out? Because it's high tech and... You got to eat. Yeah. No, no. I mean, why well, they, did all Drake's go? By, they everyone do, likes to come by. To see the high. spaceship. Yeah. The owners of, of Drake's are good friends of mine. Okay. And uh, they, too, have had to. John? John and. Uh, I really like John. Yeah. He's one Roy, of my. John and Roy, both. I don't know Roy. I only know John. But, but John's one of my idols in, in the industry because I well, feel like he's a smart guy. He's done good things for beer. I really like talking to him about beer. I got to get him on the show, too. Yeah. Maybe he'll come out Maybe with, we'll come with out. Galuli. It's a we long will. drive for him. <laughs> are, you, are you saying he's old? <laughs> no. I'm just saying getting John out of Berkeley is like see. you got to pull teeth. I thought maybe he doesn't like driving at night anymore or something like that. No, no. He's fine with nighttime. <laughs> okay. uh, have you been to his new, their new place, the Drake's no, dealership? No, I haven't. Uh, San Leandro is a far, far place away from San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> you either stay in San Jose or fly somewhere, I imagine. Yes. You don't drive out Roughly of there. someplace yeah. with really good kimchi <laughs> right yeah uh, charlie on the other hand uh he just stays in davis i don't get out much no because uh, i'm shy uh, don't actually, you get to travel around speaking all the time charlie? i do yeah. i do and and, and uh, now this is fancy i'm the president of the institute of brewing and distilling so that means i, I go to the uk a great deal and, oh yeah and meetings in all sorts of exotic places we were in mozambique last year we'll be in oh. sydney australia in march really yeah, so we get around, so that's nice. But you're going someplace really unique in Asia, too. I thought Vietnam and I was going to carry your bags. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> just, just to go, Dan? You would have carried his bags just yes, to be... Yeah. I would have. But we have a great time together, no matter where we are. Absolutely. Sure. Why did you go to Mozambique? Like, why choose that location? Because uh, the Institute of Brewing and Distilling, we have uh, sections all over, and one of the biggest is, is Africa. Really? And uh, they rotate the meetings. And this last time, it was in Mozambique, in Maputo. And it was amazing. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we all have a lot of fun. You know, it's all the same people show up, all the same places. And where are we now? Well, we're in Mozambique. You know, How's the beer now? in Mozambique? Um, some of it was excellent. Really? Uh, yeah. And indeed, they had a, a local beer competition uh, in the African section. Um, uh, they had this uh, beer competition. And the local brewer won most of it. Really? Well, of course, they would do. Because What's the start? Was it different craft beers? Or? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. But they were. These are, we're talking about the bigger brewers now. You know the you know the uh, South African breweries and the various African breweries, the Heinekens and the so loggers mostly. Yeah, for the most part. Okay. But, um, 
Look, like in South Africa and Southern Africa, and well, indeed, Africa generally, just like the rest of the world, there's a lot of interesting craft brews. Yeah, I bet. And some of them are good. And, and, some. Some, of them, <laughs> and some of them are there some yeah, of them for you. Be, you know, there's always scope for education. Can you imagine yeah. giving Charlie a beer in your brewery? If I had a brewery, I would never invite you. I would <laughs> never give you a beer. I'd be so worried. Well, no reason, because I'm a nice guy. You but, are nice. But, but, but you, you know, well, the worst thing is you're on stage and, and you're drinking all these things facing the audience. <laughs> right. So wow. you're going, what am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah. I can't I, spit it out. I can't pour it away. No. I can't I swallow smile. it. Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm yeah. guessing you, you take some acting classes is what Something you do. Something like that. And yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. you just uh, wipe yeah. it off your face. And um, yeah, but some, So some of them. But, but, but that applies everywhere, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. You really do get some, uh, some excellent beers in some places and some, some not so good. All right, we're going to talk more about this because there's breweries popping up all the time, and I want to find out from the two of you what you think about quality and quality control and, and how craft beer is going. It sounds like Charlie's been to the Hop Granny before. <laughs> we serve nothing but good beer here. Uh, all right. I, I'm a virgin here today. So, this is the first time. Oh, you oh, haven't wow. been to our place? I've been to studios uh, elsewhere. Yeah. In fact, the last time, some guy came in off the street and ate all the sandwiches. And we <laughs> That's right. but, so uh, you've been to our Martinez studio, and I think you were at my home studio. The one with the, the Harley Davidson inside. On the yeah, where I realized you weren't married. <laughs> I finally, <laughs> yeah. I finally sold it, Charlie. You'll, you be, you'll be happy to know it's not what, on my the porch. House or the bike. Uh, the bike. <laughs> I did move houses, and but okay. I got rid of the bike. Mm, uh, let's yeah. be clear, it was a That's Yamaha. What an English lady will do for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, always, I see. I never correct him on that because it's the only good like part that makes me look good is that it was a Harley Davidson. It was a Yamaha. It was a Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, we impress the rest of the? Listeners? Yes. How about your beautiful new uh, all-electric BMW? Uh, I, I don't like to talk about that because people think it's like I'm flashy now. Like that's not I, flashy. That's that's like you know. It's economical. It's risky well, too. It's economical. Five miles. It used to be flashy until he curbed the wheels the other day. I did. I scratched my wheels. Uh, Dan has electric parking at the brewery. You're the first brewery I've been to in California that I've been able to plug in at. Well, we're very environmentally conscious down in San Jose. You are. I was excited about that because by the time I got to San Jose, I only had 20 miles left. So I was thinking I'd have to drive around looking for a place to plug in. Yeah, I pull up at events now in my in the in the Beamer, and everyone just goes, "Oh, I, I thought the BM, I thought the Brewing Network wasn't doing well." Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's pretty much what I said it's when very, I saw it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, right. hey, yeah, it's a that's very cost-effective solution." Listen, I'm telling you, here's the deal: you you date a girl with more money than you. That's how you do <laughs> nice things. I think you get seventy five hundred bucks from the feds too. I got a bunch of money back. Plus, it's a lease. It's cheap. It's nothing. They pay you. They. Practically paid yeah, me. It, it comes out to that to when you look at the monthly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I got to well, turn it in in a year. Yeah, that's good. With scratched up wheels now. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to park. What do you drive, Charlie? BMW, Mercedes. Uh, I'm not actually sure. Aston uh, Martin, uh, uh, Honda Civic. How about Honda that? Civic. Is that good? Is that, <laughs> when I good. first came to this country, I drove, drove a Ford Festiva. Oh, yeah. Wow. I yeah. had a Festiva mm-hmm. or two yeah. in my day. You know, I, I, I have this thing that the bigger the car, the fancier the car, the smaller is your um, yeah. your personal. Anyway, so <laughs> Ford Festiva. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's so huge. Yeah. <laughs> Doc will show up in a little while. He drives a Hummer. Yeah, yeah. So I, think I saw the Hummer. Parked over you there. saw it already? Yeah. It was a big 
yellow thing, right? Uh, no, this is one's... silver. Yeah, this isn't quite that flashy. Yeah. Uh, all right, so come join us uh, next Monday. We'll have Drake's in here on Tuesday. We're doing a special event, uh, and and there's actually going to be a, a show out of it. It's just it's an idea I've had for a show for for quite some time. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Called the Brewers Roundtable, where instead of us sitting around bullshitting, it's all brewers around the table, and I give them a couple different topics, and then uh, uh, it's kind of like the view for brewers, if you will. Is that a good analogy, JP? I think so. I don't know. Are they going to be catty? And- yeah. Well, yes, I okay. hope so. Here's what we're going to have Society Brewing Company in here. Sante Adarius is going to be in here. Monkish is going to be here. And Highland Park. And that's all happening on Tuesday. Uh, they're each going to bring, I think, two beers. So... I don't know, you do the math. I can't. That's uh, eight I beers. Thank you. As eight beers on tap uh, from these different breweries as part of our SF Beer Week Brewers Roundtable. Um, we also have Sour Saturday. Okay, nice. On the 23rd, I think that is. So we're going to do all 21 taps of sour beers. Uh, you uh, you probably lost your invite in the mail, Dan. I did. Uh, it's probably because I've dedicated my whole life to producing beers that aren't sour. I know. <laughs> I would. Uh, you Work would, really, really hard. I know you would disown me if I even sent you an invite to Sour Saturday. Yes. Um, yeah. All of our tap lines, which is going to require a lot of cleaning of the tap lines afterward. <laughs> Um, I'm to replace them. Yeah, even replacing maybe. Yeah. Well, it's not my job, so I don't care. Um, someone's got to do it. Right. <laughs> so we got a lot happening. You can go to our, our website, thehopgrenade.com, and check it out. We're participating in SF Beer Week, and we're really excited about it. All right. You can support the BN by becoming a donor. Just hit the uh, donate button on the homepage. You can buy swag. That's a good way to help us out. Visiting our sponsors is a great way to help us out. Um, you should help us out is basically what I'm saying. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. that one. Send uh, feedback to feedback at the Brewing Network. And send your... I don't even know where to send your show ideas now. Should I announce that we have a new producer? Uh, sure, if you want to. Is it announcement ready? There's a bunch of people who had emailed me about being the producer, and I haven't let them down yet. But oh, maybe you should mm. let them down first, and then announce it next week. <clears throat> nah, I don't owe no. them anything. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, common courtesy's out the window. Who cares? All right. Okay. Your new producer is none other than our very own... Bevo. Yay! Yeah. Bevo's our new producer. And here's why. I realized, like, all these people are writing to me. I had announced, hey, we have a job opening here. We need a new producer for the session. And I realized that I forgot to mention that it's not a full-time job and it barely pays any money. So these people are writing to me going, I would like to quit my current job and come work for the BN. <laughs> and, I re- and I was like, oh, man, these people think it's like a real gig. Yeah. Uh, it would be so, as a second gig. But not as your it would be equipment. a great second gig. But then the other thing is that I realized, you know, the producer role is really just a bunch of emails and logistics and communicating with our guests and make sure that they get the reason you two didn't get any uh, communication is because we're in between producers is what's happening. Um, and so I just I asked Bevo, w- will you do this? Because I think it just fits within everything else you do here at the BN anyway. No. And she basically said, no, I'm terrified to become the producer. Because all I've ever done is yell at our producers. Like, I just, you know, 
um, because they fuck up. Yeah. And I yell at them for it. Yeah. Dan, yeah. you know what that's like. I mean, sometimes you got to. You haven't made your employees cry. You haven't done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, perfect. And but really, the the screw up parts, I don't think Bevo's going to do because I agree, I'm not I, I would giving agree her that many responsibilities. Essentially. <laughs> right. Um, and I believe Newton's law. Equal and opposite force comes into play with Bevo. I think you're right. Yeah, you're not going to be able to bully her at all. No, not at all. Although I did tell her today that I'm not a fan of her shirt today. I feel like it doesn't uh, suit her figure. Yeah, but that's a bully in another way. Oh, it is? Yeah, that's not job-related bullying. That's just body shaming. I wasn't body shaming. I was trying to help her not be frumpy. As as the new producer, she has an image to keep. You're wearing bonus points right now, aren't you? But she agreed. I mean, I'm really sure. happy with the life decisions I've made in the last couple of years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stick around and you'll be running the whole show. <laughs> I'm now. Do you realize, Bevo, that I'm now responsible for the entirety of your career? Like your whole career is now with the BN. No, I definitely and the think Hopper about name. that. And I, I've definitely thought about it. Are you worried? By the way, your resume is looking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you changes back yeah. later. Uh, don't worry. I'll take good care of you. And I won't yell at you, you better. unless you don't take care of our guests. That's all you have to do is take care of our guests, which she's very good at, right, Dan? Absolutely. Yeah. She's polite. Uh, she's a much better face to be greeted than mine, you know, when you come into the Hibernate. Your turnaround here is yeah. miraculous. Isn't that fast, right? <laughs> Just dial it in right level. <laughs> I'm good at that. And then, then accelerate as you go to the end. Yes. So I guess I could say send your show ideas to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's where your show ideas go now. They no longer go to Scott. They go to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, and she will be doing uh, all of the, the things. Let's face it, they never really went to Scott anyway. They just came to feedback right. at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> right. All right, do we have a Twitter game? We sure do. Uh, Twitter game is brought to you today by the Labruski Cruise. We are going on the Labruski Cruise, and you can too. Just click the Labruski Cruise image on the homepage. It's uh, four nights and five days at yep. sea mm-hmm. with a bunch uh, of bands with the Brewing Network and uh, lots of craft beer. So check it out. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, everybody knows, Justin, that you've been in a funk Lately, you've kind of mm. been down about mm-hmm. maybe your life, maybe the maybe. direction the Brewing Network's going, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe you're having a flare-up downstairs. I don't know. Sure. I can't. I can't. But um, I want to know uh, what everybody thinks that you can do to get your groove back. Oh, no. You need your groove back, baby. This is going to be terrible. So uh, how can Justin get his groove back? You mean I aside? literally cannot wait for these answers. <laughs> you That's mean aside from all the drinking and smoking and drugs I've been doing? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. besides like putting two barrels in your Those face and obvious. pulling the trigger with your toes. Um, <laughs> how can you, uh, how, you know, Aww. how can we get the, the old Jay back where he uh, had the broken down Yamaha on the, on the front porch and didn't drive a BMW? <laughs> Maybe Chad just needs to move back in. Do you think that I'm the guy who can't handle success? Oh, yes. Is is that what it is? Yeah. You're afraid to succeed. So I have to sabotage it all? Yeah. I got to go back to my shrink. You should go back to your shrink. Now we know why my shrink uh, gave me free therapy for a year. (laughs) See, Charlie, my shrink, I was like a study for him. I tried to quit, and and he was like, is it money? And I was like, well, sort of. And he's like, I will do this for free. No, he definitely wrote at least one paper on you. you He got his PhD, I think, off of me. Really? Yeah. One off. (laughs) Original research. Yeah, it is 
original researcher on this uh, small brain. I think he's I think he's pitching a sitcom right now in <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. Didn't he say you were fixed? Uh, or was that just a not giving you free uh, therapy you anymore? You no, degrees. I said he agreed that I could stop after the year because I was feeling like. I didn't need to go anymore. Yeah, which is very clearly <laughs> the exact opposite uh, of what you should have been thinking. And he said, I, I think you'll be okay. Like, he said, I don't think you're going to go off yourself, so it's probably fine. Yeah, but is that the okay. definition of okay? <laughs> right. yeah. It's a low bar. Yeah, you'll still exist after tomorrow, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he was the best <laughs> or most ethical yeah. uh, therapist in the world. Oh, man. How much was he charging you? Because, uh, hey, you got ripped off. Uh, free. <laughs> Got ripped off. That's yeah, true. All right. So, how does Justin get his groove back? Yeah, that's our Twitter game. We're trying to help you, baby. I like it. All right. right. Well, we'll see what we get. All right. How about some feedback? Should we do that? Yep. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. He protects my trademark, and he can help uh, protect yours too. Uh, plus, he does filings like TTB stuff and and all that. Like he's he's the guy at the Beer Law Center dot com. Go check it out. John's a good dude. All right. Uh, Brandon writes in. Uh, this is titled, Come On, Man. Hey, guys. <laughs> love you. Love the show. But I have to call bullshit. This is about last week's show. Last week was a women in brewing show, so everybody knows. Um, he says, you spend the first half, uh, the first part of the show joking about raping Bevo on the cruise. It wasn't about that. It was not that at no. all. No, it was that I'm, a, when I sleep, sometimes I'm grabby. We call yeah. it night rape, but it's but really it's not... just touching. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I like that and we I'm have a name yeah, for okay, it. So, and I'm speaking from somebody else's perspective because I've never shared a bed with Justin. True. Probably because I night rape. Uh, <laughs> and he's on her list, so it's fine. No, you're right. not on my list. Bevo, we, we know. <laughs> yeah, we all agree. We all know I'm on your list. Of, uh, I asked if I was on her list if she were allowed to stray from her marriage. Which who, I'm who not. Am I on the list? And we all agreed I'm on the list. Yeah, we did. I'm clearly. It was unanimous. I'm actually. clearly number one or number two. Yeah. But no lower than ten. At, yes. No lower than Definitely ten. Definitely not After lower that than promotion, ten. I think it's pretty much your thing. I think right. so too. Thank you, Tasty. Yeah. I'm really glad we're talking about I don't know how this again. corporate shit works. <laughs> yeah. So he says we spend the first show talking about uh, that. Um, and then 15 minutes, uh, then about 15 minutes later, acting like we're so disapproving of a beer called Hoppy Ending. And their mildly suggestive cartoon label. Come on, man. If those chicks had not been in the studio, uh, you would have thought it was a funny beer name and wouldn't have thought anything about it. I do believe I mentioned that I thought it was a funny beer name. Mm -hmm. But once I saw the logo, I thought it was in poor taste. Which is not mildly uh, suggestive at all. It was not mildly suggestive. pretty much uh, insinuating. Yeah. uh, Describing an event. I mean, they did everything but put an Asian chick on the logo, <laughs> right. right? Like they, it's so. Yeah. However, I see what you're saying, but with Bevo, it's different. Like, well, when you're when you're when you're joking around with friends, which is what we do on the show, yeah. but you just happen to be essentially eavesdropping into a conversation or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Mind your own business. Yeah, a get label out of here. on a shelf for all the world to see. Right. You joke with your friends in a different way than you if you own your own business that you would put a uh, you would show that's your front face. Right. Is this terribly suggestive and, and quite frankly, ham handed label and naming scheme. Be creative. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And by look the way, at anybody... all this airtime they're getting from. I know. Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> right. 
I think what we were saying, though, too, is like someone threw a brick through their window. Yeah, at the yeah their window there got was smashed. Like a, there was a whole thing around it. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but any publicity <laughs> right. is... Yeah. You know? how much make news. Yeah. Bad. How much is a window compared to that advertising campaign they would have had to buy? <laughs> On the so. BN? Priceless. Pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. There's more about last week's show. <laughs> there sure is. Oh. Yeah. Here's one from uh, Tim. It says, good day. I'm frustrated or confused <laughs> or little of both. I loved the Pink Boots interview. It was one of the best since Cantillon. Uh, but then you followed up with the Grisette Nouveau interview. And this is the first interview ever that you've done, which I was hoping would end. To me, even the brewcasters sounded bored with it. Here we have an organization that says they're all about being inclusive, uh, but there are only three of them in it. Uh, well, they were new. That's not yeah. because they're selective. Yeah, they just, right. no one wants to join. Yeah. Uh, and they welcome women and transgender people into their group, but then, quote, I guess it's okay if a man wants to join. I think that was a joke. I think that was a joke I think as they well. were joking. Yeah. Uh, then they move to the topic of diversity, yet limit their competition to only two styles. What's diverse about that? <laughs> Come on. You're, they're talking about gender diversity and racial diversity, yeah. but not beer styles, Because bro. they didn't allow the whole BJCP. Right. You are cautious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're putting on their first competition. <laughs> Let them start small. It's fine. Right. Once again, come down here for the 21 yeah. sour beers that will be on <laughs> yeah. You want diversity. Diversity. Right. Uh, anyhow, they, then they talk about wanting to be inclusive and people entering their competition, but made the trophy pink. To discourage men from entering. I don't think that they said that. And if they did, again, it was probably a joke. I mean, they were trying to have fun with their own little, uh, you know, their little crew there. They, they got a whole little uh, little world they're building up. And I think that they, uh, you know, yeah. they know that it's a little bit, you know, different from what's going on. I think they were just trying to poke fun at it. I think so, too. He, sa- he says, I guess I was just disappointed because I was looking forward to hearing about this style grisette. So grisette is actually mm-hmm. a beer style. Right. Yeah. Charlie, do you know what a grisette is? Never heard of it. Really? <laughs> Come on. Well, I've got a daughter doing a thesis on women in brewing. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, but she she's know what a grisette is. Either. No, but if she knows what it is, then I'll, you know. But uh, wasn't my idea, by the way. She's she <laughs> this thesis. She's going out for I a mean, veterinary how, license. How long could it really be? This thesis of hers? Oh, a lot. She's yeah. interviewed lots and lots of people all over the place. Is that right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like it. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. And there's all shades of opinion. Sure. Know? And there's some. Some of the women are quite sort of uh, forceful in their opinions. Some, yeah. You know, say it's not really a man's world. It's, yeah. It's just as equal. You know, when I started this show, I, I would go talk to female brewers, and I wanted to do shows about women in brewing, and, and they didn't want to do it. They, they felt like... I don't want to. Fo- I'm just a brewer. Yeah. I don't want to focus on being a woman yeah. in brewing. Yeah. Now that's kind of changed. Actually, I think people want to talk about it more. Yeah. But in the beginning, no one wanted to talk about it. They, yeah. they said, "If you want to have me on as a guest to talk about beer, that's fine." Right. But they wouldn't allow me to focus on women yeah. in beer. Yeah, and I think uh, Emily's been discovering a bit of that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder a little bit well, it's about. We, oh, sorry. I just wonder a little bit about that if it's a, a generational thing. The girls mm. we had in last week were quite young. Younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're talking about. Over I'm not time. trying to be rude, but, but the other that, ones, yeah. but that that it, that this generation tends to be um, all me me me. Let's right. talk about me. I'm special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, none of them were brewers either. That's true. That's true. Well, even like, like, well, well, home that's, brewers. That's my observation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which years ago, I only talked to brewers because there weren't that many really women in beer, like yeah. sales mm-hmm. and 
serving and all that because you know craft beer is just getting going here. Sure. Five years ago it was a lot different. Five years ago I would talk to women brewers and I knew they would not want to, you know, treat be treated any different than anybody else in the brewery. Yeah. You hit on them equally tasty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Anyway, oh, a grisette is some sort of Belgian ale. That's all I know. Uh, it's it's like kind of a, a subset of a saison. It's, a, it's like oh. a, not a farmhouse, but a miner's. Uh, yeah. It must be flavored. Yeah, Belgian as well. Not, not, mm. Well, not uh, Flemish Belgian as well. Yeah. yeah. Loon. See, you do know. There's no Of course you know. So it has to be French. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, a couple more uh, bits of email, then we'll get to a break here. Uh, this one's about, we were talking about fermenting under pressure last week, Tasty, if you remember. Uh, Laura, uh, Laura writes in, good evening. Um, if this feedback reaches you in time, you should quickly revisit the fermenting under pressure topic. Uh, she wants to say that you really, really should be using a foam control agent. Otherwise, the Krausen will clog up the pressure relief valve. Uh, a lager will croisen uh, at ale temps. It's no fun. Uh, I don't know why, what that means, but um, been there, done that, she says. So we were talking about fermenting in a keg in order to ferment under pressure, and yeah. she's saying use a foam control agent. So that the, head, mm-hmm. the, the croissant doesn't get into the uh, pressure relief valve. Yeah. And if it did, then of course it'd be put, it's pushed up in there. Yeah. And then clog it up, and then pretty soon exploding tank syndrome. Now, Dan ferments under pressure. He caps the no, tanks no, at the... No, no, we don't do primary. primary fermentation under pressure. It's not primary? No, it's secondary. That's bunching. Uh, um, that's yeah. very traditional, slow, cold aging. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the only beers I, breweries I knew, and Charlie and me, that do high-temperature forced uh, and pressurized fermentation were the cheap-ass beers in uh, Europe. And you know, what was the point? The oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one that springs to mind is a, a well-known beer in Australia, and they ferment under pressure. That's to suppress esters, keep the uh, oh. fruitiness. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Actually. not a good thing. No? <laughs> you, you don't strive to do this. Yeah, this is what, this right. is what yeah, people thought something desirable. Is that they thought it was a desirable right. thing that yeah. we should be doing. No, you're, you're, not, not primary fermentation. That's just in order to, to keep it. And usually um, the opposite occurs when you go under pressure. You just suppress the... Um, the foaming and the, the coison from squeezing out the top. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it eliminates gushing, but it's a fast, cheap way of getting more capacity. Okay. Interesting. So we shouldn't be doing it. No, don't. Even yeah. with the uh, ale yeast, you're, you're talking about just Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You're just going to go higher and faster. It's, it's, mm. it's like, just think of it as a musical band, you know, where you're increasing the volume to the point where you can't hear anything that's going on. Okay. It's what you're doing in the equivalent of primary fermentation. Now, lagering those slow aging process at cold temperatures under pressure allows for natural carbonation to occur. So the, I understand that part. Yeah, that, there you that's go. common. Okay. To that's good. Camping. Yeah. The primary, not good. Not good. Simple enough. All right. Thanks for writing in, Laura. Uh, here's a question about a shorter boil. Uh, and now this is from when we had Chris Graham on the show talking about speeding up our brew day a little bit for, for family men who still want to homebrew, uh, or women, of course. Um, <laughs> hello, beer overlords. Uh, please note that I've only recently begun listening to your podcast. Please also note that the manner in which I greet you will become more hostile and demeaning the more I glean from your vast depths of sweet, sweet knowledge and take it for myself. That's true. That's usually what happens. People start to dislike us. Um, <laughs> what a fake we are. He says, I will gladly serve in your army if you can answer me this. Can right. you shorten your boil to 30 minutes um, if you, quote, cheat the system for your bittering hops? Um, goes on to say, 
Uh, let's see. In a relatively recent podcast when discussing this technique with Chris Graham, you mentioned the risk of um, muddling or confusing flavors of the bittering hops if you reduce the overall boil to save time. I'm curious if this is the main concern, if there's also worry about uh, boiling off volatiles. Uh, if hop utilization and controlling the bittering profile uh, is what is key, um, could an idea by Tasty, he thinks it was Tasty, suggested during your hops, um, I don't know, to, whatever, to they, add they, more. They talk on hops. I don't want to read his whole email because it's boring me to death. But <laughs> what, can we do a 30-minute boil or not? No. Not without risking, uh, yeah. You know, DMS. Uh, so we do need to boil off these volatiles. Agents. Yeah, it's it's a like it's pretty much been determined. You got to boil to you know drive these things off and solidify these uh, proteins and neutralize these aminos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and DMS is a malt derived compound. It's not hop related at all. And that's what to do with hops, other than the time that's on the hops. So for instance, thirty minute boil. The only addition you can do is a thirty minute addition. Okay. Than like if you got a, if you got a shorter boil, thirty minutes, the, the the DMS precursor is not going to break down right. as much. Okay, and and it's going to be left over, and then if you leave the hot work for a while, you're going to get a lot of DMS. Got it. Uh, and all, you know, driving off for you know, volatilizing all the nasty flavors is critical. So, and the, the bottom line is, uh, suck it and see, and, and and see what the effect is. Sure. But I, you know, I would predict that uh, it's not a good idea if the if the recipe demands a one hour boil. And how did we come up with the, with the 60 minutes, Charlie? Just through years of doing just that, yeah. trying different times? I mean, so, it's like still so much in brewing. Most of it, we are, we, we, we've got a good idea on the science, but there's still some things yeah. we don't understand. But for boiling, we do understand. And if, if, you know, if you don't have a good, vigorous, turbulent boil, you know, yeah. and you just have a simmer, you know, and it's, it's you know, like I say in class, you know, an, uh, uh, you know rather than a... Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Then, you know, you get a whole different characteristic. Interesting. So this is another thing homebrewers like to, to debate about is, oh, d- can it just simmer or does it have no, to be vigorous? It's got to be and Most brewers say turbulent, yeah. Well, I, I got a long story about that. It's all to do with a well-known brewing company in Southern California. That, uh, and they actually ended up buying a, a, a brand-new brewery because I was so rude about the beer before. Really? <laughs> no kidding. They're doing very well, and I won't name the name of the brewer, but his name's Brindleson. <laughs> Did, you, so that's funny that you say that because Matt is one of the guys who has told me no, it needs to be turbulent and yeah. vigorous. Yeah. Are you saying that there was a time that he didn't follow Before, that? No, 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 no. Okay, there was a time when, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, David's a good friend. Yeah, David yeah. asked me to go down. And it's a well-known story, this. And, and David asked me to go down and said, what do you think of the beer? I said, it smells of halitosis. You know, it's probably the worst beer I've ever tasted. Wow. And that's the days when they brewed in the corner of the vineyard. And then about a month later, I told him he had to get a decent boil. He told me he'd bought the brewery in, in uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh, sorry, in uh, Paso Robles. Yeah. And, um, and uh, with a decent boiling system. But then he imported uh, Matt Bridleson. So it's a combination of things. Great brewer. Yeah. And also, a, a, you know, decent equipment. A decent well. equipment, yeah. So he's got my photograph in his office. I believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah. now they're one of the best breweries in the world, in my yes, opinion. And, and, I, and, and everything is down to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. But, yeah. <laughs> but if someone but else said it, I wouldn't correct them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's your answer. Don't shorten your boil. I wonder how many times we're going to have to answer the same questions. Yeah. It's like every every new like wave of homebrewers they want to reinvent the wheel. And f- I mean, I did this when I was you know starting. And it's like it's this is all standard shit. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Right. 
But Try frankly, it's stop. probably why we're still in business. Right. That we're, yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's just, it's like, yeah. Yeah. They're all new questions. I wouldn't even come in here. Yeah. <laughs> Read the thing. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, softballs. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right, Brian writes in, uh, this is about <laughs> me and Belgian beer. Uh, I've been listening to the session since the very first Charlie Papazian show. And uh, if I had $5 for every time Justin has said, I don't normally like Belgian beer, but I like this one, I could have made a sizable donation to the Lunch Meat Fundraiser. Uh, when, will he just, <laughs> when will he just admit that he likes Belgian beer? Because uh, there's nothing wrong with that, he says. Uh, signed, uh, anxiously prepping for Skewmageddon, Brian. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's probably true. I mean, how many Belgian beers would you say you've said, I kind of like this one? Like, I don't know. Over 10? Where's Cantillon? Sometimes I'm lying, <laughs> though, too. Like, sometimes well, of course. the sure. guest is on the show, and it's hard for me to say, like, eh, you know. Like every society beer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. I've, I've been lying about society. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I, and I can't name it because it's just, it sucks to be on this show sometimes because we do want to be honest, right? Yeah. We, yeah. Are, we, we owe a certain amount of honesty to our listeners, but we also, you know, I don't want to, like, put anybody out of business. Well, know, we also saying, are fishing for sponsorships from these breweries so you know of course why would we be mean to them right, <laughs> right. let's be honest yeah you pay me enough i'll, I'll say all the <laughs> yeah, nice right. things about your beer see after the show that's when we sit the brew and be like oh so this was just an example of how good i can be a sales yeah because <laughs> your beer shit right but have have you had it yeah. did you hear me talk about it on this show i noticed you've been drinking something else I don't know. I don't generally like ester, like super estery Belgian-y beer. Yeah. Phenolic. Um, phenolic. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I don't like. Thank you, Tasty. See, that's why we keep him around. Uh, so you can mutter corrections? Yeah. 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 He wakes like up, he corrects me, here. goes back to bed. He's the that's perfect right. host for me. Like, he never stops <laughs> on my shit. Nope, nope. Let you finish. He's Ed McMahon. <laughs> he just, you're uh, my Ed, Ed McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not funnier than you. He's so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. That's why I love him so much. Like, you, up. you yeah. just make me look good, Tasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even you when know. you make me look bad, I you figure make me the look show's good. good when you look good. <laughs> That's is, true. That, is that clear thinking? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. What are you going to do? I like sour Belgian beer, just like Dan does. Yeah. All I drink every morning, <laughs> every morning when I wake up. Charlie, you don't like sour beer either, do you? Um, it depends. So I've got a you know about a thimble full, and I've got a slice of cheese. Then uh, okay, then, yeah. yeah. I I did go to a very well known uh, uh, producer of sour beer in Northern California, and I did say to him, uh, Vinny, uh, <laughs> yeah. is this the beer that's described as being like a wet dog urinating in the telephone booth? <laughs> and he said, Yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> We really uh, like yes, that one. That's <laughs> he was proud of that. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And that is fine. Because yeah. there are a lot of people like these beers. Yes. And, and like I'm fond of saying, you know, we should never be like wine people and saying this is good, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, and pontificating because Dan Gordon says something is good or Charlie Bamford says anything good. That's what we think. Yeah. And what you think doesn't necessarily uh, uh, have to agree with us. Sure. So, uh, you know, but uh, no, I uh, I don't mind a little bit of sour beer as long as I'm sharing a bottle with about 34 <laughs> 50 yeah. other people, you know. It's uh, a good description. A thimble full with some cheese, with yeah. some stinky mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. Then, yeah, oh, well, yeah, they, that, and perfect. it works marriage in heaven. Yeah. Humboldt Fog works oh, well, very well. Mm-hmm. Great cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it'll, just, it'll wipe it right off your palate, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like pouring acid on your tongue, Dan. They neutralize each other. It, yeah, it, right. does. Yeah. it does have it's a purpose. Like, yeah. Yeah. When I've served those to people, 
they sort of put them in their mouth together, and they get this orgasmic look on them. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, they, I've never seen that look. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of like having balsamic vinegar on your salad. Yeah. It was meant to be yeah, on, yeah. The on, on the salad. <laughs> on the salad. Yeah. There's, uh-huh. a, there's a place for it. Yeah. Or like codeine and alcohol. It's the same... <laughs> Oh, right, right together. Yeah. Goes so great together. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I mean, if it weren't for my liver, I would do codeine and alcohol yeah. every day, all day. Codeine and cough syrup, and yeah. you just go together. <laughs> it's easy. All right, Yvonne writes in one more thing. Uh, I, this is also about last week's uh, women in beer show. Um, it's titled "The Man Hating Five Gallon Brew Chicks." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Yvonne says these girls are so freaking irritating and idiotic. Aww. If these pink boots flakes say like one more time, I'm going to throat punch somebody. Uh, diverse for the sake of it will not make the average beer drinker bother from Yvonne. All right. I don't know what any of that means. No. Um, I really liked last week's show. In okay. fact, I went home uh and told Kate the Great that I enjoyed myself on the show. Oh wow! Because uh, it was like it was a different uh, interview, and I felt that they were. It wasn't because you were surrounded by girls. It might have been that. Yeah, <laughs> could have been that. <laughs> it probably was that. But I do have a thing. Thing, but, I do have a right. thing for chicks. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I do kind of like chicks. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, okay, and uh, I need to get a little more cider in my glass. We're going to talk cider with Dan Gordon. Did you ever think that was going to happen on no. this show? No. Uh, we're what next? Do that. American beers? Uh, <laughs> we are. I'm going to force Dan to talk IPA with yes. us. Yes. And, Good. Uh, I need someone on my side. <laughs> so we're going to take a... Uh, well, let's see if I can get this computer to work. Uh, a quick break. When we come back, Charlie Banforth, Dan Gordon, and uh, we're going to talk about the good stuff. Plus, we're going to play Beer Jeopardy nice. later today. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at BrewersPublications.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. 
Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget about one of our great new sponsors, Great Fermentations. That's right. A great new, uh, a great homebrew shop, new sponsor of ours, Great Fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. Uh, they provide same-day shipping for some of the main uh, Blickman items. And a lot of other vendors can take up to three weeks to get the, the Blickman stuff to you. But same-day shipping at Great Fermentations. Uh, staff is the best trained on Blickman products. And and uh, they have top-notch customer service. So don't forget to go over to greatfermentations.com and check them out. And, uh, and be good to them because they're being good to us. All right. So we got Dan Gordon in the studio and Charlie Bamforth hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to start this time by talking about cider. Now, I know, Charlie, you didn't sign up for this. It's not why you, it's not why you came to the show. Cider's not. Do you like cider? Um. First ever time I, as a young lad, uh, went to a bar, I had a cider, and then I had another cider, and then I had another cider. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy saying, you sure you want more? Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah I want another one. Oh. And I've never drunk cider since. <laughs> wow. Mm. Cider is your mm. Jägermeister for most of the <laughs> a millennial yeah. generation. Yeah, so when, when Dan said, try my cider, I said, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Got great Hefeweizen, but uh. <laughs> come on, admit it, admit it. You just said, you looked at me and said, "Man, I can almost yeah, I switch over." It was it's very good, Dan. So, uh, well, first of all, is it even legal to be a Brit and not like cider? I feel like there's something wrong. Yeah, there. I'm from the northwest of England. Ah. Men are men. Some of the women are men. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no, uh, my wife's Cornish, so down there, yeah. I mean, back in the day when when my father-in-law was was a lad. Uh, there were there were ale houses and there were cider houses. Okay, uh, and and you know cider was as popular and, and still is very popular down there. Yeah. So the west of England, the west country particularly, is very strong, scrumpy. Yeah. Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very popular. But uh, I've been to a. I wish I could remember the name, but I can't. Um, I've done a lot of drugs in my life, but there was a great uh, old cidery that I went to in England. Um, a brewer took me there, uh, the Moore Brewing Company. Justin Moore is his name, uh, and uh, he took me there. And it was uh, the the ciders were really they were kind of wild. Some of them had some Britannomyces in them I could yeah. taste, they, but they, they, he had some clean ones too. He had a bit of he yeah. kind of had the whole spectrum, right. and and the cidery was on an apple orchard. I mean, it was a whole uh, and and it was really great stuff. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about cider, you know. It, it's somewhere between wine and beer mm-hmm. in that, you know, it's, it's almost marketed and dispensed like a beer, whereas technologically it's closer to a wine in really? many ways. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget, uh, there, was a, there was a wine, uh, sorry, cider place in, uh, in Hereford called Bulmers. And uh, I'll never forget the, the equivalent of the crush, you know, and the, all these farm trucks coming down 
through the valleys, you know, with apples, you know. And they yeah. Just, they just tip them in, you know. And, yeah. And then they, they, they do the thing, and then at the end of the day, they blend and they blend and they blend to, to arrive at some degree of uh, consistency. Which is far more like wine, like you're saying. The, the blending. And, of course, yeah. there's all the SO2, the sulfur dioxide, that's uh, involved uh, as well. Okay. In, uh, in, in making ciders as well. But, yeah. you know, I, I keep rabbiting on about it, but I really, I know, I know very little about ciders. Okay. So Dan's going to shut me up. Well, so Dan knows. I enjoy, I don't drink cider like I do beer, which is to say I don't drink it in copious amounts. But I, I like mixing in a cider to change it up. It's just, it's, sometimes it's good just to clear the palate. Actually, just like I like throwing in a glass of wine here and there to just change it up. Uh, but Dan, you got into cider recently. Yeah, started a cider company. It's called Orem Cider, and actually the, the uh, brand is called Wildside. Wild side. Yeah, and the reason uh, we got inspired, basically my background in German brewing, right? Reinheitsgebot, purity law, no additives whatsoever. If you look at the back of the labels of the majority of the commercially available ciders, um, there's usually five ingredients, and I kept asking why. You know, most of them were made from concentrate, then they had malic acid, sulfites, sodium benzoate quite often, then back-sweetened with uh, either concentrated apple juice or... Or sugar in a lot of regards, and it just—it was very discouraging. And uh, I thought, why is that happening? And what, why aren't there some large-scale alternatives using just fresh-pressed juice? And that's what we did. More so, like craft beer. Yeah, we did a test. We got asked by a large retailer to, to research it and potentially make it okay. uh, an all-natural cider for them. And uh, I liked it a lot. I started drinking it for about a year during development. I just kept going and going and going. And I got hooked. Drinking test batches or drinking yeah, other test people's batches. cider? Okay. We, would, we would do like, you know, 1,000, 2,000 case test batches. Really? One. Yeah, so we had to drink a lot. What did you do with all that? We, we gave it away primarily. Yeah. Yeah, to, and, and, the, and the cause of research. Betterment of mankind. <laughs> Charity groups, oh, whatever. Cool. How do the yeah. cases translate to barrels? <laughs> cases, um, it's, a, let's see, 13.78 cases per barrel. Okay. Yeah. And you so were doing about 1,000 yeah. case batches? Yeah. Well, yeah, we, and then we ramped it up to like 3,000 because I, I got a little more thirsty. You know, it was starting to taste <laughs> really good. More yeah. research. But the main, the main thing was my focal point was to just use fresh pressed juice. So we have tankers come down from uh, the great northwest and where they have where all the apples are grown. I couldn't find apples in California, which I thought was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. We have this huge sold farmland. Out. And sold out. It all oh, goes, it's not that we don't grow them. It's that out. we don't have it. It all goes no, to it's Martinelli's. All, it's all gone. Okay. Yeah, so I, I couldn't get any. And I found this uh, company in um, Mount Hood, Oregon, called Ryan's Juice. And they had tankers galore. This is what they do. So they press it. Right. And then send you down fresh juice in a tanker. That day. Oh, so you're kidding. No, oh, wow. no. It's like I'm talking fresh press. The stuff's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we receive it at about, uh, they leave in the early a.m. Um, they get to the brewery around 5 or 6 at night. Okay. And uh, we just bring it in. We flash pasteurize it. That's one of our tricks to kill any wild bacteria or yeast. Um, I'm wild yeast or bacteria, I should say. You have to do that? Or, um, yeah, you'll get tremendous off flavors. You would. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that where they would normally add, like, sulfite or something? To yeah. Yeah, that's why the sulfites are added, to, to do so that. So you don't have to add that. We don't do it that okay. way. So why wouldn't everyone just flash pasteurize it? It seems easier than adding sulfites. Well, first and foremost, concentrated apple juice is a lot cheaper. Okay. All right. That's mm-hmm. that's the key. And they're right. importing. majority of that's being imported from either uh, France or China. And if you look at... 
I won't name anybody like Angry Orchard or Stella or anybody like that. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. No, no, no. But, yeah, about who's uh, buying what or Ace or something like that. But the concentrates yeah. are the most prevalent uh, form and cheap, much cheaper to, to you know, utilize. Um, okay. Then uh, flash pasteurization, it costs a lot of money. Okay. Well, Sulf- I don't know. Sulfites are like, you know, nothing. The machinery for doing it. Did you have to buy expensive. that machinery? To um, yeah, we we had it already. So because you do, do you do that with your beer too? Your we flash? do it for some of the beers that are going to sit around for export and things like that. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. If you, yeah, if he's going to sit on a container ship, if or it ship's something. warm, sure. we don't care. Okay. I don't know if you know this, Dan, but uh, Stella doesn't make a cider; they make a seed ray. Yeah. Yeah. So can we, if we totally can just different. please back off a little bit and fucking recognize the differentiation? <laughs> yeah. It really, it really is. It's really offending yeah. me. Yeah. Is it nuclear to... or nuclear? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was pretty interesting that President Carter. A nuclear engineer used to say nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone would know, he would. Yeah. Now, be honest with me. Did you get into cider because you enjoyed the beverage or because it's an emerging, enormous market? Um, I don't think it's as emerging and enormous. Uh, no. They're just fewer players. So there's a smaller pie and, and fewer participants. So the slice might be <laughs> a, a, a nice chunk to digest. Do you anticipate that it will become a big chunk of your production? Uh, yeah. You do? I do. Yeah. I, I just think qualitatively um, we're, we're a few steps ahead of the... Yeah. Of the, and, and you can tell so we're drinking it now. It's a very good cider. It's dry? Very dry. It's, it's uh, around 1.1% uh, apparent extract. And you don't... Now, now back sweetening we've talked about on the program, which is when... You, it's not a, inherently a bad thing if you need to get some flavor back into cider, right? If it's back sweetened with juice. Not, yeah, you know. I, I have no problem if it's still the one ingredient yeah. me- methodology. But, but you haven't needed to do that? No. Um, we actually control fermentation. Um, this is something that, as a lager brewery, we're used to doing, is that we can actually rein it in towards the end just by uh, the cooling curve. And slow down the uh, metabolism. And then when you get down to freezing, the metabolism of the yeast will actually stop on this. Okay. On uh, using just apple juice. I see. Yeah. So in brewing, and then, in beer, you would never stop fermentation, right? Like you would build it into your recipe so that it ended where you where you wanted to. But but you're saying to, to no, halt No, we, we control fermenti- it. We can control that, too. But would you want to? Wouldn't you just build it into your... In other words, you'd put the sugar in that you want eaten and not more of it. Yeah, but you want to have some apparent extracts. So some beers will just ferment all the way down if you let it rip. Yeah, um, I'm during primary fermentation, you can you can, you know, there's a certain point we can control it through freely and nitrogen. That's one of our our tricks. I know Charlie is that okay to say? What? Do you t- uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it when you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to explain that to me. Yeah. Uh, the the amino acid concentration uh, can regulate the the yeast ability to continue to ferment. Here's why you're confusing me right now, is that I've gotten made fun of on this program because I used to think, like, okay, if you want your beer, I can only do it in specific gravity, so forgive me, it's not Play-Doh. But if I want my beer to stop at 10.8, I used to, if it would keep going, like I would measure it at 10.8, but it was still fermenting, I would I would chill it down. Yeah, you can do that. But my beer wasn't very good, and people were saying, if you want it to stop at 10.8, you build your recipe so that so it stops at 10.8. Well, yeah, that's you, kind of I mean, what we're doing, yeah. Yeah, you can, I mean, yeah, you control the mashing temperature, you control the degree of fermentability, of course. Yeah. It's like Dan says, you know, there's other things that are going to influence fermentability. It's amino acids that are available and so on and so forth. Okay. So it's, it's a complex so, story. I think the so, most important yeah. thing to say is that, you know, Dan will make a great cider because he's a good brewer. Yeah, um, okay. And, 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 you know, there are other types of alcoholic beverage industry which will remain nameless, 
um, that uh, it's all a bit of a crapshoot. I see, yeah. Um, and I think there are a number of people across the globe that make ciders, and they, they, their mentality is more wine than, than beer, whereas, you know... Just that, think about it like a brewer. Yeah. He thinks like a brewer. He mm-hmm. performs like a brewer. He can deliver a consistent, excellent product. Okay. Because unlike beer wort, there's not... There's basically zero fan free amino nitrogen in apple juice. And so the yeast basically need all of those nutrients put in there in order to get a nice, clean active quick fermentation and so is that true dan do you, do you have to add things that the yeast is no happy? We, we actually don't add anything that's uh that's one of our you don't add any nutrients at nothing, all to the cider really what, no. what about to your yeast what, pitch? what kind maybe of yeast you, maybe you put all the nutrients in there um now we're pitching at a pretty low cell count on the yeast too we're going you know around three million cells per milliliter we have a propagator which kind of helps us right so mm-hmm. we're always having extraordinarily mm-hmm. vital yeast mm-hmm. and we let it acclimate on the nutrient base so it, it we give it a couple generations on apple juice after it's been in fermenting beer okay so we clean it up that way and we're using a top fermenting ale, ale yeast which is pretty damn vital and, and we'll, surprisingly will chew up anything is and that normal? Or is yeah, there can, a, is I mean, there a cider yeast? Yeah, there's cider yeast. Uh, okay. You can go on. Lollamon sells tons of them. Mm-hmm. And okay. they'll have these special things that are um, metabolized in a different way. And they can eat up anything, you know, and they can produce different flavor profiles. But I like the ale yeast and the, the flavor mm-hmm. profile because it, it, it leaves a very fruity um, mm-hmm. uh, aroma to this, mm-hmm. which I think is different. Uh, it's not a neutral aroma by any means. Yeah. It's very apple forward. Yeah. And I think the yeast helps do that. We've actually tried out side by side. We've done oh, four or five different yeast strains with the same same, same juice extract to see what the flavor profile is, and and this one is the classic, you know, White Labs number one California ale yeast. Excellent, wow, and it works. Yeah, every misnomer that we were told it won't work worked. Who everybody said it's not going to. Cal Ale is just such an amazing yeast, right? Like it does everything. It's you pretty need. resilient. And but people told you it's not going to make good cider. No. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't have guessed that, yeah. especially not giving it any nutrients. <laughs> yeah. That's real surprising. It's also naturally carbonated. Uh, just mm-hmm. like your beer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So right. you're it's German. Right. You're it's Germaning up your <laughs> cider too. Aren't there we you? are. <laughs> well, it's not very Belgiany. It's very Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Is all of the same equipment, you know, your brewery was just ready to make cider? Well, there's not much to it. You take the fresh-pressed juice and you add yeast and put it in the tank. There Especially it if you're buying juice so already. It doesn't go I in. love being a vintner. It's so easy. It <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it doesn't go into a kettle. You don't have to. No. Really, nothing. Do, no. you, do you filter it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do filter it. What about the, the type of apples, uh, Dan? Because, you know, they talk about the different types of apples. With different tannic levels. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, right. Yeah. How, how, you know, is it just one type of apple? No, there's four different types. There's um, Granny Smith, Fuji, and uh, Red Delicious, Golden Delicious, and it has the balance between each apple has a, it's kind of its forte what it that likes to do. Some are the the delicious ones are for the sugar content. Uh, Fuji's for aroma, and then I think it was the uh, Granny Smith was for the tartness. Yeah, tartness. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're we're going for, and then we target to try to the blend. Also, they they sort the apples for us um, to get around a thirteen percent uh, bricks level. So yeah. I can't say original graphic. Oh, there you go. Bricks, right. yeah, <laughs> sugar content, silly people. And that that enables us to get like the six point two percent alcohol. So this will give you a. 
yeah. nice little smile on I'm getting face. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm feeling better already, Dan. Yeah. I was a little under the weather, and the, yeah. the cider's helping. I like that you think of the apples like you do hops. I know that you always use a combination of all the noble hops, too. You, whenever mm-hmm. I say which noble, you go, yeah, all of them. All and you, it seems like you're thinking of apples the same way. A well, blend. this is where the, the apple growers educated me and the, and the juice guys. Okay. You know, I, I picked up a lot just simply by picking up the phone and talking to the, uh, the supplier, you yeah. know, the, the juice company. They're experts at it. Okay. You know, I, I didn't have any background, and the only thing that I was curious about is, can you just throw juice in with yeast and we'll ferment to the right level? And they said basically yes? They said no. Everyone said no, it won't. Oh, oh, like, oh. like Beardy was yeah, saying. Because you know, of the calories. Yeah. Are you going to add stuff in there to do it? Yeah. And no, we didn't. We didn't add any equivalent of like yeast X or, or different um, phosphate-based, you know, Because um, you want to know additives. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's DAP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 urea. I, I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fertilizer is what yeah. I call it back. <laughs> I mean, it's just something I'm not used to, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, most of the things that I was told weren't going to work um, did work. Actually worked. Yeah, it worked. Why do you think people said to you it wouldn't work? Had they never tried it? Um, I have no idea. I think they've had so many uh, other issues going on um, in brewery sanitation, things like that, that they, they had, you know, yeah. Cross contaminations that, that that didn't really give them a, a, an equal shot at okay. having a clean cider. So this truck comes down and what? Three you, of them. And you three. Of them. It's like a flotilla. And you just fill all your fermenters. Did it just go from the truck into a fermenter? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it goes through, through the flash pasteurizer. Okay, through that yeah. into the fermenter. Thanks to the Adwala people, I learned that that's the way to go. Really? Yeah. I Did don't you know. just call them and say, "How do you do no, this?" No, I just looked at the history books and saw what happened to them. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> oh, by their mistake, you, you yeah, yeah. Always, yeah always learn from others. Meaning it's, it's that a, they didn't do it before and well had- originally Odwalla was uh, their niche was doing you know fresh pressed juice never adding never pasteurizing and it was just you know thrown right into the into the bottle or the, the little plastic uh, bottle and, that they had and what happened they had a massive problem uh, they had some fallen fruit and you know when when fruit hits the dirt there's all kinds of new bacteria and, and sure I, I, I don't know fungi or whatever you get the whole world down there yeah and they're bad for you there's some bad stuff down there okay I mean, it's a food, so yeah, it's yeah. You know, so so anyway, exploding they, bottles and things like that. Is that well, exploding people get bottles? Sick? People got sick. You can get exploding yeah. bottles. This was bad, bad, bad. Stuff. I had on Walla today, as a matter of fact. And you're, it's safe because now fine. they have flash pasteurizers. Okay. So. Well, you know, Lewis, your uh, bartender, he used to be the truck driver to deliver all that on Walla. Oh. And up, up in Tahoe, and he said he when that whole thing happened, he had to go take it all off the shelf. Oh yeah. He said it was an 18-hour day. I bet. He had to go take all that stuff off the shelf. Yeah. People were probably sitting on the toilet for 18 hours, too. <laughs> yeah. didn't get to fast enough. Yeah. But so it's surprisingly simple. Well, you already had the flash pack. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it goes through that, goes into the fermenters, and then you With throw these. in some Cal Ale. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Come on. And nope. what, what was the pitching rate? You said three three like million? Three million cells per milliliter. And this oh, okay. is like propagating yeast. So it's, R- right. it's at an exponential growth rate. Which, to me, that could be the key because... Especially coming from the vintner side, cell counting and everything is not very emphasized, and and making a strong, healthy pitch. They're like, yeah, just sprinkle the dry yeast on top of well, your must. And Charlie, it's fine. you're around the, the vintners all the time, and yeah. in, in that UC Davis environment, yeah, they do. 
<laughs> yeah. Isn't the whole building named say, after a winery? Not even beer? Allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I remember going to a, a very, very big winery in Livingstone, which sure remain nameless. And, and I said, is this where you put the yeast? And they said, yeah. I said, what yeast do you use? I said, well, I'm not sure what we're using at the moment, you know. And, um, and, and you know, it's, it's not thought about that much. It's just tipped in dried yeast. And so, but, you know, I mean, Dan is unusual in the world of brewing. Yeah, uh, in that he well, he's unusual in general. Inter- yeah, it's very special. Yeah, and and he uses <laughs> newly propagated yeast every time. So yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, for the beers. Mm-hmm. So I think that possibly his the basis of his yeast handling is yeah is also very important for this particular product. So Charles, I wanted. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually didn't know. I've been to your brewery so many times, but I didn't know till I was just there last week that you use a new pitch. Every time, Charlie, what do you think about that? Is that is he isn't that overkill that he doesn't at least <laughs> reuse it a couple of times? Put me on the spot. Why don't? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, let's I, talk I about prefer, step mashing. Let's I, get a fight started. I prefer to. I, yeah, I prefer to un- answer that in a different way. You know, okay. Um, which is, uh, I can't understand these people who just go, you know, from from fermented to fermented to fermented to fermented over and over again. Okay. Um, you know, I'm you know I'm into bubbles. And, and one of the big problems is that yeast is going to be defective and it's going to damage the, the foam. I was talking about this in England some while ago, and I said, you know, you sh- at the absolute most, you shouldn't go beyond 10 successive pitches. Okay. And this guy in the audience said, well, I've just checked. And at the moment, we're at number 4,262. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, uh, and that isn't the same yeast as they started with. There's no um, way, right? All right. And yeah. so, uh, so, I mean, Dan can explain eloquently why he uses newly propagated yeast. Uh, to me, um, I'm used to, I'm used to uh, when I was with Bass, for example, we would never go beyond 10. 10. Um, but, uh, but isn't there even something to be said about using it the second time? Like it's so healthy and active and ready to go. Well, if you read the textbooks, and, 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 and this is where Dan can, can comment. If yeah. you read the textbooks, they'll say, oh, well, uh, the first fermentation with newly propagated yeast is aberrant. I mean, it's not typical, and you have to blend it away. I see. Now... Dan uses newly propagated yeast every time. Every time, which which means that it's it's consistent. Well, sort of. Now, this is where it's interesting: is All we right. actually, when we're taking the culture, we pull fifty percent, or sometimes lower than fifty percent, out of that tank, and then give it new nutrients. So right. it's 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 not like you're starting with a pure right culture every time. And then okay. ideally, you know, performance um, is ideal if you use basically fifty percent harvested yeast and that's been you know used once. And then fifty percent proppies, but flavor perspective wise, I don't think we can really tell tell the difference um, between the two. Okay. And then uh, it's really great from uh, a brewery management standpoint, a yeast management standpoint. It's I don't easy, have to right? harvest yeast. There's no cross contamination issue right. because of that. It's really an isolated yeah. um, system, and you know what's better. But how many tanks then do you have dedicated just to propagating yeast for you? Um, it's they're bioreactors. They're not huge. Okay. Um, one's like running at about two thousand gallons, and then the other one's running at uh, well, we do hectoliters. So we have one that's a fifteen hectoliters. That's our ale ale top fermenting propagator because yeah. it recovers so quick. I mean, right. You get up to one hundred fifty million cells per milliliter. Okay. Super fast, and that's a that's a solid story. And then the, the lager one is uh, bigger because it recovers slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running it at um, at a lower temperature, and uh, you know that's that's the uh, one that's running at about sixty hectoliters. Okay, 
I think Chris bad. White's not your biggest fan. He thinks you're kind well, of... We buy stuff from him. I mean, do. we're just buying a lot less than... Right. You know, hey, Chris, we're ordering yeah. another test tube this month. Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah. be 35 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great, Dan. You're you know, long-time customer. Thanks for the $800 you've given me over the last 10 years. Yeah, our, our use, use budget. But, I mean, most people aren't buying uh, new culture and pitching quantities from him. Okay. The industrial guys mostly make their own. The most important thing is is you got to know your yeast. You got to look after it. You got to you got to handle it properly. Yeah. You got to you got to treat it with respect. You got to treat it like one of the family. You know. Yeah. And Dan yeah, has his way of it. doing it, and it's a very very consistent way of doing it. Sure. And that is tremendously uh, admirable. Uh, as soon as you got varying numbers of generations, and you know the, the yeast has come out from different types of fermenters, and different sorts of strengths of, of words and so on you know it's 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 a variable yeah and 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 in our bass we were always obsessed with having uh, fermentation control same rate of specific gravity drop every time you every mm-hmm. fermentation had to follow the same pattern okay and the way dan does it will achieve that we'll do that so not just the same you know starting and finishing but the actual rate the same too rate should be, drop. Yeah. The, the rate of the profile should be overlap Every time. It'd be the same. And that, that depends on the yeast, the amount of yeast, the oxygen level, yeah. the Vitality. temperature, the, you know, all of these things are, are variable. Clarity of the word, you know, yeah. how bright it is. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a break. We've now, now, we've now gotten a cider education. Okay. We've gotten a Cal Ale yeast education. That's true. At least it, uh, it broadened our horizons yeah. for the prospects of said yeast. Right. We found sure. out that uh, Charlie Bamforth's uh, Jägermeister is cider. That's true. Uh, he That's can't true. drink it anymore because he had the worst hangover of his life. I would have liked to see a young Charlie that next day. I think day. it was over hangover point. Was, you know, the, like, good, yeah. the, the bad news was it made me seriously ill. The good news was it was snowing outside and it thawed overnight. Uh, <laughs> so there was no evidence left behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything washed away. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Smart. Uh, all right. When we come back, we're going to find out what's new in the brewing world. I'm going to ask Charlie and Dan what they think about the uh, culture of consolidation that's happening right now. Sure. You know that Charlie's like basically in Anheuser-Busch's pocket, right? Like of course. That's his. That's his uh, yes. All right. Hey, we'll be yeah. back with Charlie and Dan. Hang You're in there. listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Copper Tail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery four stacks brewing bringing the best of the west coast style and attitude four stacks brewing company in apollo beach florida 
ever putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today williams brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies since 1979 williams brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water enter the new brewer's edge electric mash water heater a plug-in anywhere precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. If you haven't heard, there's a completely new brand of brewing equipment. Kettles, burners, and accessories. Trustworthy, everyday gear that helps you forge and shape outstanding beer the way you want. It's called Anvil Brewing Equipment. Hi, I'm John Palmer. You may remember me from such self-help books as How to Brew, Brewing Classic Styles, Water, and the Brew Strong Podcast. I am very pleased to announce the debut of Anvil Brewing Equipment from Blickman Engineering. I have been working closely with them these past few years to develop products that combine the best of materials, features, and price point. Each of these products has been developed, tested, and reviewed to meet these ideals and bears the Palmer Brewing Solutions stamp of approval on the packaging. Anvil Brewing Equipment, inspired by Palmer, built by Blickman, and made for you. Check out anvilbrewing.com. Anvil. Durable. Reliable. Dependable.
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. I got a hoppy session IPA at the break. Dan? Session means it's lighter in body, <laughs> generally a little lower in hop content than your triple or double or single IPA. Uh, Am I correct, people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the answer is we don't really know anymore. Right. People are just looking for buzzwords to sell beer. Dan, you're going to produce a session IPA, aren't you? I think so. Really? Whoa, I was my, fucking whoa. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're we're trying to figure out. Actually, this could be a good reader or listener thing. We're trying to name the the brand and and the beer too. Oh, oh it's not going to be a Gordon Beer. Well, I mean, I'd be, if we'd be a sellout IPA, if I did it under the Gordon Beer label. <laughs> so this, this is, is your. You're way above that. How about Beer Gordon? Wait, this is Beer's your Gordon loophole. Is a, ah, man, you're right. Gordon Beer. Loophole IPA. This is your loophole to now to acquiescing. To finally make a hoppy beer, finally is by naming correct. it a different Charlie. What do you think about it? Isn't he just kind of pussing out, and he should just make a Gordon beer session IPA? I'm too old for this. Uh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so out of character. Doesn't it? I thought he did one. It was called um, Optimus Maximus, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yes. Optimus. Yes. We did right. the most bitter beer in the world. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. see it on YouTube. Yeah. No no liquid in it whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. And then I have the dropper. You thought, we, you thought we'd pass on the malt. Yeah. yeah pass it around to, for everyone to, in the world to smell and enjoy it. <laughs> Charlie, do you like IPAs and happy beers? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, when I first came over here to live, um, I, I used to do this, you know, English ales like an angel weeping on your tongue. But, <laughs> but now when I go back to England, yeah, first thing I say is, you know, are these strong? Where's the hops? Where's the hops? Where's the hops? So now um, you really do like hops. I do actually. Um, I'm, I, you know, I. I, and I can handle these days some pretty hoppy beers, so I, I, I guess I've digressed a bit from, uh, from where I was before. Yeah. Um, and so I do enjoy them. Um, and, uh, and luckily, there are one or two people in, in England that are doing them now. Yeah. Uh, and, there are. Uh, there are some good ones. There are. Yeah. There are. You know, so, Dan, I have always appreciated and respected your... You know, sticking to, to, what, to, to the beer that, that you set out to produce... But I have always worried about you. Like, I've been worried about you that the – because we all know that the best-selling, you know, skew in America is an IPA. And I just always thought, is it going to hurt my friend Dan that he won't just do it? You know, yeah, you can chase the bucks, but everyone has their role in life, too. You know, that's yeah. – so mine doing – you always like my Pilsner, and I'm yeah. very proud of it. And, you know, that's uh, something we do really well. But to me, a Pilsner is – should be equally enjoy as enjoyable as an IPA. I agree with that. I think people like saying three letters. That's my that's my theory. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. right? I think it's a lot easier to do it that way. You yeah, know? There's no pronunciation Pilsner involved. It takes a right. lot of energy. Yes. IPA. That's a good point. It's, yeah. it's at the frontal upper part of your uh, palate, and, yeah. and it's a lot less. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a curse word. It it's, just okay. comes right out. Give me a lot one. More efficient. Give me one of them hopper for vice, the hef yeah. of the the right. IPA. Right. Yeah. Mersin. Everyone mispronounces Merzen. Merzen. It's like a a disease. You know, it's a Staphylococcus um, infection. Well, if you think about IPA, did you think about that in the beginning? Like Merzen? No, I didn't didn't. know about. 
Emirza back then. <laughs> uh, I had to learn about that. I've had it before. I was hospitalized Not for a good. week. No, it wasn't oh. good. Yeah. Hell, if, if, if Dunn can make a slider, surely he can make an IPA. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and that's what I've always thought, too, is that if he would just do it, it's going to be a killer IPA. It will. But, and, and every beer is good beer he makes. Yeah. And, and, and he knows full well my favorite, the one that I always stand up and I say it's the best Example of the breed in North America is his Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. It's easily the number one Hefeweizen in yeah. the country. Thanks. Bevo's clapping. She likes yeah, the Hef, too. Well, it's kind of interesting because my other professor, uh, uh, Ludwig Nartis, same, said the same thing. Mm. He, when he came visited uh, a long time ago, uh, both of them agree. So they're the two best beer professors in the world. Love your Hef. Love my Hef. That's yeah. a pretty... We're having nice. a love-in right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, he mentioned his Pilsen. It's great Pilsen. I mean, the beers he's going to make are going to be good beers. Yeah. And I say, I, I now I love hops, okay? It yeah. doesn't mean I don't like the other beers that I'm, you know, yeah. I've left behind, you know? But right. it's just now with some of the ales, I'm thinking uh, a few more hops around it would be very useful. Yeah. And you know who really loves IPAs? Hop growers. Ah. <laughs> They're oh. loving it. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. Be, I'm, I'm going to have to get some of those hops. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm fighting. Uh-huh. I'm you... buying them for 2016. That's the first options I was able to get on some, really? some eccentric ones that I like to use, like Lemon Drop and Citra. Is it the first time you've bought anything but a noble hop? No, we've been actually, you would be surprised what we've been brewing for others. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've I've been we've been doing it. It's just we're going to do it our own way. It, are there any breweries that we wouldn't expect to have have brewed at the at the Gordon Beer? Numerous, you know I mean? uh, like I a like I, a Lagunitas, no, no, for example. No, they, no, 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 no. no. Um, but th- what's interesting about <laughs> Charlie just said, almost spit his beer. <laughs> no, Lagunitas. I, 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 I can I can promise that I've never. I can assure you, we okay. haven't brewed it, and I don't want. Anyway, they brew all their own beer. They've never they've right. never had to go outside. Okay. Um, Till now. The the one thing that's interesting about IPA, though, to me is, is there is no longer a definition, so to speak, of what an IPA is. And I don't know if it resembles anything no, like an IPA used to be in England, no, no. right? I mean, the, the, you know, I often say, you know, in front of my classroom when I was a lad in the north of England, there was a map of the world. And it was painted red for the British Empire, you know? Yeah. It was, hopeless, it was hopelessly out of date. Um, but the, <laughs> the, the jewel in the crown was, was India, of course. They, that's where the IPAs, yeah. sending the beers to. They, weren't, they hadn't got a huge hoppy nose, uh, although I wasn't there. But, you know, re- reading, the <laughs> history, reading the history, they didn't yeah. have a huge hoppy They were very bitter, yeah. and they were quite alcoholic. Uh, to preserve them, you know? Yeah. But, but the nose, the, the, there wasn't a huge upper aroma. If there was anything, there was Brettanomyces. Okay. Uh, because the, the, the beer would have been shipped out there, and, and the, the, the bitterness and the alcohol would have inhibited the uh, bacteria, but it would not have inhibited some of these wild yeasts. Yeah. So there's an above-average chance that the original uh, IPAs were fairly funky. Sure. No, that's a good point. The Brett's the one that will keep eating and keep doing its thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, you know, this kind of lends to your theory about that we just like saying IPA, that we there do. really isn't a definition. And session IPA, hoppy pale ale, like there's all these, they're all basically, we just call them all IPAs now. You might be right. It's a lot easier. It is a lot It's spelled phonetically, yeah. if you think about it. So when can we expect to see a, uh, it'll, I guess it'll have another brewery name, but a Dan Gordon IPA? Sometime within the next 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, we're working on it, you know. Do you have... Probably, an- probably within... An- a year. Do you have investors in the brewery? 
Uh, yeah, we have, yeah, backers. We haven't had to raise money in a long time. Have they been bitching at you for years about doing an IPA or something? No, the sales staff bitches. Oh, they do. They're the ones. Yeah. But sales But reps, that's your daughter. Uh, my daughter hates IPAs. So <laughs> but she's she, a salesperson for you now, right? She is, yeah. but she would actually say, don't do it. Really? No, she, what does she like? She loves the hard cider, but okay. But she drinks Blonde Bach primarily. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a heavy High test. That's a great beer. She's a beer. good drinker. She's a good oh, drinker, yeah. She's, she's, she's her the father's best daughter. Better than her father <laughs> in, in every regard as far as drinking goes. When, when you come out with the IPA, are you going to do what's trendy now and make it look like Eastlery? Hmm. Or you can actually filter it. Ah, good question. East Coast. No, I, uh, right. I didn't know. Is that the, is that the Midwest look? Well, yeah, I think, I think now yeah, the West Coast IPA. The East Coast style. They're cloudy. That's the East Coast. That's I think the, they want to make sure you can see the craft in it. Yes. And so by not being able to see through see it, you know that it's craft. I love that. That's your tagline. See the craft. Good. See the craft. Right. See yeah. the craft. It's like you know, buying a chair that's been unfinished. <laughs> not right. sanded at all. There it is. <laughs> you know, the, the, you were very inspirational. I actually wanted to call it. Um, beardy IPA and have you come on board as the ambassador. Wow. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> I'm really a huge thought, IPA fan. No, when we def- defined edgy and uh, and what everyone expects a brewer to look like. It's you. <laughs> you are the okay. winner. I, I can do some photo shoots for you. Yeah. Well, I, I want you <laughs> live in a person. No. I want you like just have a limo taking you from bar to bar. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I can make I that work. It. He has been on the cover of a magazine. Did you know that? I, I would expect that. In Japan. In Japan. He's, Beardy is huge, huge in Japan. Huge in Japan. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's a good market for us. Korea, so if you're, too. If you're looking we'll, to expand. We'll, we'll get a, I, I love both those countries. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, what's your take on cloudy beer? When craft brewers put out the, the cloudy <laughs> you know, IPA. It, I was only talking about that in class today. I'm, I'm teaching one of my one-week classes, and I was... I was saying that, you know, my predecessor at Davis, who, who Dan knows and loves. Um, <laughs> Dr. Lewis? I know how much Dan loves Dr. Lewis. My favorite perfect storm is Lewis no, no. and Awaitis in the same room. Um, attacking me after I graduated from Heinrich Stefan. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I mean, he, he, he thinks it's just a, a simple uh, act of slovenliness that, that you, uh, you you shouldn't have brilliantly clear beer yeah. unless it's mm-hmm. intended to be thus. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a little bit more tolerant. I don't want it looking like chicken soup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like it to be consistent. And if it's consistently slightly not yeah. quite bright, NQB, yeah. and you can almost make a statement out of it, okay. But, you know, I don't want it all shades of clarity from, you know, batch to batch. To sure. Batch. So, you know, I don't get hung up about it quite so much. But, you know, if I got a, if I got a, a hazy uh, Gordon Beerish... You know, oh yeah, then may, will, my buck. I would. Be, I would be shocked. Right. You know? mm-hmm. It right. better be a Keller Weitz. <laughs> right. Yeah. You may recall we did the Twickle uh, yeah. beer series. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Was that, yeah. was that yeah. just because like the filter was broken for a month, no. and you were like, "Well, we'll just do his video." I, I would prefer unfiltered right out of the tank. You would, but I don't mm-hmm. want it looking like mud. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Those, those yeah. were great beers. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah I those agree. were great. Beers. Yeah. Definitely. You just have to control it. I mean, you have to put time and effort. Don't do a random. Okay, I'm going to have. Have 100 million cells of milk per milliliter of yeast, where it looks like milk. You yeah. know, you want to have maybe 500,000 to a million cells. Okay. Well, I think that's. Do you control that even with your half? Yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry, JP. No, that's right. I, I think there's a there's a, a, a differentiation between hazy, which you know can happen in beers and whatever, maybe shouldn't, but it does, and cloudy to the point there is yeast slurry in here. This is turbid. Like yeah, uh, yeah right. and someone in the chat room is like, uh, I think that's more like Vermont style now, where you know the heavy yeah, toppers. And Vermont it's, style. It's right. starting to become a, a thing where it's like its own kind of subclass yeah. Yeah, where people just... are posting photos and you know the the last little bit in a in a in a bulb glass like this, it's just slurry. Oh, that's gross. I'm yeah, kind of yeah. with Charlie on this, where I actually don't mind it if it's a little cloudy, uh, but I, it can't be soup. This yeah, a little cloudy, no. I think it's it doesn't fine. Tasty, you don't like it either, though. You want all your beer clear, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of out there on this. Yeah. Yeah, I like it clear. I think that's where you get to taste the beer. Nothing's in the way. No yeast. No amino acids. No staling agents and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Years ago, I, I was, was going to... Go on. Go on. I was going to try to like do like a demonstration where I would like actually make a turbid beer and then filter half of it and, not, and then... And not filter the other half and take the beer out and yeah. have people do some blind tasting. Do you like the turbid or not turbid? Okay. Because yeah. I'm willing to concede if the if it actually does taste better turbid, juicy as they call they say, right? Uh, is that what the kids are saying? Call, now? Right. The kids call it juicy. It's pulp. Okay. Wow. It's because pulp. The, the yeast like mitigates the bitterness. Hmm. So all there is left is <laughs> the hop flavor. Okay. A few years ago, I did a study with one of my students, and we actually looked at different degrees of turbidity. It was a year when the protein level in the grain was a bit high. Oh. And, and this particular company was worried that, you know, hey, they weren't going to be able to make the protein levels in the beer, and it was going to be hazier. And so we actually compared all these different samples, different degrees of haziness. Mm. Not, I mean, not chicken soup, but, you know, marginally hazy and a little bit more marginally hazy and so on. And there was no doubt people preferred the, the stuff at the lower end of turbidity. Okay. But they didn't like the one that the lowest haze level, the one that had a little, just a suggestion, a little bit, a little bit there. Yeah, and, and we never could explain that. Interesting. But what I was going to say was, I mean, a number of years ago, I was, uh, I went to first time ever to Australia. I've been loads of times since, but the first time I went, I got myself a Cooper Sparking Ale, and I poured it out. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about Cooper Sparking Ale. Of course, it's got yeast in it and so on. It was cloudy. So I, I pulled it out, looked at it, and I said, oh, dear, I took it back. Oh. And this guy said, it's supposed to look like that, you pommy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're just a bunch of prisoners down so there. Why you, yeah. So why don't you piss off and bloody drink it? Wow. <laughs> Easy with the name calling, Ozzy's. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's okay. Lovely people. That's all right. Australia then he hugged is, me. <laughs> I've discovered that Australia is basically America light. Uh, I mean, they... they yeah, they're it's catching just, up. Yeah, they're barely... I mean, by the way, it's our second largest listenership. I love you, Australia. But wow. you're, but you're America. And I do, too. But you're America And they love cold beer. Like Sydney. You've been to Sydney, Dan? I haven't been down under. You never, uh, you'll like it. Uh, I, I have actually, thing about it. It might not be your thing. Uh, I hear it's really neat. Expensive. I saw a picture... Of my friend that went down there, they held a chicken 10 feet above the water, and then the crocodile oh, propelled itself vertically <laughs> to yeah. grab, to bite the chicken. Yeah, the crocodiles have jets down there. It's the scariest <laughs> thing They're I've like ever squid. seen. I didn't weird. leave the cities. I stayed in cities. You don't leave cities in Australia unless you want to get eaten by a fucking crocodile. <laughs> or aboriginal. Uh, or <laughs> go to the city, go to the zoo. <laughs> did he say I that? Did he zoo. say that? He did. No, I didn't. I, didn't. I did. just have this thing and about getting Charlie, you wonder why we're just where we were 10 years ago <laughs> at, at the BN. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Now. Speaking of, oh, can I just finish? I want to ask sorry, Charlie a question. Ahead. I had a yeah. question leading up to my inability to duplicate this. How do I make a beer that attenuates down to terminal gravity, but still has all this yeast and suspension? I mean, these are beers that I asked bartenders. Now, when you pour the first pint of the day, is that much cloudier than the rest of the pints? No, no, it's all the same. How do they keep whatever that crap is in suspension? Hmm. 
I think they're lying to you. It depends what it is. Right. You know, and it, I mean, it, it depends on what the nature of that particular... Uh, the yeast maybe itself? Like yeah, yeah, there's two different types. There's Bruch... I only know it in German. Like Bruchhefer and Staubhefer. There's powdery yeast. Powdery. And then the, the, the stuff that settles down, Bruchhefer. What's it called in... I don't know. In, Eng- in English, I oh. don't know. Ich spreche nicht Deutsch. You know, it drives me crazy where half the thing is I know I only know in German. So the size of the, the flock... The flock? There's flocculating yeast, that strong flocculating yeast, and, and then there's the, powdery not, not yeast. Not powder, then the powder. Yeah. And, and, and that will my scene. And then, of course, shaking the keg every day helps, too. Maybe yeah, that's what the bartenders yeah. are doing, I think right? that's what we're yeah. at. I think that's what we're at. Well, should we have to give away the first three pints? Because it still will settle out. And, and maybe brewers out. are chimping on the world flock, and so it's also a protein haze, too, which wouldn't be as flocculent. Yeah, we German brewers Correct. don't use world flock, though. Well, no, right. <laughs> it can be done, but American brewers aren't taught how to do that without world flock. I know it's amazing how many chemicals go in American beer still. And we're supposed to be craft brewers. But, I mean, there's like this, you, know, you look at the list of additives that are going in there, and, you know, it's it just shocks me a lot of times when, you know, it's supposed to be the, the cutting edge, kind of all natural, super trustworthy brewers, and they're throwing in four different types of chemicals to help them in their attenuation, Questable. clarification, you name it. <laughs> Yeah. It takes more work to do it without chemicals, though. It does. Time, too. And time. Right. And time. Time. Americans are lazy, Dan. I know, but, you know, there's Humans nothing wrong with lazy. brewing in a six-week cycle. Mm-hmm. All right, I have a question for you guys. Uh, we have questions coming through in the chat, but I can't read JP's writing. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, posted. We have a question about pasteurization. <clears throat> JP? Uh, okay. Uh, this is from the chat. Can you please ask Dan why he feels... That he has to pasteurize when the greatest cider producers in Europe, like Eric Bordelais, all spontaneously ferment and produce incredible products. Wow. Can you hear his nose in the air? <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So, Dan, answer the man. Why do you feel the need? I love how calm Dan is. Yeah, He's uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I can, I mean, I'm reading his mind. He's like, I'm just... Tasting. I taste the decider. I, Whatever his answer is, it's <laughs> the, answer the part that we're not going to hear is it I starts with you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant <laughs> swat, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm sure yeah. that whatever the guy is in France does phenomenal <laughs> cidra. But, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, you know when, if I really want to upset myself, I read a book about wine. And, and this woman, I can't, I can't remember her name. She, she's from New York, and she writes about wine. And she wrote about coming to Davis and how she was horrified that the viticulture technology program at Davis spoke crazy modern ideas like adding yeast. Okay. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know? Uh, wow, yeah. You know, and what do you want to do? Do you want to have something that is consistently excellent and superb? Right. Or do you throw up their hands and... Or be traditional. Give them what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, traditional is a stone wheel, you know? Yeah. Modern yeah. is whatever you used to write up. <laughs> Can I get... Uh, uh, Davidson or whatever. You know? yeah, I mean, Christ, what, you know? what was the name of this guy? Again? Um, I don't know. I didn't get it. Can we get his name and address and I'll send him a it bottle? Was, it was a guest in the chat. So well, it's just yeah, I'm sure the chat person can well, you guys put up their get name and address, yeah. and I will, uh, I will convince them with uh, the end product. If That's you the- gave me a, 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 an unpasteurized beer and a pasteurized beer and you made me blind taste, would I really taste the difference yeah, you in can your taste, pills? You can I can taste the difference. Yeah. yeah. What, what goes away? Uh, it, there's a different aromatic component that that happens during you know pasteurization, but it, <clears throat> we, like I said, it's not an, on the norm. It's for anything we're doing for others. Okay. That are going to have us sit around for two years. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not something we uh, we need to do. Okay. 
And we brew sterile at the brewery and, you know. So my Gordon Beers Pilsner in my fridge is non-pasteurized. Right. Oh, good. You know those big bottles? The, the Tvickle Pils that we made and all that, that had uh, yeast in it? Yeah. Straight from the tank. Oh, yeah. No filtration. Which, is like, you, you admitted you would love to do that. It'd be you, fun to yeah. do that if okay. we knew the beer was going to get cold. The reason uh, we filter beer is that we don't want the yeast cells to autolyze, which is mean dissolve. Okay. It gives a phenolic hospital-like aroma that is undesirable, especially with German-style lagers where it's, you know, more prominent. You can tell the difference between uh, an autolyzed yeast content in in a pilsner versus not having it you know? okay so no place to hide keep that. it fresh keep it fresh is a key thing i gotta i want biggest, wanna... biggest thing for beer though is freshness by far yeah i'll take a fresh pasteurized and we do flash when we're doing pasteurization i'll take a fresh past flash pasteurized beer over a stale non-pasteurized beer any day of the week good call mm-hmm. yeah why not I got my druthers. Does your sales team go and, like, remove beer from the shelf? Yeah, and, we, we're honest. Yeah. We have the bottled on date on every, do, every yeah. bottle. Yeah. I went over to a Milwaukee to an event a number of years ago, and they gave me a fancy title, Critical Control Point Analysis of Beer Flavor Stability. <laughs> uh, I stood up and I said, keep out the oxygen, keep it cold. Uh, Are there any questions? Simple. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he knows. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you keep the beer as cold as possible yeah. from the end of brewing it and producing it to it hitting the customer. Sure. Yeah? And, and that, that is the trick. And, and that can, oxygen thing is something, again, I think is super critical. I adhere to that in a huge <laughs> way. We, we measure oxygen content during bottling. It's our, our religion. You do. And anything over 25 parts per billion, parts per billion we consider unacceptable. Okay. What's interesting is this movement towards cans in okay. the craft sector, uh, theoretically for quality and environmental stability, and that light doesn't get through. Oxygen's the worst enemy we have. Okay. And there's no can filler. The best can filler uh, cannot get values that are even less than double that of a bottle. Really? Yes. Hmm. You can't put a vacuum on a can. Oh, I see. Yeah. Just and, the way the top it's, goes on. It's just one of those things I call it the crafty brewing sector. So, it's where they're going for image and not on quality, because if it really were driven by quality, there wouldn't be any craft beer in cans. Having said, Here's the weird... with, having said which, no oxygen can get into a can. You know, so the, so it's the, not initial level, but... the initial level is higher, but the, the, it's not going to pick up with time. So what surprises me about this piece of information is that it is, as much as we can talk about the big brewers and, and whatever evils uh, live in that world... Or not. Uh, or not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. One thing that I think we all agree on is their dedication to quality and 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 that beer actually sitting on the shelf and being okay. So I'm surprised that then cans are their uh, vessel of choice if it, if they're so uh, if there's so much oxygen. The sales and marketing departments drive the package, okay, not yeah. the brewers. Of course, okay. I mean, there there is a real reality that you can buy a very cheap canning line. For a lot less than a cheap bottling line. And that's why you find craft breweries. They're not going for mm. based on qualitative aspects. They're going based on what they can afford. You know this is the opposite of what every craft brewer comes in here and says, Dan. As usual, <laughs> Plausible, when you come you know, in here. It's, it's just fact. I mean, we've had to analyze a lot of beers that, that come into to our place asking when just, just because they're trying to troubleshoot their problem. Um, and oxidation was, was this prevalent problem in, in some of the can beers. If you spend $3 million on a canning line, yeah, you're going to have a pretty damn good product. Okay. But it's not going to okay. be as good as the $3 million line 
they're using for bottling the beer, though. So are you saying they but can't the, get below the 25,000 parts per million? No, 25 parts per billion. 25 but parts per billion. You can't get there in a, in can, a can. In a can. No way, no how. But, what is but your I goal? Do, I, you know, I, I think with time, you'll get more pickup in a, in a bottle. To me, the biggest issue is, is to do with perception. Um, not long ago, I was, I was driving across country, and my wife and I found ourselves in Oklahoma City. And I, I was in a restaurant, and they said, uh, what would you like to drink? And I said, uh, what craft brews do you have? And she said, Bud, Miller, and Coors. Yeah. I said, well, anything else? She said, yeah, Pabst Blue Ribbon. I said, great, I'll have one of those. And he brought me in a can, and my, my lip curled. And, and uh, my wife looked at me, she said, what's the matter? I said, it's a can. She said, you hypocritical bastard. You keep telling people that beer doesn't pick up, you know, oxygen in a can, and, and here you are moaning about it. And I said, Cause I don't think it fits psychologically in a, in a, in a restaurant, you know. I so see. I, I, I think perception-wise yeah. as well, yeah, it's yeah. not a superior, uh, superior packaging. I think you're right. That, that makes sense. And, yeah. and perception really is such an enormous part of our experience anyway, isn't it? Uh, so... Uh, same, and, and the marketing department knows that, as you're saying. Being uh, super sensitive to dissolved oxygen, if you're experienced... Or, or total package oxygen. TPO is the measure. Oh, okay. So yeah. both of them are, are critical. And ha- have you looked into the different ways that are common for dry hopping in order to minimize oxygen at that level for yeah, the, the IPA of the future? I mean, we, we gas the tanks before we... Uh, I mean, when we put... if we So theoretically, when we're brewing a, an IPA for some unknown breweries... We prefer to put the hops in the tank and then um, CO2 purge. And we get a lot of complaints from craft breweries saying that you're stripping the, the volatiles off the hops. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather have low oxygen content than stripping a few volatiles. You can add some more hops into the tank and make up for that. So you add the hops to an empty tank and then transfer the beer into it to dry hop, or are you just dumping it in the top of a full tank? No, we, we you dump it into the top of a large of a five hundred barrel tank, mm-hmm. and you get a volcano that's unreal. Hmm. Right, you, cannot, you okay. cannot open up the the top. Right. The, the, the other way to do it, and we're looking into, is you know creating a beer slurry, um, yeah, no, that, gassing hmm. it, then right. add the hops in a, in a concentrated smaller vessel. And then, uh, then pumping that into the bottom of the tank. But normally, the way we do it is is we put the hops in um, in the, the fermenter, and then gas it to get rid of the oxygen. So just purge it with the carbon dioxide, and then transfer the beer into it. The oxygen that would be in the headspace from opening the fermenter. Yeah, there That's won't be purging. any oxygen after we purge. It. Right. Okay. That's it. You lost me. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you put a bunch of brewers in the same room. Yeah. We've lost the audience. You lost. Better get the beer Jeopardy pretty quick. Dustin. <laughs> get Jeopardy. All right, before yeah. we take a break, and then yes. we're going to come back and we're going to play beer Jeopardy, I do want to ask the two of you what you think about the consolidation that, that's happening in our industry. I love it. Per- oh, uh, not me. Yeah, the other, the other two of you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the one with the PhD and <laughs> the smart one. Okay. PhDs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... I mean, I think there are some obvious answers. It was inevitable, things like that. But, but Charlie, you, you're kind of on the forefront, uh, aren't you? Like, uh, you're in Anheuser Busch's billfold, right? Like they, uh, they have you. <laughs> that's, does, the, that's the myth. Does Augie have? He has you on speed dial. I don't think Augie's part of the equation anymore. I see. It's, a very, yeah. it's a very different company these days. But a lot is happening. It's changing in the beer world. I did mention at the beginning of the show that I'm 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 worried and curious about two breweries opening every day and what that yeah. means for quality. And then here you have Anheuser Busch, who's sort of uh, doing the thing uh, instead of competing. 
which we all wondered if that was going to happen. They're now purchasing. And I wonder what you think. Um, well, I just wrote an article about this in the Brewing and the Stir International. Uh, what is a craft brewer? And as far as I'm concerned, a craftsperson. And I don't give a damn what scale they're on. Whether okay. they can be huge or whether they're very, very small, as long as they're a damn good brewer and they're properly trained and they have all the attitudes and so on. Because they've all got the same problems. They've all got to worry about the malt and the hops and the yeast and, and so on. Um, so, so I think we've got to get away from size. Uh, and I think, you know, look at, look at where the, the people have got brewers. You know, look at some of the bigger craft brewers, whatever they are. Um, and they get a lot of people from the likes of Manos of Bush Inbert because they know the damn good brewers. Sure. So let, nobody should kid themselves. The, these guys are not excellent brewers. My concern is when it comes to sort of the ruthlessness of the, you know, the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, there's a film that's come out. I don't know if you guys have, have looked at it, this California craft brewing movie that's come out, and, and we were featured in it. And there are at least three of the people talking in there, you know, in, 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 in a film that basically is, as usual, anti the big guys. Sure. And they're taken over now. You know, they've, they've sold out. And of course they have, because there's a lot of money to be. How could you not? There is course, a lot of money. Yeah. And of a course billion the, dollars. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> and of course these, these guys will come in, and they've got really good quality standards, and they've got really good systems. They know exactly what they're doing, and they're very, very good. I remember years ago at the Craft Brewers Conference, and, and uh, Jane Killybrew, who, who's a, a significant brewer in, in St. Louis, she came out and she smiled. I said, what are you smiling about? She said, I just came out of a session and they discovered, I can't remember what it was, they discovered this and we've been doing it for 20 years. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and all that is going on. But at the end of the day, you know, um, you know in terms of, uh, of, of eating away and, and everything being consolidated into one very large company, it does worry me. In any industry, right? Like, yeah, there's, it worries me because, yeah. you know, I, I think of local communities, you know, and they'll get swallowed up and all of a sudden they won't be brewing there anymore. They'll be brewing somewhere else. And yeah. That's gone away from that community and it, it eats into local. So socially, uh, it worries me. Okay. Um, I don't like some of the business approaches of some of the larger companies, you know, okay. making people wait a very long time to get paid. I, I don't like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, um, so it, it's a very confusing thing. Uh, I'm, I'm all for individuality. You know, I, 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 when I was talking about Mozambique earlier on, we talked about, uh, we had a big session there on craft, and I stood up and I said, you know, the only decent brew is, is one that's in a sort of femto level one. It's in a you know, cuvette, and it's, a, you know, <laughs> yeah. ten, 10 milliliters per brew. And, right. know, I mean, there's that mentality going on, which is a bit ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know... But you're worried about but the yeah, ethics. I'm worried, well, I'm worried about the big guys sort of not owning up to brewing some of these beers. You know? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, this crafty thing where, the, you know, you don't see on the label that they're actually brewed by the big guys. But I understand why. Because there is this, for anybody who doesn't know any better, they'll say, well, it's brewed by the big guys. Therefore, by definition, it must be rubbish. Yeah. And, 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 and that's unfair. That's unfair because the big guys are, are capable of brewing some extremely great beers. But why do you think they didn't do that then? Why do you think they didn't produce some of the best pale ales and IPAs in America themselves? Uh, well, that's a hugely complicated question. Okay. And I think one of, the, one of the reasons is that the beers that sell are the ones that are um, not a challenge to the palate. Uh, you know, I mean, if you look at the biggest selling brands of beer in the world, they're, 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 they, they, 
Sure. Flavor-wise, they don't really linger. They don't touch They're the easy. sides. They're easy to drink. To taste, so yeah. And so forth. Yeah. And therefore, it's, you know, uh, you know, and the history is complicated. It's but much more complex But with their knowledge, they could have, uh, there was two decisions, right? Or, or there were two paths. Yeah. They could produce world-class, uh, let's just call it craft beer, because yeah. that's what we're, you know, IPAs right. and, and right. Or they could buy the ones doing it. Yeah. And I, I do wonder sometimes why they didn't just do it. Because they are, we are talking about how good they are. Yes, we are. And, and, and one of the reasons they don't do it is, I mean, they've got some very big breweries with very, very large fermenters. Yeah. And they're going to fill those up with specialty products, which are loaded with hops and loaded with who knows what else. Yeah. Um, unless they throw the marketing budget behind it and so on. Now, right. a lot of people out there, they're going to go, wow, um, <laughs> how am I going to drink this, you know? I see. Uh, and yeah. whereas, you know... Um, it's almost like Dan deciding, I'm not going to put out a Gordon Biersch IPA. I have to have another brewery name if I'm going to put out an IPA. Is that kind of what you're... Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're yeah. that's what they're known to do, and if all of us... Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, like I Maybe just, I'm not going to buy into it if they put out an the, IPA. The, the big business model, the, the, where they make their biggest books, and it's all linked into marketing, distribution, advertising, and, and the actual production, yeah. is to make very, very large quantities of products that are going to reach sure. most people. And if people like to drink that type of product, it's okay. They're not bad people. Sure. You know? Let me tell you a story. I was not long ago. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm keen on bubbles as well. And oh, yeah. and all that. Oh, you're the bubbles guy. Yeah, I'm the pope of foam. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in a pub not long ago with my wife, and there's a guy there. He must have been six foot six with tattoos all the way down his neck, and he was drinking the bud straight out of the bottle. And she, she, my wife looked at me and she said, go and tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which digresses a little bit yeah, from the point, because yeah. you were trying to bring Dan into uh, defending his idea. Well, and, and I'm, enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying this whole conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm mesmerized. Ask, I'm asking you because I care about your opinion, but frankly, I do think that, that uh, the decision is the right decision, actually, to purchase other brewers doing it rather than do it yourself. But I still wanted to hear, you know, what you well, thought Well, yeah, because it. you remember a few years ago, I mean, Budweiser came out with an American pale ale. Yeah. And and it, mm-hmm. it didn't last long. Right. It wasn't very good. Was, no. Well, it may not have been very good. It may have been very good. I don't know. Yeah. But, but the point is, it was produced overtly, marketed by Anheuser Bush. Yeah. So, so hey, you know, that's it. It's just a Me Too product that they're trying to just rip the bread out of the mouths of the poor guy. You know. Yeah. It's and, not, and, yeah. All of this was going on. It's not genuine to, the, to their brand, maybe? It's just not already branded. I mean, if you buy a Sculpin... Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, by a, 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 a balanced I, point, yeah. you're buying the brand. You're buying Modelo. a story. Most of the drinking public won't even know who owns it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you come out with a brand new beer from, you know, a big, you know, from uh, consolidated brands, that's just, you know, another macro beer. Sure. Yeah. So the Dog's Bollocks Brewing Company in Nebraska <laughs> yeah. made a Me Too Michelob Ultra, you know. I mean, people say, they're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, what's your number? Uh, it's $1.2 billion. You have to out- uh, I want to do it one notch high. I want to go to 11. Yeah. Uh, 11 oh, billion. No, no. Sounds great. 11 yeah. billion. Yeah. No, no. 11 on the, you know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Final yeah. tap. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody complained about breweries getting bought. Uh-huh. No, I'm Un- applauding all until them. Until Ballas. <laughs> I am until so Ballas. for Tony. Right? Like, you're ready to get bought. Yeah. But until Ballas, once the $1 billion number got thrown out, everyone yeah. shut the fuck up. They were like, well, how do you say no to that? That was like the mic drop. But when it was, you know, when it was $20 million for this one, or which, yeah. by the way, 
I'm out of here for twenty million. Also, <laughs> yeah. right. you're out of uh, here for twenty bucks. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. you, you remember the internet bubble? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's the beer bubble. Now. Right. Uh, of course. Don't yeah. say that. My it whole life this, is wrapped this up was in the this year. <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's over now. It's, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's just like the it's the minute. Dennis, start getting into real estate. It's one of those, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Doc. <laughs> I did, didn't you? Uh, my dad, no, that was yeah. my, you know my dad was a dentist, too. So that's, it's just like, it's just what happens is when the doctors and lawyers start doing it. Yeah. You know, you can tell that the prices, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take. It's just not. Who's those the next, are ridiculous, ridiculous valuations. Who's the next big brewery that's going to sell, Charlie? Is it Stone? Are they going to sell? I think it's well known that I uh, have one or two issues with a personality there. Um, <laughs> no comment on that front. Um, because, you I, know, I really don't he's know. like the vocal one who says, no way, no how. Yeah. But I right. feel like they're the exact company that, you know, th- the next level of growth for them is going to cost them $50 million. Yeah. Or they can sell for a bill. I think they're going to sell. You know, the yeah. important thing, well, they just the- opened in Berlin. I know. But there's a great case in point. There's a great case in point, you know. I mean, there's a guy there at the helm uh, talking about yellow fizzy liquid. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he knows damn well. He's got one of the best brewers, and that's Mitch Steele. <laughs> where, the hell, where the hell did Mitch come from? He came yeah. from Anna's. And that's a bush, you know? yeah. And, 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 and that, is, that is the reality. Yeah. He yeah. was incubated in craft. I mean, was, he was, but he still came. He still, you know. Yeah, but no, no, he, no. Got his, he, he cut his teeth on, He's on got commercial beer. science yeah. and his, yeah, yeah. yeah. consistency. And, and he knew, he, he picked up systems. He worked, picked up sure. ways of doing things. And yeah. So, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, I know the bush. The research I do, a lot of it, the beer and the health and the wholesomeness and the drinking moderation, they hate it. You know, yeah, right? they don't yeah. want to hear you say. <laughs> they that. They don't want to hear me say. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, so I and I'm not in. You know, they that don't. was my first brewing job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as a bush, yeah, Fairfield. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Before I went to school in Germany. Okay. Uh, there weren't a lot of breweries to get experience at. Yeah. Even back in 1981. Okay. Um, or 82, excuse me. There there was, I mean, there was New Albion, there's Anchor. Right. And AB. There wasn't anything else in the Bay Area. I guess Mendocino might have been starting up then. I can't remember. Uh, who knows? But it was pretty so far away. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. You know. Yeah. I wasn't going to go up to that, that far. I needed something fairly close. So you were, and you were a brewer there? Yeah. Yeah. More importantly, what were you listening to on the radio in 1981? Oh, what uh, station probably Tower Power. Oh, a little Tower Power action. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always a major funk guy. There you go. Plus, they had a brass section. So Tom Scott, LA Express. There another, you go. Another jazz guy. <laughs> okay. Chuck Mangione. Yeah. What were you driving in 81? I had a uh, Ford Capri. Oh. And then I graduated uh, going back into the Festiva. <laughs> yeah, did you have a Festiva in no, 81? I, in, in England, no. They no, didn't I, have them in 81. No, I couldn't drive in 1981, actually. Why? <laughs> Ah, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> I would yeah. like to add to the trivia like that part too. that I did have a Ford Fiesta oh, when nice. I lived in Germany. The yes. sister of the Festiva. Mm. I believe, yeah, the precursor. <laughs> yes. She yeah. didn't have a Volkswagen for God's No, I, I couldn't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> Volkswagens in, in Germany were expensive. That the was government just didn't give part. you one? That's weird. No, they didn't give me one. <laughs> That's no. too bad. Uh, we all know that New Belgium is going to sell in 2016, right? There's well, no way we go through 2016 and New Belgium doesn't get bought. By well, we did that story a couple of weeks ago in Beer News that they are they're, they're discussing it. They're discussing or they're, they they've hired on a firm oh, that ha- that has helped other breweries sell. Right. I see. I mean, that one's a done deal, of course, right, yeah. Charlie? Yeah. You already have this inside information, don't around. you? I do not have this. New Belgium is all but sold, isn't it? If you tell me so, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows this stuff. Uh, I know. There's like but 
right. three people within those companies that might know. Yeah. I want to be. I, I want to be that guy who gets to just go around buying a brewery or girl <laughs> uh, buying breweries. What you want to be the girl who buys what breweries? A great job. Yeah, just go around. And you go, hey. It's what's, what's your mine number? Eight hundred mil. I was talking Done. to a fairly senior executive from uh, from a very large brewery in St. Louis recently, and uh, I said, "Well, what's cracking off with the, the takeover?" You know, mm-hmm. and, and they were totally out of the loop. I mean, they had no idea. They don't know. Yeah, they're not part of the, the any of the thinking. And that makes any sense. Any of the planning, they're in the zone, this yeah. the American zone. Yeah, and they, you know, Europe's a long way away. They don't get involved. In so, like at a, sure. at a shareholders meeting, uh, with these exec Anheuser Busch or ABM Bev executives, what would they say to the shareholders? Like, like I mean, they're putting uh, literally billions of dollars into this thing. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They, they probably, strategy, out, they probably say we have a strategy to purchase craft breweries, but without being specific. You know what in I mean? In order for these to pan out, the two billion Chinese are going to have to be buying a lot of IPA. <laughs> yes, I mean these are <laughs> yeah. the metrics to get a return—a billion dollar return. That's yeah. what they're counting on, right? Because a billion dollars, God mm-hmm. damn it, for a craft brewery. Yeah. Seriously, what's your number? I'm, I'm less than a billion. You're less Quite than a billion. Quite less. Yeah. A lot less. Because you don't want to work for the rest of your life. You want to go I, enjoy I want to hang with you. I just want to be, be one of the guys around, <laughs> around this table every you Monday night. Chair. You can have that chair. Uh, you want to play his trombone. That's what. Yeah, I want to get a little workout and eat durian fit, you know, somewhere in <laughs> Thailand. I just want, want to have permanent diarrhea. All right, last question on the topic, then we're going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, there are, you know, the, the Brewers Association estimates that there are two crap breweries opening every day right now. Um, is yeah. this that? bubble again like that happened in the mid 90s where everyone's just jumping in because they want to make money and we're going to get a bunch of shit beer on the market um yes okay um how many many people are going to start a business where they're going to earn upwards of twenty three thousand dollars a year (laughs) right and and doing living their dream yeah i mean it's just not realistic they're going to get on their moped and deliver that one keg right down the street and then uh go find another buyer for the next keg. it's It's not realistic right no it's a it's a nano business it's uh not not sustainable no and i i I also think that organization needs to look at the definitions isn't that the moonlight you don't like the numbers definition i don't like the numbers at all i mean six million barrels is how much they put out of denmark every year for god's sake (laughs) you know yeah Uh, yeah. i mean that's a ridiculous number and we all know why it is it's to keep one guy in the club it's to keep i'll say it for you it's to keep sam adams uh who's on the board of the brewers association into the craft beer club yes is is why they keep moving the number and they have moved the number over the last and i think it's nonsense and i think it's it needs to change uh your definition instead would be about uh, my, education that, my definition and talent. To, to walk away from the whole thing of, of defining stuff as craft. I would, would. I would think my my definition was you you, you classify it in some other way. Yeah, you classify it on the basis literally of size, and you take the word craft out of it in some way. Okay. Um, and I think there, you know, if you look, you look at organizations like the Master Brewers Association of America, the Institute of Brewing Distilling, and so on. Brewers doesn't matter where they work, whether they work for the biggest or the smallest. They're in the club. Yeah. They get together, they talk. Right. And that is what we should be celebrating, beer. I think you It should right. be celebrated by whether it's somebody brewing a bucket at home or, or they're working for another wish in bed. These guys want to make the best beer uh, that they can. Okay. And I think that's what should we, we should be celebrating. So, all right. If, I mean, that's a whole other, the Brewer Association, we don't know what they're going to do with that definition. But if we're going to see a bunch of bad beer on the market, Dan, can our thing... Right, and I have built my career on this thing, and so have you. Can it sustain another bubble burst like it did in the '90s, or is it going to sink this this craft beer? Because uh, you know that's the only word we have. 
Is it going to sink us if we fail this time? If all these breweries open up and it's all shit beer and it's all for the money, are we going to make it through it? Well, I think the regulating factor is that all the beer names have been taken. <laughs> yeah. And and that's probably going to regulate the number of new breweries that are going to come because they're going to try to get a label approval, and, and it's, it's all gone. It's impossible, it's like right? The door's closed. Yeah. You can't get it. The distribution is going to be the other element. Um, getting to market is going to be next to impossible, mm-hmm. especially with the consolidation in the uh, distribution network. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a self-regulating factor. I mean, I was when I went to school in Germany, there were four thousand breweries. Okay, wow. Now there's under a thousand. Wait, I think it's like closer to five hundred in Germany now. In Germany, in Germany, yeah. This is something that you know took a thousand years. Yeah, to go the opposite direction yeah, we're going. Yeah, but it's gone the other way in England. Though so now in England, there's over one thousand five hundred breweries. Okay, and if you realize the whole of the UK will fit into California twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that will be three thousand breweries in California alone. Wow. So. Uh, the most important thing is if the thing is going to sustain, uh, they've got to be educated and yeah. they've got to come to UC Davis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the best program. Specifically, on Earth. my classes. Right. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> Wait. How long are you going to be full, there, Charlie? Full disclosure, Charlie. How many how many students do you actually let come into your program? Because it is very exclusive. Is it hard to get in? It's not easy. Um, well, there's a whole range of different classes. Okay. No, I'm talking about the real, the fermentation science majors. Yeah, the Dan, the real, the one. real one. Yeah. Okay, We're not talking. the 500 that are in the class for the entertainment. Uh, like no, no, the hot, you know, the comedy class. Yeah, and I have a blast going in there and doing it with Charlie. Most popular class on campus. How Puts much a class on sex in the second place? Oh, it's, <laughs> of course. Do you offer beer tasting? Is that why? Videos are better no. in the no. sex education class. How much longer does UC Davis have you, Charlie? Come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, no more than three years. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, when, when, I've, uh, when I've put 20 years into the university, I, they give me full medical coverage. Okay. Oh, wow. And then I'm going right in my and sex And you can bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other popular yeah, 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 no, Right on other things. You're going to pull a Dr. Lewis, though, right? And you're going to stick around for another 20 years with no. just, no? no. You're going to no. just do it. Um, I'll probably do bits and pieces, but... Uh, you're going to go yeah. write sports uh, full-time. I do write sports, yes. Yeah, so you I'm do? Right. You write for soccer or something, right? I've been writing about soccer for... The Wolves. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. I've been doing Wanderers, JP yeah. knows. But, I've been but doing wait, it for gotta, more than 30 years. Wow. Charlie, you got to tell everybody oh. so that all these people that are aspiring to get into the UC Davis Fermentation Science Program, Yeah. how many actually... Do you have admitted into your program? That's a good question. <laughs> he's, he's adamant I'm going to answer this question. You have to answer it. You have to answer it. <laughs> well, it depends on your, you know, in terms of the practical brewing class, which is the, the, the flagstone class, uh, flag, flagstone, flagship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there are 40 students in the class. 40. Wow. Per semester. It's not no, per it's only taught once per year. Per year. How yeah. many freshmen? Yeah. Good lord! Uh, in that, there's no freshman. No, it's it, an upper division. To be able oh, to okay. junior, be able to do the practical brewing class, you've got to have done uh, yeah. the hard. You've got to do all the basic chemistry, biochemistry, all the fundamental science. Yeah, you've got to do the, you got to weed out us idiots. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that, and then you get to the forty right at the end. A real hardcore. Okay, how many women? So, and, and then at the, <laughs> then at the Technical University of Munich, there's roughly <laughs> twenty graduates in brewing engineering per year. Wow! So, Berlin's the same thing. So you have. Not a lot of trained professionals. Well, having said that, we do we do extension classes as well. So I got a practical brewing class going on this week. But uh, is Dan? Would you hire an extension student, or is that like is that still cool? You know, you know, if the person has the right other attributes, yes. I mean, they have to. 
have done some hands-on work in a brewery to really be able to apply the knowledge that they're picking up in the extension class. Yeah. And they're going to have to do a lot of uh, inspirational outside studying Okay. Uh, on top of it. Okay. That's Those are the things. So, Do your yeah. brewers like you, Dan? No, they hate me. I thought so. Like, I like you because we don't work together. Like, we don't work like that. But I think they would hate you. No. I, I can say they don't, because I know he's got some of my former students. They, okay. And they <laughs> let, me, let, me t- let me tell you this story. Uh, uh, it's several years ago, and I was a guy, and uh, I, I kept going on and him, going on and him, going on and him. You've got to join Anheuser Bush. You've got to join Anheuser Bush. And he said, no. He said, I give him my word, I'm going to join Dan. Oh, Gordon. yeah. And uh, I saw his father. He introduced me to his father, and I said, you're not wanting to join Anheuser Bush. He said, um, what would you uh, give advice would you give him to your son? To keep his word and to, to work. Wow. And, 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 yeah. and he's still there? And he's sticking with Dan. He's still there? Ben? Ben. Big yeah. Ben. Hell of a guy. You're not firing him this week, are no, you? Charlie's, <laughs> Charlie's going to feel terrible. Yeah. He's assistant brewmaster. He's, okay, he's the anchor. He's one of the, the anchor guys. He's the guy. Yeah. And, no, I think uh, my brewers like to work. Um, and most brewers like to work at a company that is basically owned and operated by a brewer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different experience than working for a company that is basically direct, driven by a marketing or sales or executive sure. type. Um, so we have neat toys. Mm-hmm. Brewer's quality of work and the lifestyle that they get because of the infrastructure we have at our brewery, it's not back-breaking work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So that's, and, that's what we have going for us. And the restaurants are all allowed to brew IPAs now? You've made that official? Are you going to keep Have you made the, that the digressing from, from yeah. the topic at hand here? Did you make Brewers that official? Like, like, did you send out a memo and say, guys, go ahead and brew IPA? I did not send out a memo. You did The brewery restaurant, Tom Dargan, did, did the memo. Really? Yeah. I just was arm wrestled uh, into that position. <laughs> you were. Yeah. You would rather them not brew IPAs because it's n- like you, you're not able to control. No, I, I'd rather. I don't mind if it's great beer. Just, just don't. Let anything that's like a sour rye, yeah, you know, I understand single hop, fresh cow bile, you know, resonated. Sure. You're worried syrup. that it won't be up to the Gordon Beer standards, which, Just, which I don't which like. You should be. Yeah, it's it, nothing against home brewing mentality, but I don't want homebrew. Yeah, I want to have absolute consistency and perfection in whatever we yeah. go after. Yeah. So my, my philosophy is the Zen and art of motorcycle maintenance mm. uh, approach where Here we I go. want them to strive towards getting it absolutely dialed in and perfect each time. You have never shocked me more than making a Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance uh, analogy. <laughs> I had to take... Well, there's a story behind that. Though. It's pretty funny because I, uh, I was not a very good uh, student when it came to any class at Cal where you had to write a lot of papers. Yeah, yeah. So I took my upper division English requirement when I was an exchange student in Germany. Okay. And that was one of the books we read. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you that had to. That and Jack Herrick on the road. You oh, know, Kerouac. Are, yeah. Look at you. You're oh, yeah. so well-rounded Yeah, now. but it was unfair because I was you the only one in the class both. that could actually... No, I love the books. Okay. Yeah, but I was taking you know, a class where no matter what, yeah. I was going to write a paper that would make me look good versus all the Germans <laughs> that were struggling <laughs> yeah. to do perfect grammar. Right. <laughs> uh, they are two of my most favorite books on okay. Earth. Well, yeah. it is. Dialing in to that perfection yeah. is, is kind of my, my way of approach towards brewing. Okay. 
It's never going to be perfect, but you try to get there. But you try to get there. See, I like this about Dan. All right, we're going to take a break. Charlie's prostate is old. He had to leave and go pee. <laughs> uh, he couldn't. Make you are it. so mean. <laughs> he couldn't make it to the end of the of this poor guy. And I'll tell you, it uh, will be a sad day when he leaves Davis. Are you kidding? Of course it will. He is He's irreplaceable. The guy. In fact, the amount of uh, just uh, beer scholarship that he does, the the, the research, is that going to be replaceable? Who else? Who's doing what he does? That's not actually the hardest part. You can find lots of research uh, excellent uh, individuals out there. What you can't find is someone that inspires students to greatness like the great like Charlie. Charles Benoit. When you uh, go into his class, it's a special feeling. Charlie, I made fun of your prostate while you were gone. I'm sorry. Well, you know, (laughs) let me tell you a story. I was was up in Mount Shasta City getting my hippie fix. And uh, I stood outside a men's room, outside a coffee shop. And this guy walked up to me and he said, pour with vigor. And I said, what, at my age? Yeah. Right. I'm doing what I can. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I don't think but here are. I am again. Here you're back. Charlie is not that old, and I'm really starting to feel the offensiveness. <laughs> All right. Don't Charlie, gang up on Charlie. I won't gang up, but Charlie doesn't mind. He knows No, he doesn't mind. mind. He can handle it. <laughs> As he will. Um, all right. <laughs> we're going to take a break. I think the cable's yeah. getting caught in beer. Uh, it, it, <laughs> we're going to take Don't a break. Don't lose it. I we're constantly gonna, untangle it. We're going to come back and play Beer Jeopardy. Now, I, I know it's getting late, so, so Charlie, I'll give you the option if you want to come back and mess around with us and play Beer Jeopardy. No, I play. hope you'll stay because I think you're going to be good at it. But, uh, well, it's pretty embarrassing when uh, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to ruin your career. <laughs> Basically. Well, it's too late to do that. Choose wisely here, Charlie. All right, so let's do this. We'll take a little break, and we'll come back. We'll play some Beer Jeopardy with Dan Gordon and Charlie Bamforth here on the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. For more than 20 years, White Labs has collected yeast strains from around the world and kept them locked away. Until now. Through the Yeast Vault, they are now releasing new, creative, and unique strains. Most have never been used in commercial products. Some have names you can barely pronounce. And all are uniquely white labs in quality and performance. Now they're giving you the opportunity to unlock the vault. Here's how it works. Pick the yeast you want from the vault. As soon as 500 people have chosen that yeast, your card will be charged and your yeast will go into production. A short time later, a fresh White Labs Pure Pitch package will show up at your door, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. For the first time, White Labs is letting you into their secret yeast vault, unlocking access to hundreds of strains never available before. Join the White Labs Customer Club for first access to the vault. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. 
It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Three-time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed, award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to The Brewing Network, because like beer, radio 
Suck. program thanks for hanging out with us we're still here with dan gordon and charlie banforth and we're going to play a little bit of beer jeopardy triple eight four oh one beer that's our phone number eight 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 four oh one beer we need four contestants two of you are going to play the game against charlie and dan and two of you are going to be uh, the recipients of of the win uh, if charlie or dan win so uh call up triple eight four oh one beer uh eight 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 four oh one beer bevo will will take your phone call and um yeah uh, there we go uh we're sorting out beer i'm i went back to the cider den that cider's refreshing you're a hell of a guy it's uh <laughs> it's bringing me out of my sick funk is what's happening what has the, a lot of vitamin in there yeah. yeah i'm getting the vitamin what's the abv on the on your cider? 6.2 perfect that's what i needed all right Right, Charlie? 6.2 is right in the six zone. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, that's where the perfect IPA is. Medicinal level. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Dan, when you make an IPA, make it at 6.2%. That's just a great number. Yep. That is a good number. It's a good number. Except you're Keep making a session IPA. Oh, that's right. What is uh, a session well, IPA? What's your ABV The definition again? of a session IPA is very similar to that what is it of to a you? definition of an IPA. Yeah, true. Yeah. What, if it's you want to make one tomorrow. You close your eyes and you make it whatever you want. It's still going to be like 5.8%, isn't it? That's no, a session it IPA. No, it's, a session should be like 5 Yeah, okay. All right, so 5%. Great. Do you like uh, beers like Easy Jack from, from Firestone? I honestly cannot say that I've had a session IPA. Um, you're, so, you're so. That was the one shit. you just sent back, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're lying to me. Right I didn't now. mean to send it back. You had to <laughs> I, have I done. I just didn't order it. It was Mark, some guy out there. He should yeah. be. Everyone out there should be doing in Gordon Birch Pilsner right right now. Well, actually, Gordon Beers, actually, Pilsner Justin Mike. told JP to order it, and then JP ordered me to take <laughs> it in here. It got passed. I believe it. I slept the uh, the Pilsner keg in here tonight. You brought the uh, hand delivered, so I didn't know it was on. Immediately. Yeah, I special requested it. Tasting. I wasn't on the menu earlier. I thought I said have it. That's the kind of loyalty factor we have here at the <laughs> for their their guests. You That's know, a pay to play scenario. Bring, bring, your like own, bring the beer, Dan, and then we won't tap it. <laughs> no, it's. The, do you know who our local? We'll just look at it. You know who our local rep is for da, for Gordon no, Bearish? Who's it? Dan's daughter. Yeah, she's been in the studio, right? She's, she's studio, our right? no, she's our local rep out yeah. here in the East Bay too. She yeah. Covers it all. Yeah, is she is she SF too. Yeah. She works hard. I like that you make her work. Like, she could just inherit the Dan Gordon empire, right? Oh, right. Uh, but you're making, her, you're making her go up the ladder. Yeah, I think the uh, delusions of grandeur are floating out there in a way that's not... I have not sold the brewery for right. $1.2 billion yet. Is At that point in time, I'll let you know. Let's say you don't sell the brewery. By the way, you're going to sell, sell. Uh, But let's say you don't... Is she going to take over your company? No. Will she run your company one day? No, absolutely not. Oh, Why be, not? It'll no, be sold way before is that. Is it not her thing? Or? Just, She's a girl. Justin. August <laughs> There you go. There's the example. <laughs> she didn't graduate why. from Weinstefan, right? No, she's no technical. Uh, she has technically hasn't graduated at all yet. She's still got to turn her thesis. So, oh, really? Yeah, Cal. What's her thesis on? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> Women in brewing, running the Gordon no, no, it's Empire. Nothing about beer. It's, uh, I think, minority education. Don't you want one of your kids to to take on your legacy and and carry the brewery into the future? Strap your boots on. Um, you know, if they like it, but I don't think uh, any of them are showing that level of no. You know, 
interest in in running to long term be a, a brewer. Are you sad about that? Do you want my therapist number? No, I'm okay with it actually. Hmm. I have to, I was in Germany for uh, a, a duration when there was a huge consolidation going on, and a lot of the second generation. Uh, family members. Well, they weren't second. They were probably like 20th generation. But yeah. to me, the, you know, the father was running the brewery and they were going to school and then they went out there and uh, basically decimated their brewery. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't fun to watch. So you'd be, yeah, you'd be, it'd be worse to see your, your, all your work go down the drain if, if, if they weren't into it. Yeah. Yeah. But if they were into it, hey, you know, if my son goes to Stanford Business School and comes back and says, hey, I can yeah. do it better than you, that'd be great. How many kids do you have? Three. Two girls and a son? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What do you think they're going to do? Well, my son's an accountant. Oh, he's already an yeah, accountant. Yeah, he's in the real world. Okay. My young youngest daughter is going to go to Cal also. Yeah. And uh, the middle one is working for me in sales. Mm-hmm. Did your wife make you hire her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no. basically how it happened. <laughs> no, actually, she probably was discouraging her. Uh, it's not always easy to work for your dad. Uh, no, I, I would uh-huh. guess not. Uh, I, but yeah, like uh, what happens like over the holidays? Do you talk sales? Yeah, and you it, do. It, it sucks. <laughs> I, I learned from one of my buddies who, uh, you know, has a, a fairly good sized winery, and he had the same, you know, generational transition issues going on. And I said, "How long did it take?" And he said, "About nine years <laughs> before they could talk." And uh, the rule was uh, no conversation around the dinner table. That is work related. It, it must be a rule, like because yeah. you can't. Yeah, you can't live your. But we, my daughter and I, argue about everything, so it really doesn't matter whether it's about <laughs> bring or, or might as well be sales. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, then, at least then you can write it off, right? When you go teach a class at at, at Charlie's program, do you discuss uh, hiring family members? No, but we we keep it on the lighter side. It's mostly about entertainment factor, right, Charlie? It is. You uh, don't I, bring I, him in like for logger expertise. Well, actually, I don't bring him anymore. Uh at all, because mm. I, I no longer teach the very big class on campus. Oh. And when he stopped, I stopped. Okay. I'm winding down. So so I said, I'm not teaching anymore. In that case, I'm not coming. Um, <laughs> right. But we, you know, Dan and come and, and, and do his thing, tell them all about it, uh, how a very successful company does its thing. And then we would go and eat momos in the local uh, yeah. Nepalese restaurant. Just the two of you take the whole class. No, no. You have to order for at least seven. Yeah, to, you take, to we take, impact. take the TAs for the class. Okay. Uh, you take the top. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and any um, sales people that Dan brought with him. Yeah, yeah. I've learned you can't go hang out with Dan uh, unless you're hungry. Uh, learned yeah. over the years. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for some Beer Jeopardy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dan's favorite game. You know we only ever play it when you're on now. We've, I did not know that. No, it's completely eliminated yeah. until you're around. And uh, a listener actually sent in this week's categories. Because uh, they knew that Dan was going to be on. He wrote the whole game for us. Nice. John. Uh, John actually is a great listener. He also hosts a bunch of our uh, shows, our files on his servers. Nice. Because he's a nice man and he saves us money. Because oh, um, okay. we get you know thousands and thousands of downloads every month. So he helps, uh, and he helps uh, that. offset that for us. And he uh, really enjoys German beer, German culture and loves every time Dan's on the show. So he sent me an entire game of uh, Beer Jeopardy. Yeah, wow. pretty good. Wow. Which I thought Thank was, you. Which I thought was you really need, You need to realize I've never, ever watched Jeopardy until Christmas Day this year. Uh-huh. Really? 
um, and because we were on, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I got all the questions right, luckily. Uh, Wait, we? Who's we? We, the, the, the brewery at Davis. So, so you they, were on Jeopardy? Yeah. So the, the, well, the, I wasn't. The brewery was. No. Ah. Uh, and, and so that's the very first time I ever watched Jeopardy. Wow. So, so, okay. So I'm, I'm, and, I'm a virgin when it comes to Jeopardy. Well, and you're side one. Remember to answer in question form. Yeah. And... Answer correctly is probably another piece of good advice. <laughs> That's probably the second question for me. Yeah, I know. It sounds... That's right. He'll just For a you. smart guy like you, I just blew your mind. I There's know. There's no doubt about it. I don't get questions. <laughs> you'll, get, <laughs> you'll get two tries. It's, it's the, the definitive answer when I do it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want to meet our contestants? Here's what we're going to do. The first two people are going to play. And then the second two people, you're playing four, right? Because you two, so we're gonna have four contestants total. You're two of them. So why don't we go to um, Bevo? You need to learn to spell, uh, type. Well, the producer something should know. Is it? <laughs> is it epileptic brewer? Is that what it's supposed to be? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's how it's spelled too. Epileptic. Oh, she a, might, she might be right. Yeah. I think she is right. Yeah. Uh, epileptic Brewer, uh, you're playing against uh, Dan Gordon and Charlie Bamforth. How do you feel about that? Well, that's not comforting. <laughs> you're going to do fine. Don't, remember, suck. I don't think Dan's done so great the last couple games. Really? Do I, well, yeah, but the listener sending questions just for Dan, I'm fucking boned. He makes oh, a good point. They are very yeah. German-based. Uh also, I think you did fine last time, but we screwed up the game and all the questions were not accurate. So <laughs> that I had to correct you, you at all. I know. <laughs> You're right. All right. So Epileptic Brewer is in. Uh, let me see here. Hang, hang on. Let me let me try to not drop you. Yeah, I can never figure it out either. Um, and then we're going to go nope, to. You dropped, oh, you dropped him. <sighs> I can never figure it out either. We need directions <laughs> written on the thing. Our new producer should do that. All right, epileptic. Hey, I hear something there. You have to call back. That's another one. Thud Monkey is also playing. Hi, Thud hey. Monkey. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Justin? How are you, brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you ready to compete against two of the brightest minds in in brewing? And Dan and Charlie. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, Dan is intimidating. Yeah, you're, you're going to do great. Don't worry about it. I don't have two doctorates. Three. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Neither does Charlie. He doesn't have two either. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. whatever was given to you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. one. one. I mean. okay. Dan had already subtracted one, I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote that right. off instantly. Uh, Honorary, yeah. I get a bunch of places to give me one. Yeah. All right, Bevo, you got that line one? Yeah, he was still there. You hung up on him, but when I picked up the phone, he was still there. Oh, that's weird. That's Epileptic Brewer. Are you there, buddy? Yes, sir. Okay. The other two, I'm not going to talk to you yet, but we got Mike from Eugene. Uh, Mike, Dan's going to play for you. And then we've got uh, Jesse from Paso Robles, California. Uh, Charlie's going to play for you. So those are our four contestants. We've got Epileptic Brewer, Thud Monkey, Dan, and Charlie. And uh, we're going to play us some, some Beer Jeopardy. All right. Got four different categories. I'm gonna try to help out here. Uh, I'll read them to you first, and I'll and then I'll show them to you. So you can you can look at it. And Dan's gonna start the game because he always does. Categories tonight are pioneers, vassals, monks, and nuns. That's one category. It's all one category. Uh, and then what goes in must come out. 
That's your second category. You might have to help me pronounce this one. Um, the last two are in German, Dan. Tuts wie ein Deutsche? Tut wie ein Deutscher. Tut wie ein Deutscher. Uh, do it like a German, right? Yep. Okay. And then finally, Deutschland über alles. That's not socially acceptable. No, I'm not anymore. No, 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 no. Should I change that one right now? Uh, no, it's actually it's, it, it does translate to Germany overall. Yeah. Which is, I can see why that's not socially huh. Well, they yeah. just did release in, uh, the you know, 23rd edition of Mein Kampf. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Who's they? I'm hoping for. I don't know who, don't know who huh. they Who's is. Who's buying that shit? Who wrote the it was, who it wrote was annotated. Forward? It was annotated. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. It means yeah. they, they, they about, commented on the nasty bits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the ideas uh, contained herein are not reflective of the producers or the uh, publishers. <laughs> How about right. we just change that one to Deutschland Rocks? Well, All right? no, like sure. Everyone loves Deutschland. Deutschland Rocks. Okay, there we go. That'll be our fourth category. Uh, you have uh, 100 through 400. You're allowed to start anywhere you like uh, on the grid uh, if you want to start with 400 points you can feel free to do so i will cross them off as we go dan you have control of the board would you like to well, pick a category since i'm the only one that speaks german here i think i better do tut van deutscher okay and for 400 let's go for a large amount of points tut van deutscher for 400 points here i pressure to pull it up in front tut of me van deutscher. Uh, you don't pronounce the s huh there isn't Nine. an s i don't know all right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pronounce yes. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. There isn't it's supposed to be an answer. Yeah, it, yeah there isn't one. Maybe caller 12 will tell us differently. You but. do have to buzz in. Epileptic Brewer, what's your buzzer noise? Uh, kind of fucking no. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. I, I'm just going to yell beep or something. Is that the idea? Beep will work. All right. Okay. Thud Monkey, what's your buzzer noise? It can't be anything other than thud, right? That's fine. Thud is fine. And then nope, you can just can. yell Dan and you can yell Charlie if you guys want to buzz in. Mm. Yeah. All right. Unless you want to make a noise, Dan. Sounded, no, I think you did. <laughs> sounded really disappointed like I, like I wasn't allowing you to have any fun. This is the sound of disapproval. All right. For 400 points, because of this, the Oktoberfest in Munich occurs in September rather than October. Dan. Well, it's better weather. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much right. Uh, the, the warmer and longer days in September. Dan gets 400 points. Bevo, I'm going to need help uh, scoring this. Can you do that, even though you're high on What's Vicodin? better weather right now? Ask your question. Yeah. Okay, 400 points to Dan, please. Uh, Dan, you self-control the board. Uh, Tut van Deutscher for 300. For 300 points, this German command appears in many a drinking song to encourage consumption and enjoyment. And it means to drink like an animal or guzzle. Beep. Go ahead, Dan. That would be Zupfa. Zupfa is right. Uh... <laughs> There's a distinct advantage. Technically, to beep. somebody who studied in Germany. Technically, beep was someone else's sound, so Dan rang in for someone else. <laughs> hey, this was that my sound? Uh, <laughs> and not a question. This Three. is not fair, is it? Clearly, clearly, the listener who wrote this game is a fan of yours. Don't, yeah. it's, hey, it's just one category, though. Uh, Charlie's going to nail it. Yeah. Okay, let's do, uh, <laughs> Don't worry, Charlie. You still have pioneers, vassals, monks, and nuns. Oh, that's good to know. I personally don't know any nuns at all. <laughs> yeah. How about vassals? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do two feet. 
Two Vienna Deutsche for two hundred. All right, for two hundred points, everybody can buzz in. Remember that. Wait, what was that last? I'm sorry. What was that last? Three hundred points to have another Viking and Bevo. This German city's council issued an ordinance in 1447 demanding that all brewers use only barley hops. Charlie. Go ahead. Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, Munich. Yes, that's Munich. With the steel. Or München. Or München. Can I point of order here? (laughs) Judges, please. Uh Uh, I I believe it was 1516, not Not uh, 1447. Oh, they they, they were ahead of the game, actually. Which is really, really (laughs) what threw me off on that one. I'm going to let Charlie have that. Yeah. So because... Uh, can, can you Google that one? Because the, the Ranetsko book was written in 1560. Well, or is that the amended the Duke, version? The Duke of Bavaria. He wrote his reference in here. He referenced it as uh, Horse D. Dornbush, 1997, uh, whatever book uh, he... Yeah, but Horse is dead, so who cares? <laughs> He's, he uh, I, mean, I always quote 1516. I do. Oh, but, you know, I was just so gifted to know that it was music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got the city right, so we're giving yeah. Charlie 200 I'm points. I'm not giving Charlie. me. I earned the damn thing. <laughs> good call. Good call. He's right in the running. Uh, he's seen and, Jeopardy. And you have control of the board, Charlie. Oh, there you go. If you'd well, like I agree. The, the one on the left for 400. Far left. He's going for pioneers, vassals, monks, and nuns for 400 points. Let's see. You're going big. All right, here we go. Everybody can buzz in. Don't forget. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. This famous brewery now rests on the site where, in 1724, the Franconian monk named Corbinian, later St. Corbinian, built a chapel that would later become a Benedictine abbey. Uh, who is that buzzing in? Thud. Thud monkey? Thud. Okay, Thud, go ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, no. Um, what's better one? Oh, go with your first one. Weinstephan? There you go. What is Weinstephan? That's right. The famous brewery now rests on this site. Uh, that is going to be 400 points for uh, Thudmuggy. Thudmuggy, you now have control of the board. Pioneers, vassals. Dan already studied that, for God's sake. I, I, yeah. Do you want a point of order this one, too? No, I didn't. I, I was restraining myself to make it a little even. You knew. That's why oh, I laughed. Come on. Oh. I don't, that's why I laughed when I, when I read the question, because even though it's a different category, I was like, oh, Jesus, it's about Weinstein. Yeah, I knew that right off the bat, but it's okay. Uh, all right, so Thudmuggy has control keep it interesting here. of the board. <laughs> What do you want, Thud? Um, I to do uh, monk, pioneers, yeah. for 100. All right. For 100, you're skipping over to the 100, even though you did so great at 400. Uh, all right. Thought to be a pioneer in promoting craft beer in the United States, I was an Oregon publican who said, happy hour is for whores and amateurs. Uh, Charlie, I think. Uh, Charlie, go ahead. Bert Grant? Not Bert Grant. No. No. Bert was from uh, Washington. He was from Seattle. There you go. Uh, this, from, one's, yeah. this one's from Oregon. Yeah. Oh, beep. Damn. I'm going to go with the McMinimans. Ah, uh, it was not a McMiniman. No. Not even I know this one. I'm stupid. I don't mar you. I could give us. He was famous also for the Horse Brass Pub. Yeah. Well, that really helps me. <laughs> right. I have no idea. All right, your time is up. 
Who is Don Younger, yeah. founder of the Horse Brass Pub? He was a very angry man, as, as I <laughs> He was as, kind of a dick. As you can tell by that yeah. quote. He was salty. Happy hour is for whores and amateurs. Uh, nobody got the 100 points, but Thud Monkey, you are still in control of the board. Or you're passed out. <laughs> Thud Monkey, you're in control of the board. Maybe he was calling in for Drunk of the Week and got confused. He's now. Yeah. Uh, all right, Charlie, you are in control of the board. What's that second category in the left? Second category is what goes in must come out. Oh, let's do 200 points. For 200 points, this is removed from hops to make type 45 pellets different from T90 pellets. Uh, um, shit. Hmm. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I want to say that wasn't me that said that. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. um, you know the words. You just didn't yeah, uh, more material, basically. Uh, you know, it's a bigger removal. Yeah, that's absolutely right. 55% of the vegetative matter yeah. is removed, yeah. uh, as opposed to, uh, say, T90, mm. for example. So in the pot game, we call it lumber. Yeah. All right, so that was 200 points for Charlie, please, Bevo. And, Charlie, you're still in control of the board. All right, well, let's take the same one, but let's take the 300. All right, for 300 points, these are the hardness ions in water. Um, oh, yeah, Charlie. Beep. Ah, Charlie, Charlie got it. What you did? Yeah. The main one is calcium, and the uh, lesser important was magnesium. No, you I, I got was, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. Uh, he he no, did no. be first. That's uh, 300 points for we Charlie. We can play it back, but he did be yeah. <laughs> I love it. I it's love getting that. competitive yeah. now. I know. This is, oh. in a book. Yeah. this is when it gets good. Yeah. All right. You're, He's still, bigger than me. you're still in control currently. of the board. He's bigger than me. Um, uh, let's go for the 400 points. All right. The big one in that category. What goes in must come out. Here we go. Listen closely. There are 230 kilojoules of energy per mole of glucose, and yeast only converts 61 kilojoules of that to CO2 and <clears throat> ethanol during fermentation. Oh. Huh? I am the remaining 169 kilojoules. Dan, did you buzz in? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So the, it's, not, it's not alcohol and carbon dioxide. Yeast eat, uh, convert uh, 61 kilojoules into CO2 and ethanol. Jolly. What is the remaining uh, more 169 more kilojoules? Yeast. More yeast. That's not what I have here. Beep. Uh, right. Go, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Epileptic. Uh, I'm going to say heat because it's an exothermic process. There you go. Heat is the correct answer. What is heat? Uh, Oh, you got it. On the board. Finally. On the board. All right. That's 400 points for uh, Thud Monkey. Or or, for Epileptic, who's clearly on Google. Or the (laughs) larger saccharides that are unfermentable. I'm fucking smart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Also, How many PhDs? Yeah, did, did you know that one? Were you holding back? No, that one I was thinking purely in chemicals, and yeah. I think Charlie was too. I was thinking chemicals. We're, we're thinking chemicals, and uh, you know, it's and a, not it was in a jewels. very creatively mm-hmm. structured question. Well, the important thing is, did you know that jewel comes from a jewel comes from a brewing family in England? You know, is that they, right? They call it jowls, you know, but it's a good brewing <laughs> family. What is the update on the scores, just so we know what's Bevo, going on? Bevo, uh, you're gonna have to give her a minute. She's worse um, than me. No, Dan has seven hundred. 
hundred. Charlie has seven hundred. Thud has four hundred, and Epileptic has four hundred. Thud Monkey is back on the line. Also, oh, there you go. Back well, in the game. It's back there. It's like Viagra. Hi, Thud. Hi. So, sorry, you missed out on a question there, uh, but. Epileptic now has control of the board. You have 100 points left in what goes in, must come out. All other categories are open as well. I will stick with that category. All right, we're going to close out the category. What goes in, what comes out. I am known as the Stammwürste in German. Beep. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, what is the original gravity? That's right, the starting gravity. That's 100 <laughs> points for Dan. Wow. I think we need We need a skewed category for Charlie. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. Right. I can come up with one right now. We need a bubbles that. category. Yeah. <laughs> I got one right now. We can do it right now. It'll be amazing. You do? Sure. I'm, I'll swap uh, one out. Go off we could swap out uh, Deutschland Rocks. No, we're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I could try it. Do you really have one though? I, I could. I could. I have. Uh, I have information on my screen that I could. I know that Charlie would. Uh, you know what happens if I end up not agreeing with the information? <laughs> yeah, but things get weird. I don't care. I start yelling. I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Why I refuse the producer job? <laughs> Hey, sometimes you got to go with the flow, baby. I think you know the last I mean? time Dan was here, I yelled at Scott for an hour. I think we have five Jeopardy. minutes left on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thing moving. All right, who just won that? Um, I did. Okay, <laughs> the guy who knows German. You're in control of the board. German. Um, Usually non-German. Yeah, come on. We're running out of stuff. You got these guys over here. Yeah, but that has monks in it. Mm. I mean, you uh, got this whole no, guy. Monks are scary. Deutschland über alles for four hundred. All right, Deutschland über. Uh, no, we we got a different name for that. Category. Deutschland rocks. Deutschland rocks. Yeah. Uh, see, I crossed it out. You didn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, for four hundred points. This was the cause of Bomberg's Beer War of 1907. Thud. Who's that? Thud. 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 All right, Thud. The Rosh Beer Phenomenon? Uh, Rosh Beer Phenomenon. No. I could see how that might incite a riot, because uh, Rosh Beer's not very good. Uh, thud, yes. Oh, sorry, Epileptic, go ahead. Uh, a shortage of beer? It was not a shortage of beer either. But uh, well, it seemed like a good good guess. There is another common is thing that people tend to riot about. Now, if it's not a shortage, immigrants. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me have a go, Charlie. Uh, go ahead, Charlie. Uh, contamination. It was spoilage or uh, no? No, no. no there's right. one other thing that people like to fight about. No, Dan. No, it's so disappointing. Cost. Politics, cost, taxes, the, the cost. Yeah. You're too late, Charlie. But it was the cost of beer. They wanted to charge twelve pennies for the price of beer, whereas the neighboring town only charged ten. Uh, and then there was a big fight about it. Move. All right, nobody, All right. nobody got it. Dan, you're still in control of we'll the board. We'll go to uh, Deutschland Rocks for 300. All right. In 1871, as a condition to joining the German Empire under, under Otto van Bismarck, Bavaria required that all of the empire follow this law. Charlie, uh, boat. <laughs> oh, oh, Dan didn't oh, ring in. Oh, looks like Charlie gets Dan. the point. Oh my God! Charlie. As a matter of rules, Dan did not buzz it's in. Tom. True, it's Charlie. Charlie did, and he gets the point. What is Reinheitsgebot? <laughs> in, in question form, please. What is the Reinheitsgebot? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That, that works. No, that's French. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's German. Uh, right, 300 so, points for Charlie. So, just so you knew. <laughs> yes, Dan. I thought, we were, I, I thought we were heading towards Prussia. 
<laughs> Otto von Bismarck was the, well, the leader of Prussia. Oh, I yeah, see. That's a, and yeah. that's where I was thinking it was going. And uh, uh, But Prussia was the German Empire. He didn't say Germany. He said the German Empire, which I guess he should have said the Prussian Empire. Yeah, they but, had different states, and uh, Bavaria was yeah. his own kingdom. Yeah. Well, also, it's uh, Otto von Bismarck, not Van Bismarck. Mm. So yeah. that threw me as well. That I have no idea. Threw you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. From the and then, then I got too excited and screamed <laughs> out the answer happening. because I knew. <laughs> yeah. Remember where, to, they quickly shifted gears and. Point of order. Remember to buzz Charlie. in. Well, I've never done that. But uh, you still won. Actually, Charlie, the Vaughn and the Van. You have control of the board. Okay, let's go back to the monks and all uh, those yeah. people. Yeah. With, uh, How about for 300? 300, yeah. Okay, we're back to the monks, vassals, and nuns. Uh, for 300 points. Man, what's a vassal? I don't even know what a vassal is. That's not like... It's like Should we Google it? I, it's a That's transvestite. I did it earlier. It's like landowner or something. Yeah. This yeah, one I is the it. Daily Double. <gasps> so it's worth 600 points. All right. I lived from 1250 to 1294, Good and while you. I'm credited by uh, by legend to have created beer, I was really just a super boozer and womanizer who staunchly supported the <coughs> brewers guilds of Lüdesch and Brussels. Beep. Dan has buzzed in. Who's Gambrinus? Gambrinus, that's right. Whoa. King Gambrinus, 600 points for Dan Gordon. I would have said Schlaw. Uh, no, as well as no. as well as control of the board. You oh. could, you could close out the category. Let's close out the category all for right. 200. Pioneers and all the other people. Augustine uh, Baruna. <laughs> wow. I will celebrate my 500th anniversary, anniversary of purity on oh, April Jesus 23rd, 2016. Not the bloody right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. What is the answer? <laughs> can we get John on the phone so yeah. we can fucking scream at him? Pardon me, but doesn't this just back up the fact that it wasn't 1474? Yes, <laughs> right. yes, it does. Ah, Somebody needs yeah. to throat punch John for Jesus. all of the... Right. Dornbush. We have three questions left. Uh, Dan, you're in control. Uh, We've got uh, Toots Vian Deutsch for uh, Toots Vian Deutsch for 100 or Deutschland Rocks for 100, 200. Uh, let's do Toots Vian Deutsch for 100. We're going to close out the category for 100. Uh, let me find out. Here we go. Uh, I am a golden and cri- Jesus, I can't read this word. I am a golden and crystal clear Obergarages beer. Obergarages. Thank you. There was also. Who's going to get this? Yeah, right. Yeah. There was also known as Hopfen Pearl after World War II, and I'm only served in a Stanga. Beep. Yes, Dan. Yeah, what is Pilsner? No. 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 I think I even know what this I know that one. Hope from Parallel is, is... Beep, buzz, whatever. Uh, who's that? Oh, oh we're getting it. Sorry. Epileptic. Epileptic. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> in a uh, stang glass, that is supposed to be uh, rock beer. No, no. I, I, I should have heard over again. Oh, fuck. Um, no, no, no don't it. say it. it. You, you, you already you can't. Don't say it. Charlie. We got to give uh, Thud Monkey and Charlie a chance to answer. Thud, would you like to buzz in? Can I, can I yeah. give him a hint? It was the last beer that I just had. Did that help? No, it's no. a top. It's top fermented. Obergetigus is top fermented, so that'll help you guys. Well, out. the top fermented has got to be Hefeweizen. No, thud. No, thud. Oh, I know. Do you have an answer? Yeah, Go. the Viking glass. Once again, it's Kirsch. Uh, it's a Kolsch. Come right. on. It's Kolsch. All right. Charlie the gets it with Kolsch. No, yeah. Uh, you, know I mean, uh, you know what threw but me off? Already gets it. We're giving it to Charlie's player. Yeah, Charlie. Hope from Perla is always referred to as Pilsner, so I'm, I'm confused on this one. Mm. John, you dick. How many points was that one for? 300, I think. 
That was uh, 100. 100. Uh, 100. Charlie? Kirsch is the diametric opposite of uh, Anchor Steam Beer, which is uh, Anchor Steam is a lager yeast fermenting under ale conditions, and the Kirsch is the opposite. That's a good piece of trivia and right you know there. What? This Pretty show was worth it just to hear that. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Don't forget, we have the special secret Charlie category. Anytime you need a question, <laughs> there's only one you, question you, left. You let me know. Uh, there are two questions left oh, two. in Deutschland mm-hmm. Rocks for 100 or 200. Charlie, you're in control of the board. 200. Uh, for 200, okay. Good call. Um, <laughs> this Bavarian festival follows Stark Beer Fest to begin Germany's fifth season. Who is Iron Man? Well, I only know, Charlie, I only know one. Okay. And that's the Oktoberfest. That's the only one I know. It's not Oktoberfest. It's yeah. Junefest. There is no it other follows festival. Stark Beer Fest to begin Germany's fifth season. Fifth season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Germans do everything better. I mean, I season mean, of I know when Stark Beer Fest is. I've been to it a bunch of times. It's a lot of fun. Okay. All right. The only thing after that would be something to do with, like, Maybach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Springfest. There you go. Dan wins. It's Frühlingsfest. Springfest. Frühlingsfest. That's 100 po- uh, 200 points for Dan. And Dan has controlled the board. There's only one question Fifth left. Fifth season. For 100. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Stupid I don't parents. deserve that. those points. <laughs> well, you call it Springfest, though. But I don't deserve it. Well, let's just take them away. You're now. way in the lead anyway. I don't okay. think it matters. Take them away. Then. Take them away. That's pretty uh, good. Give them the, was it Fuddrucker? Fuddrucker. <laughs> yes. Fuddrucker, you yep. get uh, 100 points. Fuddly? Right. This is the most important question of the game. Whoever gets this is a smart person. Oh, is it mine? Beer complements us, and there are over 1,000 varieties of us in Germany. Penises. Mm. Close. Okay. Beer complements us, and there are over 1,000 varieties of us in Germany. Surely. Oh, I, I had turned down my, our guests. Right. Uh, who buzzed <laughs> in? Let me give them a chance, Charles. Yes, of course. Uh, did one it. of you buzz in, thud or epileptic? No, I um, asked the question. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so no, I'll turn them back yeah. down. Charlie, go ahead. All right. Uh, uh, just as uh, pretzels. Oh, good guess. Good guess. But no, there are not over a thousand different types of pretzels. Well, there should be. But there, yeah, I agree with you. Oh. Uh, Beep. Dan? Uh, I'm going to go with Wurst or Sausage. Yep. Sausages! Oh, wow. Well, it could only be one or the other, couldn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I would have thought uh, cheese. I would have said cheese. Uh, Bevo, what is the score of tonight's game? Dan Gordon has 1,700. Charlie Bamforth has 1,100. Oh. Thud Monkey has 400. And Epileptic has 400. All right. Thud and Epileptic, I'm so sorry you lost. But Dan oh, no. Gordon and Mike from Eugene have won Beer Jeopardy tonight. I'd just like to say 1,100 for a non-German... Pretty good. Pretty respectable. I think you could have won just saying what is Ryan Heitzkeboat yeah. for every yeah. question. Mm-hmm. A good 50 50 chance. Right. Yeah. You want to try my question? There. See if Charlie would have gotten it? Yeah. Sure. My yeah. Charlie specific question. Let's do it. All right. The category would be notable people who play with balls. It's fine. He's, um, he's good at this one. This person captained England a record 90 times and was the first player to win a century of international caps. Billy Wright. There we go. Oh, that was for 1,000 points. Wow. He just caught up. Charlie, Charlie just, just won. won. There we go. What else did you have? Mark? I interviewed Billy Wright years ago. 
Really? Oh, really? He's dead now. But, um, <laughs> Did you kill him? No. No. <laughs> William Ambrose Wright. There you go. And he was the captain of England when England lost to the United States of America in the World Cup in 1950. That oh, was wow. the only time we ever won, right? I mean, the only time they beat England. We even got to the got anything. Soccer. We haven't come close. No. Well, now we just hire the English. Hey, my kid's team right. won tonight. Oh, oh well, there you go. Good. Just in. Uh, <laughs> anything <laughs> else, JP? Um, I can. <laughs> I can do a bunch of stuff. If you got one. All right, sure. Um, in the summer of 1889, this football club moved to its permanent home. 1889? Yeah. Oh, you were born, That's what right the internet's there. telling me. That's not fair. In Molyneux. Oh, Wolverhampton. There we go. <laughs> yes. All right. I probably should have given this. I didn't it. know we moved in 1989, but we, 1889. Yeah, we did actually play in the uh, FA Cup final that year. See, there you go. Oh. Look at that. All right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you know. something. That you, you, you were talking about music earlier on. You get the point now. So, yeah. so there's a brewer in London called Logan Plant. Makes really wow. good beer. I got to uh, interview this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I interviewed his father. Years ago, because his Stop father... Stop it. No, you didn't. Yes, Jimmy Page? You interviewed Robert... <laughs> you interviewed Robert Plant. Yeah, Robert yes. Plant is a rabid supporter of Wolverhampton Wanderers football. Oh, I see. And mm. I interviewed him, and it was 1988. And Logan was a small boy, yeah. and he was coloring in a picture uh, while I was interviewing his father. Wow. And now, of course, he's a very successful bro. That's yeah. awesome. And Makes good beer, too. Yeah, he does. And he's a great guy. Yeah. And... Um, Handsome I'll, I'll never like forget going, going into the ground at Wolverhampton. A little Middle East. With Robert Plant. And this woman in the ground said, Hello, Charlie, how are you doing? Are you all right? And she looked at Robert Plant and said, You need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I had the privilege of interviewing Logan at the Firestone Beer Festival right. last year. Right. And I was so enamored just to be that close to a Robert Plant Descendant, yeah. because I'm just I'm a big rock and roll fan, and and Robert Plant is he's a rock god, yeah. and here's this kid, he's got the same uh, eyeballs as yeah. his dad. Yeah. I respectfully asked him before the interview, "Am I allowed to mention your your lineage in our?" Mm-hmm. In our it was on stage, and, yeah. and he asked me not to. He, yeah. he thought, "Let's just focus on the beer," and that yeah. was and that was fine by me. But but for me as an Uber fan. Yeah. It was hard not to talk about his dad. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I take, uh, we've done it twice now. We've taken UC Davis alumni in London. And yeah. We've gone to Beaver Town, and, we've, and he's a great guy. Yeah, Great cool. host. He has great beer. And the beer's good, yeah. And he doesn't talk about his dad at all. No, yeah. I bet but, he doesn't. Which is yeah. weird, because he named the brewery after him. Beaver Town. Beaver Town. <laughs> I mean, no, that's Beaver Hound. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's my a bad. different... But moving uh, back. Sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um you know, and, and I said to him, because he had a music career himself. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, really? And I said, you know. That would be horrible. You were, he said, <laughs> he said, yeah, but it was kind of boring. I wanted to brew beer. Wow. Yeah. It's, you can't code be for you, Robert good. Plant's kid and no. have a music career. Look at John Lennon's kid. You can't do it. Yeah, no. exactly. No. It's too much pressure. It's too, no. it's like being a Dan Gordon child and taking over the brewery. It you, 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 you can't be done. Hey, don't do it. Right? John Bonham's kid did. That he all right. There are exceptions to the rule. Oh, and his dad's dead, though. And his dad's de- well, yeah. There are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. We think Christmas is like at Logan's house. It's chicks everywhere, right? It's just <laughs> like no, he's, a, he's a happily married guy with uh, kids, and uh, uh, he, he, no, I, last time I 
<laughs> I tell you, I mean, I was up in, he was up and visiting Jamil in uh, Heretic. Oh, that, yeah. That's the last time I saw him in this country. Oh, I didn't he get invited his, to that. That's he was taking his family off up to the, uh, like me. Uh, to the sticks. And he asked that you not get invited. Yeah. But the very first words that Robert Plant ever said to me was, Charlie Bamforth. I love what you do. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's true. Stop it. Because I used to write in the in the Wolves program. And I, oh yeah, I, the, I, he, oh, he liked your writing. Yeah. And he liked the writing. Wow. So he, he knew more about me than I did about him. So he re- he he recognized your name from the programs. Yeah. Rob oh, Plant awesome. recognized Charlie <laughs> Bamforth's yeah. name. More importantly, yeah. someone reads the programs at sporting <laughs> events. Oh, my goodness. Also yeah. rated this by... This is a big deal. Great, wait, wait. Really also rated in the top ten professors in the United States of Los Estados America. Yeah. By yes. Playboy <laughs> Magazine. By Charles, Playboy Magazine. Whoa. Charlie Manforth, yes. There was a photograph. My daughter took the photograph. Wow. And at the time, she was only 14. You didn't get invited to one of the parties? No. To, uh, no. I, I you was know, Did you I, have a shirt on? I know you worked hard for your uh, your doctorates, your PhDs. Yes, the ones I earned, not but, the ones I was given. But they're shit compared to Robert Plant <laughs> telling you that, you that he's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, actually, I, I'd scheduled the meeting. He had to rearrange it, so he phoned up home. And my wife answered the phone. <laughs> and, and he said, um, hi, uh, is Charlie there? And she said, no, he's not here. And she said, oh, can I take a message? She said, yeah, my name's Robert Plant. And she went, I'm not that. Is he a reference on your resume for when you're looking for the next No, I only want to drop Wow. I'm enamored right now. I mean, yeah, he's, a, cool, he's a rock god. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Sure. We're talking oh, about. Do you know, I've published, I published yeah. twice as many articles on soccer as I have on beer. Is that right? Well, there are a lot more games. Yeah, are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much foam, you know? Dan's very practical. And, yeah. and he's a German engineer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more, there are more to choose from. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, I, I appreciate it. We're going to take a break. You're welcome to stay, but I know it's getting late. Uh, we're going to eat some food and, and come back and screw around for another uh, 20 minutes. But uh, to have the two of you in the room with us together is just a lot of fun. So thanks for, for doing this great pleasure and uh so cider from uh it's, it's wild side right wild side okay that's uh dan cider if you find it and, soon, and if you guys have names just email me for the brewery for yeah the, the brand the, IPA, the, the ipa brand and uh okay. names all the names have been taken but you may have one there you go <laughs> you know, go for it hey we got our hop grenade from a listener that was submitted that's by a right, listener. The graphics. so, you, so, so you, d- you might end up with a easy email address <laughs> D. Gordon at GordonBeers.com. There you go. And uh, hell, right lifetime supply of beer if you uh, give me the name that we use. Wow. Uh, you hear that? They, the, I'm going to start working right now. It's a contest without it being a contest. Brand and lifetime a name. Brand and a name. Brand and a beer name. Brand wow. and a beer Look name. Look at that. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. So you stole the graphic from a listener and then trademarked it. It was no, with permission. No, it was donated. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sure. It was, it was clear. I was there. It was, yeah. <laughs> see? Dan was there. It was donated. Uh, hey, you know what I'm doing in September, Dan? You're going to Germany. I'm going to Germany. I'm going to see Daniela. You're one oh, of your favorites. I'm yeah, go- no, it's definitely my favorite. And I'm going to go to Oktoberfest. And she's married with kids now? She is, and I might be staying at her house. Is that weird? Yes. That's weird. Mm. It's weird, right? Yeah, you don't do that. I'm friends with all my, <laughs> no. I'm friends with all my exes. Is that it's weird? Not, it's not that's, like it's his kid. That's okay, but it's just a little, that little awkwardness. I shouldn't stay there? It's a good movie theme plot, you know? There, there's a lot that can go on. Rom-coms. Hey, it's a European thing. It's, it's okay. only... It's only weird because I still totally want to bang her. 
But uh, other than that, it's not weird. We're just friends. Oh, Kate's out there. Uh, yeah, as long as she doesn't wear like a men's t-shirt around the house. She still looks great, I'm sure. Oh, she looks fantastic. Do the kids call you Uncle Justin? <laughs> You made Charlie laugh on that one. <laughs> you got to remember, I'm, I'm English. And, and I don't get it. Yeah, right. I think they call him Daddy. Daddy? Okay. <laughs> Just call me Daddy. Is she in Munich? Uh, no, uh, she's in Munich. Great. Uh, yeah, her husband's vastly more successful than I am. He flies for Lufthansa. Oh, Lufthansa. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm going to stay there. We're going to go to... Uh, Kate's going, too. So how, as if it wasn't now weird that, that, oh, No, Jesus. that's equalizer. You are now... It's fine. Oh, now it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you're allowed to stay there. Now it's fine. Yeah. So, Justin, you've uh, heard the words Fati when you've been over at her house? No. What is that? Is that daddy, daddy. in German? <laughs> yeah. I have not, I've not met her child yet, actually. So, uh, But I'm going to Oktoberfest, which I'm really excited about. Beardy might go. He's talking about it. And I'm going to go to Austria while I'm there. Have you been there? Yeah, I was in exchange in Österreich. Okay. Great place. I'm going Salzburg. to... I'm not going... Well, maybe we I talked should about this Yeah, one. we did. Munich, Salzburg, close. Uh, and I'm going to Prague... Great city. And I'm going to move, like, I can hop over to Pilsen and see the Pilsner Urkel Brewery, right? Do you like, do you like diacetyl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that your Pilsner Urkel team? I hate it. Really? You'll be going I alone hate to it. Pilsner I'm sorry, Urkel. but I... Uh, and I, I don't uh, know that I've made that association with the... Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh, Close friend of mine is a senior. Uh, well, actually, I, I recruited her to the brewing industry, and she is uh, okay. very senior in the current SAB Miller. And she uh, knows about and, your uh, feelings. She served me a pint of uh, Pilsner Urquell in London recently. I said, I can't drink it. Oh, you couldn't even do it. I can't drink it. I, 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 I'm so. I hate is there a lot Me of it, too. or you're sensitive yeah. to it? I'm totally sensitive to it. And I'm okay. sensitive at a very, very low level. Uh, yes. But I, to me, that product is undrinkable. And yet, you know, what the hell do I know? You know, they drink more beer <laughs> in the Czech Republic than anywhere else in the, in, in the world. $1.2 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Dan, I you can't. like doing your beers, Dan? I, I try to avoid it. <laughs> I would yeah, that's why so. we do this thing called aging. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a strange thing. It's a great thought, idea. I, I thought they tried to put it in there on purpose in English beer, though. <laughs> Not the English beer I'm used to. He called okay. you out as a whole country right now, oh, I see. he says. Well, it's, yeah. a very, it's, it's not a very big country, but it's a very special Ooh. and diverse country. That's one way to put it. But all I know is I hate diacetyl. Okay. Dan, I can't wait to get bought out. <laughs> we're, we're both there. <laughs> Together, and we're going to do a package deal, bundle it. Oh. Gordon Biersch and the Brewing Network. Done. Together. Oh. And then we're going to go retire with Charlie. That's that might hurt your value. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> come and do all the things I do. When we're going to come do all the things Charlie does. It's got, I know you At party. least plenty of scope, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're invite Robert Plant along. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to go party with Robert. Yeah, we are. We'll do all those things. <laughs> and we're going to go over to with London and jam Bobby. with the Stones. <laughs> You gotta love soccer. You gotta love soccer. I will learn if it means I get to meet uh, Robert Plant. Yeah. I will learn whatever yeah. I need he's to. He's the learn. director of the club now, so he's right in there. You know? wow. Is he really? Well, yeah, he's right cool. cool. Wow. Well, Hampton Wanderers. He's on. A, he's not on the main board of directors. He's on a sort of an advisory board, and so he's 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 passionate about it. Wow. Passionate about it, Dan. Do you even listen to rock and roll? You're a jazz. No, guy. No, I'm a jazz guy. I'm a purist. You don't have one jazz, rock and rock roll band that you that you like. No, rock, rock and country are kind of out of my zone, and it's kind of funny because every summer I get to hang with some pretty well known country guys, and I couldn't even recognize them. Really? Yeah. Like I walk up to Zach Brown and say, "What do you do?" I see. Yeah. And he goes, uh, you, know, "You look like a lumberjack." Who? <laughs> and he goes, "Funny enough, so do you." Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the guy can cook. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
You've, Zach Brown is cooked for you. He, Zach Brown is, well, we all kind of help out, but he takes charge. Mm. Nice. He's what, good. What, what is this thing that you hang out with country it's people? It's kind of like a bunch of musicians, uh, but I'm, I'm like the jazz click, which is, you know, kind of like bringing the minorities into the mix there. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the affirmative action. We are the affirmative action. <laughs> you're the token. People. Yeah. And uh, we back them out, back them up in some of the gigs, and it's kind of fun because I never knew that there was a big band version of some of these country tunes. Right. Yeah. You know who would like to go along to that with you is Bebo. She's a country fan. It's she, all guys, um, though. That's the only problem. Uh, well, then um, she's, she'd probably she be probably would really like it. She's yeah. kind of a dude. Yeah. Is Brad Paisley there? Uh, um, no, but he was one time he came as a guest. Nice. I, saw, I yeah. love him. I didn't recognize him either. <laughs> he is was a really list. tall guy <laughs> that was on The Apprentice. Um, uh, Donald Trump. No. <laughs> Country musician. Okay. Um, Big bass voice. Uh, Blake Very Shelton. Funny. I don't know. Yeah, he, he thought the bass drama was a pretty funny instrument. <laughs> they all kind of, I like that noise you're making, kind of, man. That's a weird They all kind of grouped around the instrument on this music stand and said, what is that thing? I go, Ooh. proudly, that's a bass drum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie, favorite band? Artist, whatever. Uh, no, not really. Are you uh, Beatles? Are you a Beatles fan? Do I look that old? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, I come from the northwest of England, so when I was a, a kid in uh, Wigan, well, ten miles down the road from Liverpool, so we had the uh, Beatles and the uh, Searchers and the, all these guys. But uh, my favorite band at the time was uh, the Dave Clark Five. The, the Dave Clark Five, the Tottenham Sound. Yeah, <laughs> glad all over, a bits and pieces. And Charlie, I, you are so straight laced. When, when I was when I was a boy, I used to have. 12 inch rulers and encyclopedias. Yeah. <laughs> that was your. That was my rich. thing. You know? I was totally going to say Sex Pistols. You know? <laughs> Way after my time. Way yeah. after my time. The uh, Dave Clark. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really good on the sort of music front, really. No. You, yeah. you read books instead. I, no, I'm, I'm not boring. I, I just do the other things that are exciting, like soccer. Like soccer. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Football. Will, when you retire from UC Davis, you'll keep writing about sports. I will. Uh, I love writing about soccer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will be. People will hate me to say this, but I, I find it increasingly a chore to write about beer. I, mm. I, I, I find it harder and harder all the time to yeah. put a ding, different angle on it. But, but soccer. I write for a, a website called Wolves Heroes. Yeah. So, uh, if you go to wolvesheroes.com and, and I, I interview former players and so on. You know, somebody who's sort of breathed in Wolverhampton one day, and, and they get to be interviewed. For it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but uh, but you know, and I, I I just love doing that. I relate to this. So nice. you've been doing this longer than me. I've been doing this beer thing for ten years. I find it increasingly difficult to talk about beer. When I go to beer festivals and I meet people like Dan and Bruce, I want to talk about their hobby. Like, I would talk about anything but beer. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. You're you're like, I would rather talk about sports. Yeah. And it it, it just is fascinating. And so I'll, uh, you know, 30 years I've been doing it now. Right. uh, Yeah. And uh, that will continue. Good. Um, But I I mean, I've still got several book projects to write. And there is a book project that I've got to finish, a a, a fourth edition of a book that this guy, Dan Gordon, is supposed to be writing the forward for. But I'm. What's the book? Is it water? No, it's called Beer. <laughs> it's a bubbles. Beer. Tap, tap into the art and science of brewing. It's the fourth edition. He's going to write the four, but I haven't written the fourth edition yet. You haven't written the whole edition. No, so I've got to do it. But he'll, you know, 
Where can people go get Charlie Banforth books? Uh, Amazon.com. Okay, there you go. Um, you can click the Amazon link on our homepage even and get yeah, it that way. Yeah, and okay. uh, put in the name Banforth, you can put all sorts of, frankly... You have a book about <laughs> carbonation, you have a book about water. I don't have, have a book about carbonation you or don't? water. No, I have a book... Uh, I foam. thought you did. No. Uh, I thought you had a bubbles book. I do. I have a, a foam book and a flavor <laughs> foam. book. Yeah. It's a whole series of books on, on ah. beer quality. The next one is Flavor Stability Freshness. That will be coming out okay. sometime later this year. Okay. Um, but there's a whole raft of others as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. But, but this but, is going to be the last, whatever book that you're working on, it's going to be our last Charlie book, isn't no, it? No, no. Because there's so many projects I'm working on. I'm really? behind the times, yeah. Behind okay. schedule. And so, so there's quite a lot still to. to so we'll still out. get more publishing out of. You'll get more publishing out of me. But, uh, okay. you know, I'm, uh, you know, I was saying to my brewer, Joe Williams, today, you know, I, I went into the class and I thought, you know, there's only so many times I can tell these stories, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's. Well, you can come in here and tell them forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You can take my seat if you want and just come well, in there, and tell yeah. stories. No, no. No, I'm just because I'm too shy to do that. Uh, uh, no, you're not. We take it out of you. That we, we get you to tell these stories. Dan, you should write a book. Um, I'm going to be writing the forward. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the cover. You know, the, yeah. I'm good at that part. Yeah, get cool credits. Yeah. There will be a lot of humorous snippets. There's no royalties involved. You know that. I, I realize that. That's my best. I'm the best guy in my price range. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Whatever I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm always the best in my yeah, price but it was range. Kinda, I just keep finding you. It's been like three years since you told me I'm writing yeah, the forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really we're really, really progressing here. You were thinking, you started thinking just it, bullshitting it, it was the baby step, yeah. I didn't know if it was really coming to fruition. And, oh, it will. It uh, will. One day. We got another seven years to go, and it'll be uh, around <laughs> decade. <laughs> All right, the two of you, Dan Gordon and Charlie Banford, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you on a, on a future show. Dan, I don't know if you're allowed to come in here by yourself anymore. We might have to. No, always, no, they we're a dynamic duo. I think now we're a duo, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got to have you back like that. All right, uh, you can go to gordonbeers.com and learn more about uh, Dan's brewery. and, and the, Or the wild side. Or the wild Wild side. The wild side. I recommend this cider. I'm going to go have another glass right now. I appreciate that. And uh, let's name the uh, IPA in the company. Uh, give the give your email address one more time. D Gordon at gordonbeers.com. No spaces, punks. All right. Anything like that. You if know. you got a good brewery name, if this project is in the works, and, yeah. and uh, I can't wait to taste your first uh, <laughs> session IPA or whatever. It's so funny to me, but I also think you're going to do a great job. Like, you're such a great brewer. But it's funny because of how much we've talked about not, yeah, we'll, not doing it. Well, we'll put some chunks in it or something just to make it, <laughs> yeah. you know, really like a craft <laughs> Make it a real craft beer. One right. whole leaf hop you in every see the craft. bottle. Yeah, yeah, something. something like that. Hand dosed. <laughs> yeah. You know, by a six-year-old child to maintain, like they do with the cigars rolling on the legs of virgins in Cuba. We'll make up some kind of bullshit like that 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 people will believe. And you do have to name the IP itself something like loophole or sellout or something. Yeah, sellout is kind of the meaning. That one might be too strong, but... Lupulin hole. I love your sense of humor about it, and I think it'd be funny if it had something. Well, you have to mock yourself a you little do. bit. You absolutely, know? you do. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, thank you once again to uh, Dan and Charlie for hanging out with us. When we come back, I don't even know what we're doing. We're finishing our Twitter game, and we're leaving. I and think. we're and we're leaving. Yeah, uh, a couple more things. Uh, Chugging a boot. <laughs> oh, we didn't know, even. We didn't I don't chug think, a I think the boot got. It's because I'm ill. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. It's not going to be ill. stay or leave? We'll be right back. It's the session.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Brandon from Drake's Brewing Company here to warn you about the impending apocalypse. This year, we're unleashing our four horsemen on Saturday, January 23rd from 12 to 6 p.m. at Drake's in San Leandro. In addition to the return of Apocalypse Double IPA and Black Label Triple IPA, we're adding the next two riders, Red Label and White Label. In case you thought Apocalypse Day couldn't get any bigger, you thought wrong. We invited more than a dozen of our favorite West Coast breweries to pour hard-to-find double and triple IPAs, including Cellarmaker, Russian River, Boneyard, Beechwood, and many more. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now and start at just 25 bucks. Black Label is limited to six bottles per person. Go to drinkdrakes.com for more info and brace yourself. The end is beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Homebrewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink has run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to 
customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. Segmented. Demented. Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. I feel right now like I'm going to feel every morning on the Labruski cruise. <laughs> uh, once you get a mimosa in, in you, you'll be fine. Oh, my God. I'm, drink so I'm actually quite worried about that. Like, your drink tickets away. Mm, you know they, they dock quite early. At the, oh, on our, on our last day, you mean? Pull no. Up, pull up anchor? No. When yeah, what you, do you mean? When you go to port, like yeah. when we go to the, the oh, islands. Like, oh, I'm never leaving the boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You are such a turd. You'll just be chumming the harbor. That's why I have to room with you. You have to wake up. You have to wake me up. <laughs> oh, you have, a baby, you have a babysitter. That's, that's smart. No, that's the producer. Right. That's it, the producer's producer. job. You're producing Justin. Right. You know how, You know what's a great way to wake you know me up? You know I'm going to wake you up with like buckets of water over your face. <laughs> that's not a great way. Well, that's not look. a great way. I was thinking about my morning stiffy. <laughs> oh, gross. And beating that thing with a ball-peen hammer. What are you going to do if I just walk around the room with my stiffy uh, in the morning? Yeah. I'm just going to get really uncomfortable and leave. I mean, it'll be covered and stuff. Warren, I might just end up in your and Candy's room, like, a lot. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to, like, hang it out That's probably anything, where Justin's going to be. It's going to be sticking out of my pajamas. Stop it. I don't want to talk about your wiener. Ever. I feel like if we talk about it, it won't be so bad. Like, it won't be so offensive. I've just... known you for a really long time. It's always going to be bad. <laughs> it's always going to be offensive. It's always going to be weird, and I'm Stop never going to want to talk about it. You've seen it my... Like she wants pictures. <clears throat> right. I don't she, want you, pictures. You You've seen my balls, though. I have. Again, that was not by choice. <laughs> we did a lineup of me, Nate, and uh, remember our old friend Natty? Me, Natty, and Sam, yeah. because we all have really gross, large balls. And we made Bevo look at them all oh in the Pacheco kitchen. Actually. Wow. Just balls, because you're a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Like we didn't get all weird. Full about disclosure. It. Yeah. I've seen your balls more than once. Really? Do you remember the second time I saw your balls? Uh-uh. It involved cross-dressing. <laughs> oh yeah, I came out of still my... not still not ringing a bell. <laughs> yeah. So many times. Time. Yeah, I came out of my bedroom one night. Wearing you were drunk. Daniela's panties mm-hmm. um, and a leather skirt and like a sheer top. Like you, you were oh, committed. I did, I did mm-hmm. the whole thing. I thought. And I then was you just... danced around a little bit. <laughs> to what was it? A good. Song? It was like <laughs> it was like four a.m. Eddie Mercury. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tizzy, you were probably there that night. You just left before oh, yeah, it got yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, know that I know how to win to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got no one to leave the party. Yeah, the cross-dressing thing. I didn't know about that. So anyway, yeah, those panties didn't cover those balls up very well. No, no, no. Of course, they you don't know how to cross uh, your legs when you got a skirt on. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't know how to oh, do I anything. I that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything. Uh, it was so, so disturbing. I just had a random thought mm. about Tasty's funeral. Um, uh, well, hang on, let, let me add it to the doctor. It's going to be good right. Do yeah. I have yeah. to produce it? No, Sorry. my son will do it for me. Like you, you want me to speak at it's your funeral, right? Yeah, you want me course. to say a few words? Sure. 
<laughs> sure, sure. Whatever you want. Uh, sure. No, I want you to. He's but not going to have to listen to it. And I'm demanding it. You know I'm going to be really sad, right? Like, I'll be a sad person. I'll be well, crying. fine, but you got to live in the audience. Yeah, I mean, I'll make some we're jokes. We're drinking before and after the funeral, so. <laughs> <laughs> we. We. The, we. we guys will yeah. be, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll be there in spirit, right? Uh, why do it if hey, I'm we, not? Hey, we, we can hook an IV up if you really want. Assuming Tasty's going to go I, before you. Well, that's true. Yeah. I am at the top of the list now, right? Am I at yes. the top of the death pool? Oh, yeah. Yes. Tasty's now number two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's number two, mm. for sure. That makes sense. Maybe number three now that Doc's divorced. Oh. Mm. But Doc, I thought, is at permanent bottom of the list, because he can't die. He can't. He just, he's it's a guy. Just, he's he's had so many chances already. Yeah. He's, too, he's too OCD to right. die. <laughs> right. I feel like Tasty's funeral has to happen before he dies. Like, we have to do it with you. We have to have like, a you're practice the one, funeral. Like, you're the one guy that we want to do it with you first. And then it'll be done. I'll have two. It'll, yeah. A yeah. big one and a small one. Exactly. Well, or just and the, the one. one and, then, be later. and then when you die, no one gives a shit. That's true. Because <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. you'd never know, right? Yeah. We'd well, save a bunch of money. Be great. You are no, I don't ex- worry about saving money when I'm dead. You're exactly the guy that we should have a pre-funeral funeral for. Because you want to party. You want to enjoy everybody. And I feel like we should do that. Wait, you say that you're the type of guy to have one. Yeah, what does that is, mean? Is, is yeah. there a type? Is so this like, common? Yeah. No, it's not. So, like okay. you, for example, no. not, you're not a pre-funeral funeral guy. Like, no, we, we will only talk about you like when you're gone. But tasty, yeah. like you kind of want him around. And for not before. The, uh, he's more fun. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm. you're, well, you're not wrong. You're probably right. But yeah. also. At the end of my pre-funeral funeral, yeah. I would just be like, do I go in the box now? What do I do? I, I think I have <laughs> right. to go in the box. Then we actually whack you. It's, yeah. it's weird hanging out the next time after you already had your funeral. <laughs> what are you talking about? It is. Yeah. It'll be my form of hospice. We'll have a party. So yes, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll do it that way. Exactly. Like, yeah, I might as well go in the box. How do you think you're going to go, Tasty? Oh, I don't know. Some Quickly? Like a heart attack? Yeah, like, oh, man, that happened quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you'll have you time to think. The, oh man, you should have told the doctor about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, who's gonna take over the BN when I croak? Uh, well, you gotta leave it to me. Yeah, yeah. You want it? Sure. I'd buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> sure. We'll we'll make up a whole plan. It'll be great. You can just bail out. Something for like a dollar fifty. I got money right now. <laughs> you, got, you got your dollar fifty. The trick is putting yeah. in a trust. Otherwise, the government's gonna take half of it. Hmm. That's true. So seventy-five cents. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm supposed to talk about Adam and Eve right now. Uh, Adam and Eve. <laughs> speaking of funeurals. Yeah. Speaking of funerals. Hey, go right for it. If you want a boner at your funeral, go to adamandeve.com. I have to read the things, right, Bebo? Nice send you stuff. I'm supposed to read. Yeah. Let's see. Usually starts out with, "Are you getting enough?" Yeah. You bet you'd like more, right? I thought that one was for February, though. Well, yeah, well, they have like a Valentine's Day one. <laughs> oh. And then a regular one. Well, Valentine's Day one would be fine because it's coming up, right? And people <sighs> listen to podcasts. There's a, a few weeks before we got uh, Valentine's Day. Tasty, you mean Valentine's month? Tasty, when's the last time you got laid? This is not part of the copy. This <laughs> is me. <Yeah. laughs> Well, I can't. I mean, be honest. How, uh, he's not listening. It's fine. Who is it? Not this, who is it? But this is the question. How's that relevant? I mean, I got an answer. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like have, pretend, you, got, pretend, have you gotten laid this year? Oh yeah, <laughs> this year, 2016. But no, I haven't. 15, mm. I did. You did in 15. Many times. Yeah. yeah. How many times? <laughs> Five. But wait a minute. No, that's good. What's that pretend right? this is a radio show where we interview people. <laughs> right. Five times? Ten well, times? Yeah, you know, I got to vet these questions. What are you driving? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being back there. Vote Tasty 2016. <laughs> My do client you, chooses to not answer. Do you make everybody call you daddy when you do it? 
Who's your daddy? No, I don't do that. You don't do that. That's <laughs> not your thing. No. Yeah. But my granddaddy. Knows. <laughs> Who's your granddaddy? <laughs> Who's your granddaddy? He's a gilf. Uh, you are. But a some gilf. do like that sort of. Uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Some. 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 Yeah. Some a lot. Do. There are a lot of daddy issues out there. Oh my god. <laughs> Go to you don't any... get the third base without that. <laughs> <laughs> they should rename. They should rename Tinder like Daddy like Issues. Yeah. Like I went on the line tonight. I was like, just like. <laughs> Bevo is the only chick I know who doesn't have daddy issues. And she doesn't have a daddy, so she should have daddy issues. But she's the only one I know who doesn't have. Well, you got to have one to have issues. Right, right? You don't have daddy issues, do you, Bevo? Oh, I took my headphones off. If you're talking to me, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about what's going on in that room. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, she could take all my money, you know, Bevo. She could? Yeah, well, she has so Why? much. She probably is. Huh. Just like to sue me, I mean. Like, oh, she, oh, for she, sure. If she oh. ever wanted to, like, yeah. cash in, she, well, could take, she could take everything. I think technically she has to be like an employee. But she is of the hop grenade now. Actually, oh. no, she's a BN employee, too. She's not a contractor. She's an employee. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, she could take, oh, she yeah. could take everything I own my house, my cat. Your house? Your cat? Kate's house. Okay. The only thing I really want would Kate's be the cat. cat. Kate's cat. Kate's cat. Yeah. <laughs> Kate. Kate's BMW. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lease. I wouldn't get to keep it. No, you keep it till February yeah. of next year. That's it, though. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the VW? Don't go over 10000 The Westie. Uh, oh yeah, that's actually that's the that's the thing I own that's worth the most money. That thing's worth like twenty five k. Well, your kegerator, you own that. And the system, the brewing system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could probably personally, you probably have about thirty grand in assets. You know, Jamil tried to take his fermenter back for me what? a couple weeks ago. Like he can't afford to buy a new one. I was like, he wrote to me. He's like, hey, the, my distributor, they're brewing every week now. I'd like to, you know, if you're not using it. So I lied. I was like, oh, I use it all the time. Yeah. You mm-hmm. sound like Tasty with the Pico Brew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm using it. You can't I'm use it. up on it. You can't yeah. use this, Scott. I'm using it all the time. <laughs> you got a phone call, B. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know how to answer because I felt bad saying. I basically said no. I was like, you can't have it. He gave it to me, though. <laughs> because if he gave it to you. Well, he's asking to borrow it. But with him, it's probably a long-term borrow. And yeah. you'll never see it again. No, that's what I felt like. You'll never then, see his fermenter again. Well, yeah. it's, his, it's Jay's fermenter. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I had it all upgraded and stuff. Like, it's not even the same fermenter. I brought it back, yeah. and they turned it into an ultimate fermenter now. Uh, ultimate conical. Yeah. So you upgraded well, it. So then just take all that stuff off and <laughs> then give it back <laughs> yeah, to him. Here you go. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a guy bringing him with his wife, and then you go out with a wife, and you upgrade the wife. Right. You know, a little snip and tuck. Okay. And, a little sure. booby, and then yeah. he goes, hey, can I, uh, you know, would you mind taking my wife back? Yeah, it's no, not no, right. No. It's like, No. That's why I didn't feel so bad about saying no. Although you might say yes, depending on what a, depending on what a pain in the ass she is. Yeah, I bet Bevo ends up getting speaking of pain in the ass, a boob lift at mm, some point. No, I don't think so. What if the BN pays for it? If the BN paid well, for a boob lift, I would riot. I would chain myself to yeah, the Bay Bridge. I'd, you would chain yourself. There's to her a lot boobs? of things I'd like to have instead of a boob lift. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it's not about you. <laughs> it's about, you know, as it's always, true. it's about me. Again, with me taking all of your money. Beef, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are you getting enough? I bet you'd like more, right? Actually, probably yes. All right. Well, AdamandEve.com oh. wants to give you more. You can get 10 free gifts from Adam and Eve. Uh, first, you get a sexy surprise for you. All right. 
Sorry, I pressed the button at the wrong time. Even Bev's choking on that idea. Second, especially selected toy for Sam. Okay. <laughs> and then third. It'd be like a dog. It'd be oh. like Lincoln Logs. <laughs> third, a little something that you both enjoy. Um, which, yeah. Great. Like, like Lincoln Logs. Uh, <laughs> plus, Lincoln Logs. <laughs> plus six full length adult movies on DVD. Do you and Sam watch no. adult movies together? No. Have you ever? No. Do you need to? Not even once? Not even once. You well, never... that's not true. I watched that video at your house with a room full of people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and Sam was there. And Sam was there. It's, uh, it's true. We watched Stop My Asses on Fire at the in our living room once. I think I was, I, I was a long time ago. It was a long, was time, a ago. long yeah. time ago. You guys have never done it uh, on your... Do you watch it on your own? No. You don't? No. Why do you say it like that? It's not a bad thing. pretty normal. I... Now, don't Never have any design. No. Hmm. Huh. Did did they stop though in the movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> what in because, the movie? Because it was on fire. Because did oh. they stop? No, they never stopped. They kept oh. going. Uh, all right, and then the tenth thing: free shipping God. on your entire order, and all you have to do is enter coupon code BNARMY. That's B N A R M Y at checkout. You get ten free gifts. So go check out adamneve.com today, and uh, you get all those things. So I have a question about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which and then you one? have the gift for her and the gift for him and then the gift for each other. Mm-hmm. What if there's two hymns? Mm-hmm. You have to like mm-hmm. be like. I don't know if our code works for that. Add on note. Well, I have well a, you could I, order again. Be I, a new army. I have a feeling that the same things that can be used on a her can be used on a him. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You have a feeling mm. about I have it? A fe- I have a feeling about it. You're not it. sure, but you have a feeling. I'm, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it seems plausible. I should Here, let me Google some videos and let's see if I <laughs> yeah. can know. Oh, my God. There are things that don't work on everybody. Uh, I don't know that to be true. Yeah, that <laughs> double-headed dildo would be the one that. I feel. What do you do at the other end of it, Bevo? I think you need. I think you need some pornography in your life. Yeah, you need. You're, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Are you sure though? You, you just guys... said you weren't getting enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you did say that. How about I didn't on... say I wasn't getting enough. You asked if I would like more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, how about on the cruise we have adult night? <laughs> no. So do you do you remember me? Like, I think you, every night on the cruise. Do you know is how night. I spend most of my time? Yeah, watching Frozen. At, watching, <laughs> watching Frozen or singing at church. Like that's Door the that's my my bubble, oh, and I like type. it. And yeah, we know your time. Well, let's switch from Frozen to Doc McStuffins. <laughs> yeah, I watched Doc we're McStuffins watch, this morning. We're gonna you watch, did. Oh. We're gonna watch the adult version of Frozen called Icicle. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you with an icicle, and then the murder weapon and my fingerprints are gonna melt away. Uh, Stop! My ass is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. You should die. Do I have to take this phone call? Yes. Girl, you don't got to do anything you don't want to do. Is it this whole, is it, is it this novel that you wrote to No, me? bro. Scroll, scroll to the bottom. You skipped the novel. That guy's gone. He gone. I think it's a novella. Jesse from Paso Robles, California, calling oh. in for a drunk of the week. Hey, Jesse, what's happening? Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, you know, I was talking about Bevo getting some. Yeah. Or not oh, enough. Hey, that's it's the ongoing problem, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. It's Bevo's ongoing <laughs> problem. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how drunk are you on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the drunkest you've ever been? Mm, 6.5, maybe 6.8. What have you been drinking tonight? 6.8. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
I had a Black Butte Porter. I had um, some homebrew, some Shallow Grave uh, clone recipe. Um, and I've had probably, I don't know, three or four Manhattans, which isn't beer-related, which I feel guilty of. But well, you should. You're, you're, you're cheating yeah. on us, and that's, that's rude. Although Manhattan, did it, have, uh, did it have an orange slice in it, or was it just, you know, better? I, actually, no fruit. I was uh, completely straight on this one. No, no fruit involved. Did you put bitters no cherries. That's, that's not did good. you have all of that since we last talked to you? Um, not all of it. About half of it. I've never met you in my life. Yeah, we talked to Jesse. He was like, in, in the game. Oh. Yeah, it was, he, yeah, he was. Unless there's I was an, in the game. You think there's another Jesse that lives in Paso Robles? I'm probably. pretty sure it's a common name. Probably, there's there's least, probably not. There's at least three. I haven't met any of you, but I have met Tasty. Yeah, we have like four listeners. So did he give you like, a cookie? Uh, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silly question. Silly question. <laughs> a lot better than did it, you get laid? Uh, yeah. I, I did not. I did not actually. Oh, sorry. Mm. It's Stacy's fault for sure. Yeah. Oh, you gave him the wrong cookie. You didn't give him the roofy one. Jesse. Yeah, I, I wasn't getting enough. Oh, cookies, the one with the weekly. Right. No. Yeah. Keyword enough. Jeez. All right, Jesse, you're our drunk of the week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. You did, you did good at drinking. Yeah. Good job, Jesse. I'm sorry. I have no time for this. Should I just pick the Twitter? <laughs> Slowly <laughs> die. Uh, he'll listen with his head down on the table. Right, you guys want to do a stiefel? Let's drink a boot of beer. Let's right. do it. You ready, Beef? Just no. one amongst everybody? We could do the game where the traditional way where the last person has to chug the the whole. last pint of it or whenever it gets to pour all this beer into my boot and drink out of it because I don't think we have a stiefel here. No, we do. We got a stiefel right behind you. That's, that's a baby stiefel. Hey. Bevo only rolls deep with her stiefel. <laughs> Two liters are nothing. Someone threw up on our patio, and I no. think that's going to be me if I do a stiefel. Yeah, someone mm. threw up right out there. I went outside. Ew. After the rain? Whole, like, apparently it was somebody's dad. Like Somebody came here with their dad and gave yeah. their dad a bunch of you know 9% Belgian beer. Yeah, when this guy's used to drinking Coors. And he, yeah, and he mm. walked out and just bleh. Like, just like a quick bleh. Yeah. Uh, Did he come back? I don't know. He's yeah. not here anymore, but no. He's probably driving home. I wonder if that's our first hop grenade uke. Aaron, no, even it's outside? Not. That'd, that'd be amazing. Well, we've, we've had more. There was a guy here on a show night who um, vomited into a urinal. He vomited? Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, I and saw you got to spoon that stuff out of Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That. yeah, that's happened a couple times, and yeah. I don't even understand that. Boys are gross. There's a toilet in there. I know. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but they're standing there peeing, and then it when happens. You're, right. When you're that way. I don't care. <laughs> you're that way. When you're that, that way. When you're that drunk, yeah. like you, you know, don't. male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you just can't even. Well, you know, Bebo has a point. Guys are either stupid yeah. or gross because they will spit their chewing gum into the urinal. It doesn't flush anywhere. Or like they're, you know, the new like tobacco little packets that you put in your gum. Instead of loose chewing tobacco, they it's have like pre-packed. It, yeah, it's like little tea bags. Really? You'll see those in urinals all the fucking time. It's like, what do you? Nothing goes down there. Yeah, it's water. Is that the new hipster thing? Packets of chewing tobacco. I think it's just more wow. like rednecks. You can hide it at work or some bullshit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. Even. What was our Twitter game tonight? Our Twitter game was. Uh, I wanted to ask the BN Army. How Justin can get his groove back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need this answer. All right. You ready for it? Yeah. Stephen Boyd said, uh, streaking through Concord. 
Okay. Hmm. And you can get back into, you know, kind of, uh, you know, yeah. fighting weight. Someone's going to get their groove back if I do that. That's true, baby. <laughs> Someone will end up in jail. Uh, Liberty and Beer wrote, uh, make it to number one on Bevo's list just in time for the Labruski crew. Oh! That, Bevo, that would give me my groove back. How dedicated to this company are you? <laughs> oh, not that dedicated? Wrong answer. Oh. Bevo, how come you haven't asked me how what come? number? How come? How come you haven't asked what number on my list you are? Because I don't care. You do care. She's saying she's pretending. Yeah, she she's saying care. she doesn't care. But she wants to know. Of course she does. She also wants. Never mind. If, Tasty, what number do you think Bevo is on my list? Your list? Yeah. Two. You think number two? Beardy, what do you think? Mm, well, she's looking right at me, so I gotta be nice. You can't put her down. At right? Like 10. Yeah, right. No, I, I, it's fine. <laughs> You're not gonna hurt me. <laughs> Liar. Yeah. Well, it's just like, am I adding up all the people that I've heard you say would be on your list? Uh, no, I mean, just uh, I don't know, just guess. What I would say why is seventeen. Analyzing it. Seventeen. All right. Chip, what number do you think? She uh, I think she's number one. Only because of the history that what you guys have. Kiss ass, dude. She's totally number one. My God, that's that right. So weird. Because of you're... Sam. Because of the how long you've known her, you've seen her grow and mature into a fine young woman. Exactly. Keep you're it in number... the family. Do you remember no. how mad I got at you? Bevo came to the house one day in Pacheco and told me that she had a dirty dream about Sam and Schumann. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so I mad that. at her that it was Schumann and not me. <laughs> right. Like I was mad at her for weeks. <laughs> and I had another dream. That involved you. You didn't tell me about that. I told you that when we were at dinner. No, you when, did not. Yes, like this was a recent dream. It was like this month. And first of all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the one where it was part of my job to service everybody. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. Oh. She had a dream. <laughs> I, I came here one day. And she, I don't, by the way, I don't know why you tell me these things. <laughs> As I was saying, we were out to dinner, we were at Slowhand, and I was like, as I'm telling you, I'm like, why am I telling you this? Why am I talking? Yeah, it was part of her job, and and the cool thing was, is that it was okay, because it was a job, so like, Sam was okay with Mm, it. Right. But then in my dream, it like became a whole huge thing, because... It was considered cheating if I was trying to get mine, right. but it was fine for me to do everything for everybody else. If we were getting ours. Oh, okay. See, you're a, you hate yourself. You don't want to give yourself. No, you want to talk about who I hate right now? <laughs> <laughs> you yes. can just put him at the Bebo top of your list. totally number one at the top of my extracurricular list. Of course. If you're never going to get a pass, just get, let him have it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> Are you proud? I'm something. You don't feel don't, good about it? Don't you feel better now you got that off your chest? Yeah. My back hurts, and I only have one chest no, douche not, nozzle. Not, not from this view. All right. But it can never happen, because it, it won't be as good as I think it's going to be. Of course. No. Well, that's most fans. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That's just what happens. Right. So it can never happen. All right. Shall we continue? Yeah. Eric Milan says... Wait, what was the first answer? Uh, well, the first answer was streaking through Concord. Okay. Second one? Make it to number one in time the for list. the cruise. All right. Eric Milan says, listen to the first five episodes of the Sunday session. That Justin had hopes, passions, and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he I sure liked did. that guy. Yeah. Uh, he was all right. Um, Austin writes, be fabulous. Take care of yourself. Get a haircut. Put on some makeup. Wear clothes. Highlight the beauty inside of you. Oh, that one's almost realistic. 
Well, get a haircut. You said you don't look good with short hair. Dress myself. Especially the makeup. Well, I can attest he shouldn't have short hair. No, it's not good. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Nice. No, that is uh, that is. True. It gets worse. <laughs> it, it gets worse. Yeah. It's very, it's it's very like broy. Whatever this is, yeah. Gary, yeah. it gets worse. Oh, it's very broy. Yeah. Uh, Justin eighty one says uh, selling off the BN for a mint. <coughs> that would be nice, dude. That for would a mint? totally yeah. get my groove back. Like a you know like a like a d- after dinner mint. Yes, like an after dinner mint. Oh. Oh, I thought we were talking about like a cool mint. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Micah Concord says, uh, uh, Micah, Micah Connor. I love Micah. Micah. Micah uh, says, get back to the roots, start doing lunch meat again, which I approve oh, of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're missing some meat. Maybe you are. I think that's, that's the opposite <laughs> of what I need. Mm. Well, whatever. Uh, the old prospector writes, hire Charlie Bamforth to be your personal life coach and change your hair conditioner. I have great <laughs> hair conditioner. <laughs> you just don't use it all that often. He has it. I'm not sure I could handle Charlie as my life coach because he'd be right and I'd have to listen. Yeah. That's, right. that's what part With of... three PhDs. That's the second part of coaching is number one, you get the coaching and two, you apply yeah. it to your life. So my therapist said. It's, it's, yeah. it's weird. The other part of healing is listening to me. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Uh, Barley Boy asks, when did he ever have his groove? Oh, come on. I clearly had my groove. Look at all I've done. (laughs) And then, last but not least, Blobberglop says, uh, Charcuterie served on a gun groin tattooed stripper's abs with Steel Panther playing a private concert with Unlimited Blow. Mm. Okay. If it wasn't a permanent fix, it would at least be a fix for that night. Yeah. So, sure. well, just because you get it back doesn't mean you can't lose it again. Wow, dude. that was a that was almost that was a home run. He signed to your soul. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know whether to give it to the top of uh, Bevo's list <laughs> or to the real one. <laughs> well, well, you shouldn't give. You said it yourself. Yeah. You there is a real one. Give it to the top of my list. Because it's not good. Well, you shouldn't. Which one would be one wow. night of ecstasy? Just because. Oh, good call. That's not. Take the drugs. It's true. Not Take the who drugs. I am. Because Bevo will be Keep 13 alive. seconds of ecstasy. Exactly. Well, no, but it's never going to happen. And then, so then a lifetime of disappointment. Then every time right. you come to work, you look at her all day. Yeah, and then I'll just be real annoyed Sorry, because 13 so, uh, seconds is going to do nothing mm, for yeah. me. See? See? You, see, you never thought you could be more annoyed by me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the chat room is saying I need a raise. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Monetary. A new kind a of raise. Uh, all right, blobber glop. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, guns and... Stripper guns and blow. Stripper abs and guns and things. And blow. Good work, Blobby. All right. Well done, Blobby. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing software. Why 21 days? I don't know. It doesn't take that long to fall in love with that software. So you get a free trial. You can use it on PC and Mac. Uh, everybody uses it. Everybody's doing it. Yes. Everybody. Er, 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 Everybody's doing it. Go to Beersmith.com right now and check it out. I watched uh, Boys in the Hood this weekend. Oh, really? Did you see hmm. it yet? Why? Like, what do you mean, yet? yet. It's been Isn't out it for like 25 <laughs> yeah. years. I know, but I hadn't seen it. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. You didn't go to see it in the theater, though. No. no I'm going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Boys in the Hood are always hard. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. It's yeah. pretty good, right? It's a great movie. I didn't see the ending yet, but I'm pretty sure Easy e dies. You mean straight out of Compton? 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Oh, what not Boys in the Hood. Oh, Boys in the Hood. You are a different idiot. movie. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. and right. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And oh, Ice those Cube. are different movies? They're, yes, yes, they're different movies. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't. Well, they're so set at the same time. So which one did you see? I, I no, I saw Straight Outta Compton. All, all, the, all, all, those, <laughs> joke ruined. all those boys look the same? Uh, joke ruined. <laughs> Uh, but Ice Cube is in both of them. <coughs> oh. Sort of. Is he? No, he's not. Uh, I haven't seen yet. I want to see it, though. I, I heard it's uh, really good. It's good. But I guess, like, none of the actors got nominated for Oscars, and now everyone's complaining mm. about white people. And it's racism. Well, is it really? Never mind. I'm not going to say that out Why? loud. It was good. It was a good movie. No, I believe it was. I didn't see the end, though. But was I it good, or was it authentic? I don't know. I, like, okay. I wasn't there. Uh, I sure. remember it being, it seemed authentic yeah. to me, you know. It's a lot about Easy E. Sure. Well, he was kind of the backbone. Of he was the guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny the, the the rest of the of the band did such a good job of making him look like a douchebag later on. Yeah. That it's hard to believe that he was the guy, right? Right. That he was the brains, but he was. Uh, but that's also what uh, I think screwed him up. Is he? You know, he took all the money and made some bad decisions. It was a good movie, though. Is he alive? Okay. Yeah. No. No. Uh, that fool did. Yeah. No. I thought he was alive. No, died of the AIDS. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not going to happen to you, Bevo. You're a... <laughs> uh, Probably yeah. not. Gonna be, I am considering I mean, I don't jinx you going anything, to uh, Africa next year for a couple of weeks. You are? On a, mm. on a mission? On a mission. You could still get it. Yeah, like serious? build houses and put in water filters. Yeah. Why, why don't you go to Disney World with us? <laughs> uh, I don't have to pay for this trip. Oh. Well, get lost when you're in the airport. To pay with your... Well, I have to pay. your help. You get I AIDS. would have to pay, oh. but whatever. Be sponsored. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. That's not what you do. No, no that, I would love to do that. Uh, once do you've that. done the beer cruise, you're going to do I've that been to, I went to Panama and did that. Like, I've done this before. You did? Yes. Oh. Why, why Panama and Africa? Why not L.A.? There's plenty of people who are homeless here. Yeah. Did you get your hepatitis? Here, here you need yet? building permits to yes. just put up a house. <laughs> yeah. do like a bunch of, you actually have to know how to put something of, together. Like, yellow fever and typhoid and all this other crazy crap. When you did your first mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought only Mormons did the... They do like year-long missions where it's like a, the whole thing. This is just like you go and you, you helped build houses and like Swap work with a... I'm done with you. <laughs> I did it too, Bevo, growing up. I went to Guatemala and Honduras a couple times. You did? Yeah. I didn't realize you were nice. Well, I was. <laughs> He's not nice. I said when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. This was like before 2000. He just went. That yeah. Makes sense. They let assholes in Honduras too. Oh my gosh. Not just out of. My church is going to Honduras this year. Case in point. <laughs> it's actually case in point? That's what sure. I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got it right then. <laughs> Great. All right, what do we think? Are we done? Yeah, um, we're done. We were done we? quite a while ago. Unless there's a stiefel around. There is. <laughs> All right, let's end the show. Yeah. It's 1020. All right, everybody. Uh, hang on. I'm going to die for a second. <coughs> Have a little mm, smoke. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need Dude. a nicotine patch so you get your nicotine while you're... On the show. Can't smoke, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do a lot of stupid things. Uh, thanks for everybody. <laughs> thanks for everybody. Thanks for everybody. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Dan Gordon and Charlie Banfor for uh, being on the show tonight. Awesome. Yes. Um, hopefully uh, we did them justice by doing a great show. Here's a, here's a um, well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. No. Well, now you got it. You, you said. Yeah. Well, okay. In the chat room. Yeah. 
<laughs> Someone is dropping some knowledge. Yeah. Blobber was a full-time minister before he had kids. Really? I'd believe that. <laughs> Did we just die? What happened? I don't know. It got better. Sound got better. Uh, really? He was a minister. So was his wife. Is that how they met? I don't know. He's, look, I, this is real time. I'm, I'm getting, you're getting the information as I am. That makes sense. Um, all right. That makes hey. sense. All right. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Seriously, stop. Yeah. It. No, I'm trying. Sounds like a Tinder yeah. story to me. All right. Next week, we got Drake's on the show. Don't forget about our SF Beer Week events here at the Hop Grenade. You can go to thehopgrenade.com and check it out. we got great events. Uh, Tuesday night's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have um, some amazing beer on tap. Plus, we're doing the Brewers Roundtable right here on the air. So you're going to get to listen, even if you're not in Concord. But if you are in the greater Concord area, come on down and hang out with the Brewers. we got Brewers from Society, Sante, um, Monkish. Monkish. Highland. Highland Park. We were going to have Julian from Beachwood, but he bailed on us again. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready, Jeff? Yeah. Get us out of here. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you next week. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Dan Gordon and Charlie Bamforth joined us in the studio to chat about cider, IPA, and breweries that are selling out. Go to gordonbeers.com to hang out with Dan. And for more info on Charlie, buy his books on Amazon, would you? Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at TC McD. Warren is also trying to be hip over there at uh, Another Beardy. Speaking of Warren, he was here again somehow. Production director on this session has been Pushy Jacked. Today's show was very, very loosely produced by Justin Crossley. JP was really glad the boot didn't come out. Bevo was looking on Etsy for a bundling board to bring on the Lebowski cruise. Froppy shirt! And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the burning. Cherry.